to the PropMX.com show. Brought to you by BTOSports.com. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis, the OGK Dub, Kenny Watson, and the Tweet at Tits Legendary Q&A segment brought to you by BTOSports.com. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, yeah, welcome to my show. This is my show, remember? Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Vegas Strip outside the lion's den. Overlooking the lion's den, I should say. Yeah. Brought to you by BTOsports.com. The Watson Show. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. That's <laughs> all any, I got to do, say. Do you have anything else? That's it. Is that it? Watson, Watson, Watson. Hey. <laughs> That's uh, Kenny Watson. My name I is sound like Ted's on his yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Steve Mathis. That's Kenny Watson. Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Monday night, Steel City, or Steel City, Paula wrap-up. The season is over. we got a very, very busy show tonight. we got a... Mark Pellegrino on first. He's Kyle Regal's stepfather. We got Jeff Emig on, and we got Damon Bradshaw. I'm looking forward to, to the guest lineup. We'll get to that in a second. Thank you, BTOsports.com. Thank you, X-Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Works Connection, Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, Kicker, Free Gun. They're all on board with us. Taking your calls tonight and doing the Tweet at Tits segment is none other than the Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? How are you, buddy? Fine, thank you. There we go. Fine, thank you. How'd you handle uh, your guy hand- handing over the number one plate? It's, I don't want to talk about it. You did go to Paulo, though. I was there. You did? Yeah. I saw it. Dude, he went. Wow. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, for those who uh, may not know, tonight's show brought to you, lined up by our own Kenny Watson. Uh, the reason cha- why I, I cha- did it? I challenged I Kenny last week challenged me. to bring the guests onto the show. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I was tired of lining up all the guests. Kenny gives me shit sometimes, so I said, go ahead, you do it. Watson, you came through pretty good. Pellegrino, Emig, Bradshaw. Yeah, I, I, there was, a, I was starting to get flustered there for a little while because I was calling, and every, uh, the first couple people I called said, absolutely no way. Absolutely no way I'm doing that show. You didn't if, really call your guy Hanny. I did call my guy Hanny. You knew I what he was going to say. I begged him, and I begged him, and I begged yeah. the other guy, and I said, dude, please. And I said, you know what? If it was your show, I'd right. be on in a second. Right. But I'm doing nothing to benefit that other guy. Yeah. Fucking cannot stand him. But how said, about looking at the other way where this is the most popular internet radio show, motocross show going? Oh, it is? And you're going to give yourself and your sponsors exposure. How about well, the other guy? Way? The other guy doesn't race anymore, so he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And I got Hansen's that. Yeah. holding his ground, and he's doing what he has to do, and it sucks. Right on. It sucks. Um, hey, well, hey, no, you know what? I'm stoked for the guys that we had. I you mean, did a good job. Those you other guys were super pumped to be part of it, and uh, that's what we want. We want people that want to be on the show and be pumped to do it, So, and that's what yeah. we got. You've done good. Thank you. Uh, um, Thank you. Not as good as I thought you would do, to be honest. Like, I thought you were coming in swinging. Dude, it's, let's face you know it. what? Let's face it. It's harder than I thought it would be. Right. Um, it's pretty hard to think, like, who hasn't been on the show. Because, like you yeah. said, since we are the best internet radio show, of course. Going around. But it's hard to get people that haven't been on. And I, was, I thought I had those two dudes. They, I thought they, I could pull the favor card. The favor card didn't work too well for me. Um, yeah, so. Fro's been on a, b- a bunch before. 
Um, Mark Pellegrino, we all know. Um, I talked to him in a race a few weeks ago. He's gold, though. And Bradshaw, that's a good get with Bradshaw. You know, um, I've been trying to get Lachine, and I'm close. I never really thought about Bradshaw. I, I know him. I talk to him every now and I didn't think about it. But we're tying it into something that's going on. So um, that's, a, that's a, a nice little piece there. So those guys are coming on. Kenny did a good job. Line it up. Let's let's. Um, All right, get off my facts. nuts. I know I did a good job. That's enough. Sinjin. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I have a few things to talk about. First of all, uh, Jimmy Albertson, 10th place in uh, what was the Moto 2? Yeah, something like that. I got the results here. In yeah, front okay. of me. Jimmy uh, Albertson then, uh, uh, went 13 thing I saw, free gun underwear was the underwear for uh, Team America. Yeah. See that? And uh, probably I, was, I wasn't listening to last show's week, but I just want to say thanks to Tech One Design for those sick graphics. Yeah, thank you, Tech One Designs, for making Sinjin some, some graphics that uh, they made. They made oh, those yeah, are pretty sweet. They, they're in the Subway logo, and they say Sinjin, like in the Subway. Yeah, print. yeah, those are sick. I tweeted them hey, a while ago. what were you talking about with Maeda racing that REM series? Dude, I made that up. Okay, well, there was that, that Chuck's son. <laughs> he was out there on, like, a 490 Mako. Dude, we, we don't want to talk about REM racing. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. As long as you said sorry, oh, okay. Hold on, one, one last thing. Remember how a few weeks ago you guys were talking about pe- why don't people wear kidney belts anymore? Yeah. Nope. Uh, I asked Albertson, and he said that he thinks it's just because the suspension's gotten better. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, Jimmy knows. That's for sure. Yeah, well, he does. He knows everything. He knows He's everything, exactly. Okay, all right, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Sinjin. Thanks, Sinjin. Yeah, bye. Hey, uh, we do have a, a prize to give away right off the bat. First caller, the next caller that calls in gets a free Pulpamex T-shirt. From Eric at EB Suspension in, in Iowa. Just some fan called in, bought a T-shirt, doesn't want it himself, wants to give it away. The next caller calls wow. in, gets a free T-shirt. Eric at EB Suspension in Iowa, home of Justin Brayton. What do you think of Justin Brayton going to Honda? Uh, is he? Yeah. It's for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Good for him. What about the fact, if you were, put your, put your agent hat on here, Kenny. We all know Justin Barcher's going to Honda in 2013. Bar- Brayton's got, got a one-year deal. Do you still steer your client towards Honda? Dude, I, you know, I mean, no disrespect to Justin. I think Justin's an awesome rider. Justin, I, which one? Justin Brayton. Yep. I think he's an awesome rider, and I think, I think he's, he's good. But I don't think that him riding a factory Honda bike is going to make him any better. I think JGR equipment was good. I think his, yep. I, you know, he's won some heat races. He's, a, yeah, he's, he's straight up beat heat races, won heat races yeah, with everybody he, in the he, field. He is a guy. Justin Brayton is a good rider. I I, I like Justin. He's a good kid. I think I don't think it's going to matter. I think his results are going to be just where they are. I think that's where he is, and that's mm-hmm. where he shall stay. Right, right. Okay. That's my uh, my deal. And I just he could have gone back to JGR. I think maybe not. But yeah, I, I think he could too. But hey, he at the end of the day, right. I wish him the best well, of luck. And if he if he does go out there and he do, and he wins, hands down, I, I don't think he can win. But right. I might be wrong. Uh-huh. I've been wrong a lot of times. But hey, but hey, I wish him the best. Yep. Um, uh, so Eric at EB Suspension, Iowa, no doubt a Justin Brayton fan. Thank you for the Pulpamex shirt. We also have a Pulpamex app out. We have uh, five free codes for that. And uh, we're going to just uh, open the phone lines again right now. Tits is going to get real busy and real mad. But the next, if you want a Pulpamex app, next five people that call in, let it ring. Tits is busy. And uh, he'll get to you, and you get a free code for a free app. Thanks to the Circle Jerkies for that. Watson, um... Did you see Paula? I did. Yeah. I did. I watched hey, it. Hey, Pitts, did you hear me about the app? Our phone guy, did you hear me about the app? I'm on the phone. Uh, yeah, I know, w- Would you like something? Yeah, the next five guys get a free app. Oh, uh, okay. 
Hook it up. That's fine. Dude, that's crazy because you make me buy my app. You never bought an app. I tried to make you buy one. I know, but that's <laughs> crazy. Hey, um, where'd you go this weekend? Where was Kenny Watson? Uh, I went to Salt Lake City for the Dew Tour. And? The inaugural Hart and Huntington um, Speed and Style. It was in Salt Lake City. What do you City. mean Hart and Huntington Speed and Style? Hart and, carry, uh, it was a Hart and Huntington event. We oh, put was? the whole oh. thing on. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, with, with your buddy, Tess. Oh, yeah. The, and, yeah. Um, did you get any information about that guy? Uh, you know, I, I wasn't I, the one who was asking, but yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I really didn't. But uh, it was it was it was a good event. I mean, yeah. it was a different format than the X Games because instead of having Kerry came up with the event, he came up with the track, he came up with the whole scoring format. Instead of doing uh, two guys head to head, they did a four man gate, which was cool because there's always. I mean, usually in speed and style, if they have two guys and one guy falls, it's a, it's a yawner. You know what I mean? It's like whatever. So we did a four man gate. It was it was head to head. And four guys, you know, went out on the track at once, and there was three heat races. Um, the winner of each heat races uh, advanced, um, but it wasn't just winning. You got scored like you would a local moto. If you right. won, if you won the heat race, you got one point. Then right. the judges would judge it. Go from and there. Then it would go so, one, two, three. Yeah, it's combination. So it was, right. it was, it was, it was a total success. Um, the, the stands were packed. Uh-huh. Um, people were stoked. Um, it was, it was a really, really good weekend. Um, we did pretty well. We got uh, Mason won it. The Hart Huntington guy yeah. won it, and Kerry ended up getting fifth, which was awesome. Uh-huh. He had a really good race with uh, Brian Foster. If people know who Brian Foster is, no, I don't he works Brian for the Foster. family. He's nicknamed Bub. He's from Reno. He's a old arena cross rider, super good rider. He put a move on Kerry. Kerry didn't see him coming. He put a sweet block pass on him and passed right. Kerry for the last position to transfer to the main event. So Kerry ended up getting fifth out of uh, you know twelve guys, which pretty good for a 36 yeah. year old guy that's yeah. out there and only does three tricks so it was it was good it was it was positive feedback and mm-hmm. everyone loved it and then after the event um the use played um oh, yeah. right next to us they had a stage brought out and yep. it was a cool event it was definitely cool and the thing like the the riders really 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 enjoyed it like it was fun yeah they had potter feist you know mason um carrie um bo bamberg and it was it was good. There was a lot of good guys, and it was good racing, and it was cool because you know most. I, I like freestyle, but it gets kind of old after a while. Hold on one second. Hey tits, you got to make sure that that's three G and later or whatever. You're an Apple guy, whatever that deal is. So yeah. Anyways, that's where I was sorry, at. Sorry, Kenny. Uh, no and so, hey, was so were there anybody there that you didn't you hadn't heard of? Just some local dude, like you know how? Yeah, yeah. There was there was, there was like three or, there was like three dudes that I had no idea who they were. And they were like local guys that showed up to race. No, they were they were. I don't know if they were local guys, but I don't know where. I don't. I'll tell you the truth. I don't even know where they were from. Okay. All right. There was a couple dudes from Europe. But I didn't know who they were, and there was a couple dudes from like you know Northern California. Um. Um. Well, yeah, it sounded pretty cool. So, you, but you still watched the race? Yeah, I watched the world. It. The 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 do tour was on Friday night, so I flew home Saturday morning. Oh, okay. All right. I could have like if I was a really an enthusiast. Did you fly on Friday night? No, I flew home Saturday morning. No, flight there Friday, no, no, Friday I flew, morning? I, I flew there Thursday. Oh, okay. I was there all day Thursday, all day Friday. Right. I flew back you bring Saturday. You brought your truck and everything? Yep. Hold took semi. We yeah, took yeah. all the – everyone pitted under B our Rabbit? truck. B-Rabbit? Berlue? B-Rabbit. No, not Berlue. Just – we just took the truck yeah. and me and Rabbit went and the whole – all the riders pitted under the thing and they had a huge, huge, huge like meet and greet yeah. for like VIPs and it, it was – Definitely, it was a win-win. We were super stoked to do it. Hopefully, next year the Dew Tour is going to step up and do a. a um, they're going to do three ra- three speed and style. Of it. it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. Where at Rice Eccles? No, it was uh, downtown, right across the street from the basketball arena. Oh, I guess yeah, they it was in a huge parking lot. Lay up a ramp and a yeah. Well, they put they brought in a bunch of dirt. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was it was a full-on racetrack with a freestyle ramp in the middle of it. 
Now, the lap times were about 40 seconds. It was totally good, totally win-win. Do tours thinking about next year coming back and, uh -huh. and make it a, a stop, a, you know, a three-race deal at every stop. So right. they'll they'll give a due cup for it and oh, make yeah. it make it good. I mean, it was good. The winner awesome. got the winner got 10 grand. Yep. Second place was 7,500. Third was five grand, and they paid every person. Like the guy they got last that just showed up made 1,500 bucks. Nice. So it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, and you got a cool event coming up. Um, your your buddies there uh, up in Reno. Speaking of definitely North of Vegas, uh, um, this is going to be a good race. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody for looking in on the the Monster Energy Live Fast Cup. I mean, these guys are putting their heart and soul into this race and hoping that you know they're going to get uh, a lot of riders out there. And you know, for all the pro guys, I mean, it's a good opportunity if you're a privateer, you know, looking to make some money in the off season. It's a ten thousand dollar purse per night. You make the main, you're going to make yourself, you know, some money. So uh, anybody that's in the area, September 23rd through the 25th, it's a Friday and Saturday night. Um, they're going to do all kinds of good stuff. Um, it's The name of the track is Exit 28 in Reno, Nevada. Go to their website. They'll give you all the details, what you need to know, where you need to be, what time you need to be there. And if you're an amateur, there's amateur events, too, going on. So check it out. Like yeah. I said, the Live Fast Monster Energy Cup. It's a right. Monster Energy Live Fast Cup, September 23rd through the 25th in Reno, Nevada. And the name of the track is Exit 28. Those Check it out. Are, those guys are cool to come on board with us as well as uh, Boulder City's got a vet race coming on that we're going to talk later about with Damon Bradshaw. And we're maybe lining up some other heavy hitters to show yeah, up at that thing. That's going to be it. Um, that's gonna be hey, it. so okay. let's get to the race. Um, Ryan Villapoto did what he had to do. He did better than what he had to do. He actually uh, passed your Good. guy. Hey, right uh, we still have two more codes we can give away. People didn't hold on long enough for me to get their okay. info. Okay, make sure, make sure so they it's uh, four, 4G only. No iPod touches either. Really? Three, that's what Kevin just said, 3GSs or iPhone 4s. And the that's app it. is so intensive. Your iPod touch cannot handle it. Yes. Um, have you? Have some you, bonus uh, podcasts well, also. How many, how many of those things have you sold? Quite a bit. Are you oh. surprised? Um, There's probably 30,000 that we've sold so far. <laughs> uh, uh, almost 1,000. We've wow! Sold. So, so yeah. Apple takes a good, nice chunk, but nice, nice good um, job, Steve. Hey, uh, but you know what? Check it out. So, you know what my craziest thing of the weekend watching the race was? What was when Villapoto almost threw it away when he landed off that big single and his hand blew yes. off the bar? <laughs> Woo! And dude, and I seen Dungy like on TV look. He he seen yeah. it out of the corner of his eye, and then he gave him the look back. Like, you yeah. see him like, wow. Yeah, yeah. If that if that went down, game over. Yeah, um, game over. I, I admired RV for uh, for yeah. you know racing Dunge in the first moto, passing him and winning. Like Dude, he's just like, what? hey, I'm taking care of this. Everyone can say what they want about Dungey, you know, all year. Like he was whining and crying about. You Tits know, was always saying that the bike, always. it's this, it's that. But you know what? For Dungey to walk over to Villapoto's deal during their little pre-party under their tent and post, hand him post over post-race party, hand him over. You the read plate. my Twitter, didn't you? Hand, no, I didn't. Yes, read. You did. No, I didn't. I seen it on. It was on Speed Vision or something. And shake his hand and congratulate him. That's Dungey's a class act, man. Oh, I was, I was. Dungey's a class act. I was tweeting that uh, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, they had tacos and beer at RVs. They had a nice little vans, had a nice little setup there, and Dungey was out hanging out there, That's laughing cool. and joking. So, uh, Dungey's mom was there also too. So yeah, it was cool to see that at the end of the, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, they were buddies. So that that was cool. Um, and Dean Wilson. Some, him and Blake Baggett, his teammate, got into it a little bit. Yeah, dude. I, I didn't – like, I missed it on TV, but then yeah. I heard about it, and I was trying to find it, and I couldn't find it. But, dude, I dude, as soon as I heard about that, I just said, whoa, Mitch is not going to be happy about that. Dude. No, took him back to the truck. I can, Th those two in the truck, doors closed. 
I bet. Uh, I bet. Uh, you know, come on in for a meeting, boys. I don't know. Like, I, I just think maybe, uh, you know, Blake got a little. I didn't see anything. I, I didn't. I watched it, and I and I watched the way Dino rides. And you know what? Those lights guys all ride the same to me. Well, and they're they're they're. I mean, they're, in the 450 class, I think they give those guys a little bit more room, and they're yeah. a little bit. They don't cross the stuff. But if you watch, just like that deal with Barsha when he came over, and that's the way they ride. He goes over jumps, and they cross to get to the inside. They yeah. don't set themselves up the inside and and go to the yeah. inside. They're always jumping across to make no. the, you know, to hit their deal. And I think that's all it was. And I think you know Blake. I, I have a lot of respect for him. I, I'm a believer in him. I think he has a big future. But you know what? If he's going to get mad at that, he's going to be mad throughout his whole career in the lights class because that's just the way it is, my friend. That's the way they ride. And you know what? Yeah. And I hate to say it, buddy. You do the same exact shit. There's no way when you have some guy right on your ass that you're going to leave the inside line open. You're going to well, cover your lines. And that's what it is. Paula, Paula has a lot of uh, lines where the inside is the only one to take. So if you're in the air and you're drifting out from acceleration – you're going to want to come back into the inside, you know, yeah. and protect yeah. your line. So uh, uh, on a different track, I think there's some different results there. You yeah, know? for sure. I, Let I, me I, ask you a question about yeah. the weekend. Yeah. I saw tits. What, what, what was your – stalking uh, Dungy. What, what was your – You your, better uh, believe it. What was your theory on the Canadian guy? Was he – he qualified theory. fastest? No. Faciachi, whatever his name was? Faciachi? No, he didn't qualify fastest. <laughs> Did he have – was he fastest in the first practice maybe or was no. he fast – never? No, he's – no. Never? No, he's in the seated practice. He wasn't fastest. He was second in the first moto for a little while. Second. With Alessi, X-Brown goggles, leading. What happened to Alessi, dude? He was checking out, and then all of a sudden he just – He got, just got caught. He really did. He, uh, I, I'd see, I mean, maybe – He, he had a, that moto. He Paul was, is a terrible uh, spectator track. Dude, so I that don't, track was you know, so fast. Yeah. Everybody said it was fast. They, they weren't too pumped on the speed. And the sun was coming down in the second moto. Yeah. I heard that. Guys weren't too pumped on that either. But uh, unless he was though, because he had this Terminator lens. Thank you, thank you, Terminator lens. Brought uh, to you by X, who? Xbrand goggles. Check them out on the web, thexbrand.com. Uh, Xco 2011 to save yourself 30 percent on uh, on Xbrand goggles. So Fasciati second uh, second place for a while. Then he ran eighth, and uh, then he got in the first turn crash. So what's his moto, what's so. his deal for next year? Do you He's know? trying to get a ride with Hart Huntington, Cowie. That ain't gonna happen. I don't hire Euros or people from Canada. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Unless they bring a lot of money to the table. If they bring a lot of money, then we'll sign everybody. <laughs> so anybody in Europe wants to come to America, bring, send, give me a call. This is an open casting call. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, rumor on the street is you guys are looking for another semi. Yes, we are. What are you going to do? Blow it up. Wow. Going big. Wow. You're going to put a guy out of it? Two guys? or like? Are we're we're, we're, we're going to split our guys up. We're going to go two and two. That's big. It's huge. Dude. Hart and Huntington going big. I like yeah, it. That's cool. Um, hey, I talked to Forrest Butler, team manager of Butler Brothers um, uh, Motocross team. He listened to the show last week. Uh, he said you bagged on Regal a whole bunch. You bagged on the Regal signing. You bagged on Regal. I don't really remember that, but yeah, that's he, wanted, he wanted to know if six this weekend for Regal met your criteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what the funny thing was? Forrest called me like later in the week because his truck blew up somewhere and broke, and he needed some help. He yeah. never said one word to me about, hey, why well, did you talk shit? I mean, he's, ki I mean, he's not no. holding it to you seriously. But he yeah. did say he turned the show on and all he heard was Kenny bagging on the signing of Kyle Regal to the team. No, it wasn't. I wasn't. If he, if I don't he really listened, remember. It, I wasn't bagging on the team. I just said, what good is it to have a guy that's going to get eighth well, or ninth? This that's is, what I said. This goes back. Let's to, go back to this. I was, Forrest, if you're listening, call in and ask me what, that, what, what this is going to get you for the future, a sixth place of the Outdoor Nationals. Wow. I mean, if everybody thought that, there'd be nobody on the gate, Kenny. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> hey, this goes back to 
the guest you tried to get that said Goose is mad at me because we were talking shit on Goose. Yep. All we're talking about is Goose may be going to Reed's team next year. It looks that way, according to people who know. And now all of a sudden it turns that turns into talking shit. How how so now uh, you have a, a uh, 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 now dude, you have a little bit of what I get. Dude, I'm not dude. Even, I'm not even gonna get in the middle of that. But what we're talking about. No, we're but talking, I'm just saying. Hey, we're talking what? about Paula. We're Let's not talking about, about the guests. We're um, talking about Paula. Uh, Kyle Regal rode good, though. Rode really well. Kyle Regal, like I told you in the, the whole thing, I didn't rip on Kyle. I said Kyle is very good rider, and Kyle has potential to do super good. But I didn't understand, you know, his results weren't there. And like I said, oh, yes. Oh, like I said, they, you know, must have done a lot of work to the bike and this and that. But you know what? At the end of the day, I hope Forrest and Butler Brothers – Get a million dollars for that sixth place finish. That'd be awesome. Because you guys well, need just, it. You guys need all that money to buy I a just, new truck. I, I'm not with you. On, yeah, I saw they had a Penske truck, and I said, hey, I guess Watson's number didn't help you out. I was laughing because I gave him your number. And uh, he goes, no, 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 we just ran it when we had a deal on. Like, they got a deal through somebody or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he told me. I was stoked for him. He said that yeah. he, he worked with a guy a few years right. ago. That sponsor, they like that a, a local dealer or whoever yeah. sponsored him for the weekend. That was stoked yeah. for him. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Um, it worked out all right. Tits, uh, for yes, one, for once, yes, get you in on the show. Wow, okay. And we, not try to make you look like an idiot like we normally do. do. We have to. <laughs> what do you think of Paula? Give me your observations from Paula. Um, I went there as a spectator. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What else would you go there as? Hey, hey, go there I, as I'm ro- media. Did you right? go there as royalty? Did you, yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Wait, whoa, whoa. I went there as a spectator. <laughs> That's right. Did you, did you fly in in the helicopter? I did, Oh, so you didn't work on a team or race the race. Okay, all right. I got I, it. I was, I, was I, not, it. I was not covering it as media. <laughs> Continue on. <laughs> Continue on. What'd you think? It was fine. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, you nailed it on the head earlier about it's not the best for uh, spectators, you know, being able to see the track. Um, so you had to walk around a lot to try and get, you know, different angles and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously I enjoyed myself, but, uh, you definitely see more of it either in the DC, uh, spectator area. Yeah. With the pools are, which I never made it into. Yeah. I never made it up there either. Uh, but it looked really nice. Um, or on TV. <laughs> right. But did you, ha- did you have fun? I did. Yeah. Got a little sunburned and, Who'd you uh, go with? Uh, a couple a bunch of my of friends, chicks, dude. Bunch of chicks with them. <laughs> bunch of chicks. Dude, I was dude, asking people wasted. if they knew you when I was up in Salt Lake, you know, because I know all the Mormons <laughs> know each other. Yeah, and how'd that go? <laughs> they didn't know who he was. <laughs> they were just lying. That's my finger. Yeah. Tits, you like my shirt I have on today? Yeah, it's a good look. I can't believe I fit into Ivan Tedesco's jersey and look halfway normal. <laughs> I would, I would, I would qualify that last statement, the second last statement. Halfway there. normal? Yeah. Uh, I would say the, the jersey fits you way better than the, the chest protector fits Steve. Dude, <laughs> stand up, Steve. Show Tits the straps. He's trying to tell me that the straps are not stretched out. Can you see him? Hold I, on. I, I can't see Stand up. Right it looks like Steve has a freaking pie plate on his chest. <laughs> Dude, that's how these things look back in the day. They look Dude, like no, pie plates. No, no. <laughs> really? Yeah. Stand up. Show, show, stand up. Tell me, tell me, Tits. Are those things stretched out on the side? To the side. Look at look at how loose they are. <laughs> hey, look at how loose they are. Is that what you like, say? It looks like JT is all one word. Yeah, but look how loose this. Like, look it. If I unplug it or unhook it, look well, it's it's, just, it's it's maxed out, bro. But you know what? You're you're it's good. It's good. It's good. Why? Let me ask you a question. He sent me a Tedesco jersey, then he sent you a green JT <laughs> fucking pie plate. Why? What's what's your affiliate? 
I'm just collecting Billion. JT stuff. I got that chest, chest picker up there, you know? Oh. <laughs> so I just sort of collect this stuff. I guess but, you could call it stupid. I wouldn't say that. I think it's sweet. I think maybe I wish too bad that JT's back in business because maybe I'll have my guy debut one of those. Oh, yeah. JT is back in business. You're right. I think they're coming on advertisers on Pulp MX, actually, working on that right now. Good job. So, Good um, job. We got Mark Pellegrino coming up very, very shortly here. Uh, we got some time to take your calls if you guys want to call in, 702-586-7857. We can take a few calls before we get to our guest. Uh, Kenny, we do have emails. Let, let me read the one email um, from Buck Naked, your buddy. Yeah, right. The guy who said top ten reasons why Kenny sucks, I think, or whatever. Didn't he retract all of them? Uh, yeah. Did you read this typical guy? Did you get the email back that he wrote so, okay, about so, me? So, um Buck Naked wrote back in, top 10 reasons Steve Mathis. Wait, wait, let's not go Yeah, there. I got it. Did you, are you going to read that one about how we much talked respect about that. Yeah. that he has respect for me now? No, he sent oh, me I another one. I never got that one. He sent me another one. I never got that I'm one. Gonna read, when you read those, I'm going to read the email that he sent Top me. 10 reasons Steve Mathis never responds to my email. Number 10, too busy oh. dusting off those Math- Manitoba trophies. Number 9, Pookie has his fat ass walking the dogs. Number 8, he uses up all his man love on Tim Ferry. Number seven, he's busy asking Wygant for the millionth time what he thought of Colton Fasciati. Number six, waiting by the phone for David Lee Roth to call and offer him a job as a roadie. Number five, tied up in contract negotiations with tits. This year, I want an iPad and a Dungy jersey. Number four, his vivid home automation is blocking his email, my email. Number three, he thinks I'm a Washougal hot dog vendor trying to collect on a tab. Number two, he's still a little touchy about that war of 1812 thing. And number one reason why Steve Mathis never responds to Buck Naked's emails, he's afraid Buck Naked will come up with a Mathis top ten. There we go, Buck Naked. If we had a drum roll, we'd do it. Thank you, Buck, for your emails. Always, uh, always real interesting. Um, let's uh, let's move on to uh, another email here. We got. Um, what about the dream your mom had about me? Oh yeah, we should talk about that. Hey, is this Cooley? Yo, what's up? What's up, Cooley? How are you? Oh, not bad, man. What's going on over there? Unruly Cooley. Unruly Todd Cooley. Sweet. Hey, I got a question. So let's say uh, McGrath and uh, Brooks have got their team together and they're riding Hondas. Yep. And uh, Reed is riding a Honda next year. But what happens at the test track? Like, obviously, Brooks and uh, Reedy aren't, like, best of buddies anymore. They They will not be there at the same time. Okay, that was my question. I was going to say, would they be like throwing stones at each other or something like that? What are they going to do, Kenny? Tell each other when each other is going to the to the thing. Well, Chad, Chad really doesn't test that much at the Honda track. He tests up at Castillo Ranch. Yeah, um, that's so, what he did last year, and it seemed to work okay. Yeah, so I don't think he will. Uh, I don't think he will. I'm with you, uh, Cooley. Though it's a little little awkward, probably. Yeah, it's like you know, like when you're out with your new chick and you run into your old chick. Yeah, I hear that. Awkward. Kind of like one of those situations. Yeah. You know, like right. when you're banging it out in the Burger King parking lot in the Aerostar and, like, she pulls up beside you? Well, I'd have to ask my wife about that one. I mean, I just tried <laughs> to help her out. I just tried to help her out with, uh, you know, getting her vehicle around. But so. Yeah, yeah. Little did you know what she was going to do with it. Yes, you're telling me, bud. Um, all right, bud. Thanks. No. Okay. No problem. We'll talk to you. See ya. Uh, Buck Naked, uh, Kenny invited him to call in. He says, I don't want to call in. I don't need any underwear. And I agree that some of my comments were over the line. You took you took my prank in the way it was intended, and I now have tons of respect for you, Kenny and Buck Naked bonding over over email. There you go, Buck Naked's my friend. Um, Kenny got another email here to read. Um, 
Maybe you can help out. I don't. Uh, as always, you can send your emails to Steve at pulpamex.com. Jonathan, Jonathan sent an email. Guys, I want to raise some money for our road to recovery, and I got into it with the Cox sucker, yeah. Steve Cox. He claims to used to box, and I said, let's box for three rounds. He came up with a better idea. He wants to do a spelling contest, a moto of MX, and three rounds of boxing. He claims he will beat me at the first two, and we won't, we won't get to box. I know Kenny can't stand that mother effer. Neither can I. I was wondering if you guys could help me get this set up, get your sponsors involved, and let me make, let me make him look like a loudmouth bitch that he is. I was wanting to do it in conjunction with the Monster Cup, and I don't need help for travel. Um, so he wants to box cocks. Hey, I got a, I got, a, I got a, a very good idea. Why don't you just show up and just blast them? Who cares? If you want to work them, just work them. What what is with the uh, what is with fans wanting to fight the media? Uh, get used to it, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna have writers that are gonna want to fight you pretty quick. Bring it. Nothing is over. Yeah, over. Hey, I, I, I thought me and Hanny worked our differences out at the Motocross Nations. We had a good chat, but I, I, I mean, I think you wanted to fight me. Now they're looking back on it. Looking back on it at the at the Lakewood Disney Nations and knowing Hanny's history of wanting to just brawl with dudes for no reason, I think he wanted to fight, and I was too dumb to realize that. Uh, you know what? This is what this is what the whole deal with Josh is. I talked to Josh about coming on the show. And Josh was like, you know what? I'm trying to put all this bullshit and drama behind me. I'm trying to focus on racing. And I don't. I just want to ride my dirt bike, and I don't want to get caught up in all the bullshit. So for me, it's better that I don't do the show, and I just keep my nose clean and just concentrate on riding. Right. So There you go. That, I like that. Well, he hey, was, you're, you're his team manager next year. So, that's so probably, I'm not his team manager yet, and you know what? I music to your ears. Yeah, and I like that, you know. But little does he know, I have those dudes going down there tomorrow to put a low jack on his on his car. <laughs> exactly. Wise words of Mitch Payton. No, he's um, he's all right. He's he's right. working on it, and he knows. I mean, he, he knows right. he knows what the deal is. Um, what'd you make of uh, of uh, Chad Reed? Chad Reed's Paula. Well, let's, I guess let's talk about RV first. Uh, great, we're, great we're year, already, Supercross already, Outdoor shit. Champion. One awesome. of both. Awesome. Lots of lots of. Uh, it's really crazy because I know Ivan had his speed at the beginning of the year, man. And if he just would have hung in there, <laughs> I mean, we saw it at the Cali Test Track. No, you know what, dude? I give. I'm I'm stoked for Ryan. I'm stoked for Kawasaki, um, and uh, I think that they had an awesome year. And they've definitely had their you know their, their trials and tribulations at the beginning of the year. Uh, I was at Sacramento, and I was like, oh boy. You know, he yeah, was yeah. sick, and he yeah. was off the pace, and, you know, him and Eldon went back and did their work, and, hey, you know what, he, he, he had some breaks go his way for sure yeah. with Dungey breaking, DNFing, and then having that situation happen, and you know what, it's racing, yeah. and it's, it happens, it could have happened to him, um, so... What what do you make of uh, of uh, Reed's year after the crash? Just uh, dude, I think after Reed's crash, it kind of took the wind out of him sails. And even though he doesn't want to say that, I, I, my personal feeling, yeah, and I can't, you can't take anything away from that guy. I mean, after a crash like that, still to get back on the bike and still finish out the year where he just could have said, you know what, my championship shots are over after he lost the championship. He still went out there and rode. He didn't have to, right. and he went out there and did his deal for his sponsors. And you got to give him ass kudos yeah. for that. Um. What do we know about Silly Season? Did you hear any stuff this week? Oh, man. No, no um, I'm so out of the loop, dude. Right. I'll tell you the truth. I really I got some stuff that I heard, too, but it's hard to say. It's it, like, you know, I, I think seen we're going to know what's going to happen with Bubba real soon. Yeah, I know that. And then I talked to, like, like I've seen some guys from other teams that were uh -huh. asking me about jobs and, you know. Oh, yeah? They don't know Hitting what they're going to do. And I was just like, ah, you know. Well, I'm, you're set, right? I'm, I'm oh, full. no, you need mechanics. No, I'm full. You I'm, need two guys. I'm full. I got my guys. 
I hired my guys. I'm full. That sucks because I had a guy for you. Yep, I'm full. I was going to pass on a, on a resume. Do you have anybody that I know? Uh, two spots? Yeah, you know one of them. Yeah? Yeah. Well, Do they work with teams? Yeah. When, yeah, they both work on it. They were, they were so you can't announce it yet until they're ready? No, I'll, I'll tell you. I'm taking Derek w with Josh. Josh Hansen's mechanic. Oh, you Derek. are? Yeah. Yeah. And the other guy um, for Kyle Partridge, um, if that works out, um, he's going to bring his mechanic from Star Racing. Oh, there you go. Okay. And they're going to re relocate to Las Vegas? No, Derek's going to stay in California because that's where Josh is going to be. And yeah. when they come up here and ride and stuff, they'll come with him. But Josh needs a guy to be able to go to the track with him every day and work with him. And I think they work really well together. So um, we're, we have our own. We have a little race shop in California that we put together. So Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. oh, so, wow. Jeez. Hart and Huntington. So big, they're going to be plans. they're going to be uh, doing their thing. Hey, you know? what what you what you make of Izzy and Weimer? Did you see uh, Izzy break check him and knock Weimer down? And then no, I didn't. I didn't see it, but it doesn't right. surprise me, dude. That's that's <laughs> the whole thing. And it, it's all over chicks too. It's stupid. And you know what? I think it's really lame that if if you got an issue with someone, call them out off the track and go do it. Not I mean, if you if you're in business, you're not right. going to go into your office and slap some guy in the face in your office I, that you work with. I don't know Nico Izzy at all. I interviewed him once for Racer X. And I'm 100% sure he was stoned while I was interviewing him. Dude, you, you know what my but, first – check this out. You know okay. what my first deal well, was? Well, just let me finish. So I don't know him at all. I, I, I just know there's a lot of dudes in the pits who don't like that guy. And I'm not saying I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know the There's kid. a lot of dudes that are like, I don't like that dude. Hey. hey what? Two things. Yeah. Uh, one, someone uh, – Luke Himmler said that Durham signed with PC yesterday That's been the rumor, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing is uh, the number you gave me – Kent for uh, Mark Pellegrino does not work. Okay. Awesome. Good job lining up the guests, Kenny. Do you want to walk you over here it. and grab this? Yep. Um, um. So what okay, I was trying so, to get at so with Izzy. Now, your first experience. It was, Weren't you going to say that? It yeah. was his last year when he rode Suzuki's. And I was at – it was two years ago at Hangtown. Okay. I'm not saying I'm anyone special, but this is how he walks up to me. And he goes, hey, bro, can you give me some shoes? And I'm like, how can I give you some shoes? He goes, aren't you the DVS guy? And I was like, uh, no, I'm not the DVS guy, but I can give you the number. He goes, oh, dude, I always thought you were the DVS tennis shoe guy. And I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know what his deal is. I don't, know, I don't know the kid. I really don't know the kid. I've probably, yeah. That's the only conversation that I've ever had with him. Right. But I like I know Josh Hill's really cool with him, and all Josh Hill says is Iggy, uh, Iggy, that Izzy is sick. <laughs> Izzy's um, sick. I'm and like, how is Josh Hill doing, by the way? Josh Hill started riding. He's good. With Star well, Wet well, last week, last week was he's got a, back on the bike and he started riding. So uh, things are looking good for a tw for a 2012 uh, Supercross. Yep, he has four months to get ready. Yeah, not bad, huh? Um, so yeah, so you saw that. That's something that I want to talk to you about. What about uh, what do you think of uh, uh, the second guy to, to Dungey? What do you what do you know? What do you hear? I hear Short maybe going back. Yeah, I, I heard unless I he's heard, out. I heard Short's going back for sure. Yeah, I heard it's kind of a it was kind of a, a charity deal. You know, after he got hurt, right? They're kind of. I think unless he's out for sure, so Mike's gonna be looking for a ride. I think you know, I had a long talk with Tony a little bit this weekend. Uh -huh. Like obviously with the goggles, we've been good. You know, I've I've been critical of Tony in the past. And it was nice to talk to him this weekend, and he basically kind of admitted that I was right in all the other stuff, that he was interfering. What? 
Oh, we got problems getting a hold of Mark Pellegrino. See, this is what happens when Kenny lines up the guests. We got all these issues when, when that happens. How, how could this be when I uh, when, it, when it, maybe he got his phone shot off? Maybe he didn't pay his bill. That sixth place, Kyle can maybe chip chip in. <laughs> um, good times. Hey, it don't matter to me if you don't pay my bills. Hey, Mark, Mark. <laughs> oh, that's a, hey, Mark. Uh, um, uh, what exactly is going on for next year? Do you do you know? Documentation. I know you have some documentation, but what do you know about next year? I know everything. Well, yeah, I know you got it going on and everything like that. But I mean, really, what's Kyle going to do? I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, hey, that's what what that's that's all you got. Then that's all you got. Chanceability <laughs> of uh, of of Mark Pellegrino coming on the show is not high right now. Um, with that, let me go to some more emails then, uh, hey, while Mark. Kenny tries to figure this out. Hey, Kenny's on the phone with Mark Pellegrino right now. Yeah, Dungy's dick in his mouth. That's what Kenny's telling him right now. Um, Jeremy Jeremy sent an issue in uh, an email in. Um, he wasted a dollar ninety nine on the pulp app, but it doesn't work. So, like I was saying, uh, you gotta use uh, maybe you gotta use uh, you gotta have three G or later phones for this app to work. So, uh, sorry, Jeremy, we will refund any money anybody gets uh, that bought the app and it doesn't work. Uh, it's too intensive for the older apps. This guy, Jamie, wants me to give you a shout. Give, give me a shout. Wants us to give a shout out to Leighton Cycle and Sports. That's the shop he works at. He supports local racer Ty Christofferson, number 119. He's out with a shoulder injury, but he'll be back. So shout out to Leighton Cycle and Sports from the Pulp Mech Show. Um, that's what we do over here, Kenny. We give shout outs to dealers. Sweet. What kind of dealer? Uh, Leighton Cycle and Sports. Sweet. Um, Jacksonville Power Sports, if you're going to give a shout out, the best dealership in the country. In the country. They sponsor Hart and Huntington. Without a doubt. Without without a doubt. Jeff Lewis at Jacksonville Power Sports pulled his balls out on the table and said, I believe in you guys. Let's do this. That was gross, right there. He pulled his balls out. He pulled them out and he said, let's go racing. And you know what? His sales were up. We did everything we needed to do. He's sitting in the office. And he pulled his nuts. He threw them on the table and he said, He stands up. He stands up, and his balls hit the floor, and he grabbed them and threw them on the table, and he says, I'm throwing my nuts on the table. Let's go racing. (laughs) What'd you guys say? Let's party. With his nuts out. Let's do it. No, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of dealers out there that Uh don't have to do support racers and stuff, and it's really cool if you have a shop or your shop really gives you the – you know, the support, because at the end of the day, they don't have to do that. No. And it comes out of their pocket. Because it, what do they get out of sponsoring a local C rider or a B rider at the track when you go by the when you go through a corner and it has, you know, the name of their dealer on the side of it? Not much. Right. Not right. much. Hey, uh, we got our first guest on. Mark, let's, let's go. go. Tits, what happened? He doesn't know. Hey, Tits, can I have my phone back? <laughs> Mark Pellegrino, what's up? What's going on? Hey, what's up, little Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking short man just, syndrome. Hey, you got short man syndrome, bro. Some Monday night football, and I'm fired up, ready to get the ratings through the roof. Let's throw some people on the bus. Come Gee, on, jeez, yeah, bro. Hey, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing hey. that sound drop for us too, by the way. Hey, we, dude, we, your we, kid we, killed it. Fucking Ryan. I mean, what's his name? What's his <laughs> name? Your kid, Ryan. Ryan Villapoto. Hey, hey, listen. Here, here's the bad news. Here's the bad news for Kenny Watson. Uh, I'm on board with you. The hell with that clown. You yeah. Know what I mean? I, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to call in and go, man, Kenny, did you see my kid rolling around the track and eight? Check him out. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. So, so we're all good. I don't, uh, actually, I don't listen. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't 
really listen to the show, but I did. Uh, I will tell you, I, I got a call today from a uh, uh, one of my in- industry compadres, uh-huh. and he wanted to know how in the hell my name ever ended up behind in the same line as Emig and Bradshaw. Oh, I know. And, because you're fucking gnarly, and, and, and So, of course, I responded in the perfect uh, 2011 moto way, and that would be, yo, that's the way I roll, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, nice. so, yeah, so we're good. And then you put your hat on <laughs> sideways like Watson and your shorts down yeah, here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, hey, oh, I will say this. Uh, I, I want Kenny Watson to represent my kid because that was the ultimate spin on Josh Hansen not wanting to come on the show. That was badass. I'll <laughs> Thank give you. you that. Thank you. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the so ultimate we... spin right there. That was perfect. Perfect. Hey, Everybody's you. buying. Everybody's buying. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah. Kyle did good this weekend, dude. After last weekend, we were talking, and, and I was like, why would, like, you know, I, I thought Kyle would have came back way earlier, maybe rode for, like, that freaking, that moto, what's that team that Lawrence rides for? I always forget that team's name. Arma Suzuki. <laughs> the Arma. I always saw because him and, him and Malcolm were tight, and I was like, dude. And then when he got on the Butler Brother bike, I was like, man, I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, I don't know how good that bike is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why would he want to go out there and ride just to get, like, eighth or ninth? Blah, blah, blah. Or, yeah. And then all of a sudden, dude, he gets six, and I was like, God dang, good for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no, I, yeah. Hey, you know, I think just getting that, getting in there and, and racing a little bit was the idea in the last four, and mm-hmm. things couldn't uh, develop or, or did not develop uh, any sooner, mm-hmm. you know, so so that's just kind of the way it unfolded. And, you know, and I, actually, I mean, those guys over there, Burner, man, he's, he's a cool old guy, and yeah. uh, you know what I mean? He's a good guy. His wife's Super cool and, and Forrest and you know uh, Big Dan Truman and and, and uh, Nick Hacksaw Jackson and you know Burns mechanic and stuff. I mean yeah. they're yeah they're good guys. You know it wasn't it, it wasn't bad. I mean I think it was it was a good opportunity for Kyle to get on the track. I mean perfect situation for everybody. No, but hopefully in the end of, you know in the end it, it worked out for everybody. You know? Yeah, you know my my whole thing was like like really why why even go do it? You know what are you going to get out of it? But then, you know, the way his result was with the six, which is solid, like, you, everyone only, I mean, motocross, you're only good as your last race, but that was the last race. So that's what's yeah. going to stick in everyone's head. Yeah, and, I dude, was a little bummed that he beat Fossiotti, I'll tell you what, in, in, the, uh, in the first moto. Shit, if he didn't beat Fossiotti, dude, I would be so posted <laughs> that guy. <laughs> hey, Mark, overall, yeah. overall, are you happy with the four races, how it went? You had a, a couple of really good rides, a couple of so-so rides. Are you happy with the four races as a whole? Well, for me, I mean, you know, here we go. I got to be honest. Uh, you know, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? I mean, I. But that's just me. You know, I'm 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 an uh, over you know over expectating idiot. So, so you know. I, but overall, given the situation, you know, a lot of change for the hundredth time. That's like right. the the 90th chassis. If we can get Mako and KTM and Bulltaco to build a bike next year, Kyle would probably be the guy to ride it because we got good mix going. But yeah, tough. You know, if you really if you really put it all into perspective, not bad. I mean, you know, I mean, am I satisfied? Well, no, but uh-huh. really, it's up to Kyle. I mean, if if I thought Kyle was satisfied, uh, that would be the issue. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, and I, so, saw you, I saw you guys brought Jim Lewis out to probably, I imagine, do the suspension and make sure everything's familiar for Kyle. That that gave Kyle the best chance to do well right off the hop, uh, and I think that was a smart move. There's no, there's no doubt. I'll tell you. I mean, uh, no, no knocking anybody else. Everybody has their deal, but I think everybody, whether it's 
whether it's the the PC thing or the or the factory connection thing or the uh, Enzo, Jimmy, Bob, whoever thing, you got to go. These riders, I mean, you got to go with what works, or at least what you think right. works for you. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know what I mean. Like like Hanny right now, he thinks Kenny Watson's going to make him a champion, <laughs> and whether I believe that or not, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's important for the rider, and, and yep. I'm being serious. I mean, if if that's where they want to be and that's who they believe in, uh, I think. The mental end of it anymore. I tell you, I had, I had Reed and Byrne underneath the tent. I, I, there was somebody else too, some other. Wait, guy. hey, before you keep going on this fucking oh, okay, shenanigans, okay. you're talking shit on me. Just like you <laughs> thought Larry Brooks was going to make your kid a champion, right? Boy, did you blow uh, chunks on that one. What's that? What happened? I thought Larry Brooks was going to make Kyle a champion. What happened there? Did you put your finger you know, down I'll, your. I'll you put your finger listen, down your throat. No, and those throw things, up? Hey, those things are sometimes are out of our control. I'm a Larry. I like Larry Brooks. So do I. That guy, I have the utmost uh, respect. I mean, honestly, even if he is dumped on every other guy uh, in his whole entire life, uh, my relationship with Larry or, or Kyle's for that matter, I can have nothing but respect. The guy opened his home to my son for what I would say the right intentions. Uh, however, it panned out, and some things were out of everybody's control, I think, sometimes, you know, and is, is a different story. But I can't. I, I like the guy. He's, he's, he's gnarly. And, and, and there's no doubt, uh, you know, as you'll get my paper from the attorney uh, requesting my royalties for the first show I ever did with you guys. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the gnarly part. Yeah, I, think I, that's what, I think that's what it takes. I like the old school. I don't like the princess, you know, yo-yo bullshit. I, I just... Right. I'm not in it. That's just not how I, I, I live, you know. So I, I like Larry, and I think I think their their um, their process got cut a little short, a little premature, and and I wish I could tell you what the hell happened, but I have no idea. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't know what happened and how it happened. I know Kyle ended up on my door about June, and I hadn't really seen him much since October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and and, and you know, I, I get a, a a broken bag of a glass in my driveway you know and i gotta put all the pieces back together so uh-huh. you know what you know what are you gonna do but the point is i'm really i'm really not bagging on you kenny i i'm being serious when i say like when it comes to jim lewis for whatever reason when kyle's around that guy and and he's working with him and maybe maybe the guy's a clown or you know i i have no idea don't make a shit to me but if, if kyle's happy and it makes him feel positive you know on the whole deal then Right. And that's your guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? you know what? And I think you got to respect that in all angles. Well, you totally, know? totally. Hold you know on, what? You hold on. You hold on. You hold on. I work with Jim Lewis, work for my okay. team. And I'll tell you what, I never knew Jim Lewis. And I got to work with him. And, dude, that guy knows his he, shit. He knows dude, his he's shit. Bad at. He knows yeah. his shit. He has some th- weird theories. But, you know, yeah. his theories worked. And yeah. I think that it was yeah. a little premature. When he started to work for, with us, and then his company wasn't up and going, and they were still trying yeah. to w- sort things out. When he had another guy working for us that really wasn't doing that, we thought what it should have been up to our expectations. But what Jim Lewis said and Jim Lewis did was done. And that guy yeah. is good yeah. at what he does, even well, though he cost Brock yeah. that championship in Europe that year. No, I like Jim. Yeah, he's definitely uh, man, a class act. But there, it's crazy. No you're you're 100 percent right. No ego, you know. I mean, it's it's awesome. You're 100 percent right, dude. If and that's what shows you how mental this game is. You could have a guy yeah. like well, Kyle that believes in somebody. Just having him yeah. around him, even if Jim didn't really do anything to the bike, which he probably did. Yeah. Kyle's thinking, oh, Jim's here. It's better. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. No, and that's all that matters. Yep. It's like when you yep. hire, try to hire Ivan Tedesco. What did he insist on? When you yeah. went to go yeah. hire Ivan Tedesco? Yeah. What do you yeah. want? I don't know what. Pro circuit. Pro circuit suspension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, hey, yeah. I want to do pro circuit suspension. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, that's. Well, just like Kyle. Kyle wrote pro circuit shit, and they probably hated it. Yeah well, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying, so like, like, you know, Tedesco's another guy that's like, hey, I don't care what Bones does inside the forks, I need pro circuit suspension. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, have you, has, uh, has anybody told you you're a big part of the Pulp MX app that we launched on iPhones? <laughs> have you heard about that? No, no nobody, nobody on the job site listens to Pulp MX. <laughs> <laughs> well, we put quite a bit of your sayings from the very first appearance on the show inside Perfect. the app, and, and we thank you for that, for that gold. Um, yeah, good. Hey, so what uh, Supercross season didn't go the way you wanted to, huh? Didn't go the way uh, you and Kyle both thought it would. I, I, at times, uh, I thought he looked pretty good. Other times, it was like sort of whatever. And then, of course, there was an injury in there, too. So, overall, uh, not that happy with the Supercross season, I'm, guess, I'm guessing. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, some lessons learned once again. Uh, obviously, uh, I mean, I, I can respect, like, top five. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I, I don't think you can – uh, take it lightly, uh, even you know, even reflecting a little bit on outdoors. I mean, l- let's face it. Uh, other guys tried jumping in last year at Unadilla and quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guys that are a lot better than Kyle will probably ever be in his whole career. And so you know, that's one thing I I, I got to give Kyle. I mean, you, you go out there, you put your time in, you work hard, you do what you do, and 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 do the best you can. But you can't underestimate these guys. I mean, they're they're you know, these top mm-hmm. five guys are. Pretty brutal in in motocross and, and supercross, even deeper, way deeper. And, and the experience, I think, is key. So I think that was the big issue, if I had to guess. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know the whole test track thing, you know, I don't buy into any of that. I think you know I, I saw the track. It, I, I I didn't. I don't know. Done, nothing looks realistic to me. I when I go to a supercross, I'm like, what the hell? We've been riding because this, this ain't it. Yeah, this yeah. is totally different. We've been popping wheelies, man. What is this thing, you know? So, but I, all in all, I mean, not terrible. Once again, the situation, and I think, you know, even even being around the Stewie show, you know, I, it's tough, man. That guy's unbelievable, and, 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 you know, there's a lot of expectations on, on him, which I thought would kind of take the pressure off of Kyle. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, if, if you're a racer, you almost expect that out of yourself. And, and then when it's not there, I mean, it just beats you down. It mm-hmm. just beats you down. I mean, it goes back to the mental thing. And, and mentally, he's, he's young. Let's face it. You know, didn't come through the system, and mentally, he's young. And it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Old Throttle was right. I mean, he, he, I'll give him that. Old Throttle was right. You heard it here first on the Pulp Epic show. <laughs> you know, he, he was right about that part. And, I, and I've, I've actually told him, you know, when it, when it comes to that, that the, the maturity side is, is very, very important, no doubt about it. How, it, how old is Kyle now? 19? Now he just turned twenty. Yeah, he's getting old. He, he yeah, he's ready for retirement. Yeah, yeah. Put him out the pasture. <laughs> yeah, he's he's washed up. Um, hey, did you agree with the uh, Larry Brooks decision? I mean, uh, you know, after Larry left the team or went on a vacation, of course. Yeah, uh, he's still yeah, on yeah. vacation, I guess. Um, yeah. The, the James family, went, family, family problems, family yeah, problems. Yeah, family time. Was, that was, was yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, did you agree with that? It seemed to affect James. He disagreed with me when I wrote it uh, very strongly, but. The team he didn't win after Larry left for a long time, and um, did you think that was a good decision, or what? Uh, what are your thoughts on that deal? I mean, uh, uh, you know, once again for me, uh, I think there was. Uh, I think James kind of has his his own program and his own deal, and and you know does his own thing, and and obviously 
it, it, it works, you know. Uh, maybe not all the time, but, uh, you know, a lot of pressure on that guy, man. That's, his situation is, I think he showed that. You know, I mean, uh, the, the pressure is, is, is brutal, and I think he expects to win. And, and you know, I, I, I think he should too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think there's a lot of pieces to that puzzle. Um, we really, I didn't, I didn't go to any of this stuff. I mean, I came in at, I think, uh, Oakland was the first race I went to, and I think I went again at Atlanta. Right. I was never around. I was never at the test track or anything. And, and, and when I was there, James definitely had his program. And, hell, I don't even know how much Larry was a part of it. But I think a lot of things, you know, I, I think Larry's a good leader, mm-hmm. like, you know, at the, at the shop and all that kind of stuff. And I saw that. He runs a tight ship, and he's there to race, and he's there to win. And right. I don't know. I, I'm not sure one hand washed the other, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't pay a lot of attention. I mean, it, this is probably going to come across the wrong way, but I really don't care. Yeah, you know, I and mean, that's the difference with me. I, I don't care what James Stewart's doing. I right. don't care. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it, you know, he doesn't write me a paycheck. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything for me. I mean, I'm. Uh, I can tell you this: that, that that they were good to Kyle. I mean, he ended up going down there, and and they were very welcoming. And and let's face it, that's like a free Harvard education. Well, actually, he was right. getting the paycheck. Yeah, for sure. You know? Riding right, right there. So, the day, so yeah. For, yeah, so for that part, I can't bitch about that. Uh, how everything else unfolded, who the hell knows? I mean, you know, we could all sit here and, and guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you think you were going outdoors at one point? Uh, did you think? Oh, no doubt. Going? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, actually, from the very beginning, I mean, I, I I've heard. I've heard people say to Kyle, you know, why would you sign a Supercross-only contract? And, right, and right. Kyle would say, oh, you've read my contract? <laughs> so you've read my contract. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? And, 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 and you saw it, so you know what it says, obviously. And, of course, they're like, oh, oh, oh. You know, and I think even for James, and once again, I mean, you know, they run the show. It's their gig, and, and, and between Larry and, and Craniac and Stewie and all those guys, I mean, it's their gig, and Kyle's just a pawn. I mean, he's nobody. I mean, let's face it, you know, and he's just there and, and to try and learn and, and get the most for himself that he can. But right, right. I, don't, I, think, I think it's wrong to say that James doesn't want to ride outdoors. I don't buy into that shit. Right, right. Because, you, you know what I mean, I don't buy into that one bit. I agree. So I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. They're, wow. they're just, I think there's way more to it that none of us will probably ever know unless we, you know, get a hold of some secret tabloids or something, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Hey, uh, um, you said you went to Atlanta, huh? That was the first race without Brooks. And I, I went there as well and was wondering what was going on, trying to talk to some guys. Hey, how tense was it at Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, different, different yeah, to yeah. say the least, you know. And, sure. and the hard part is, is if people know that you are associated, uh, you know, they all have the question. And, and hey, let, let's be fair, nobody's telling me shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the last guy to know anything. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? No, nobody's gonna tell me anything. So I, I didn't know. I mean, I I I knew that Larry something had gone on with Larry, obviously through yeah. Kyle. Right. You know what I mean? I, I knew that, but man, you know, was, I didn't. Like I said, that we're trying to win championships, and and I have all the respect in the world for that. So I we really sat in the corner with our Colin hats on, and they're like, all right, what's <laughs> next, guys? You know what I mean? I, yeah. Because for that reason, I mean, like I said, I, I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat anything. I mean. That was the the James Stewart show. Uh, it should be. Uh, he's earned that, and and you know Kyle was there to learn and, and do what he's gonna do. And hopefully, you know I think he walked away with some good things. And I think there's some things uh, I'm probably gonna end up. Well, I've already whooped his ass, but I'm probably whooping his ass again to get him straightened out. But you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I think all in all, it is what it is. But yeah, Atlanta was definitely a 
You could cut. Uh, you, could, com- you could cut the tension. Day. You could cut the tension with a knife over that 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 truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'll tell you. I I think the hardest part for everybody, and and I'm pretty good at it. Of course, it doesn't really work for me a lot of times. But how about just telling the truth sometimes? You know, yeah. and, and, because how do you move forward if you don't tell the truth? I, uh, you know I agree. I mean? Just, just I agree. Put, put the stuff on the line, punch yourself in the face, do whatever you got to do, <laughs> you know, and, and, and let's just move forward and let's go race some damn dirt bikes. Because all this, you know, this all this bullshit. I mean, I think these guys get doing so much dancing, they they forget, they forget about the racing. Yeah, I think you uh, know, and, I think James couldn't yeah. have handled that any worse. Just come out and say, hey, thanks, Larry, for your support. We went in a different direction. Um, we wish nothing but the best to Larry, uh, blah, 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 and move on. But instead, that whole thing was terrible, and I told him that. I wrote a column about it. Uh, you just, just come out and say it, you know? Yeah, not, not everybody I think, gets along. I think the, the one thing I could see, and this is totally looking from the outside in, uh, you know, and, and I live in a totally different world, obviously. We all know that. So, but from the outside looking in, it, no doubt, I, I couldn't imagine, and I actually told uh, Mrs. Stewie, I told Sonia the one night, uh, a couple things transpired, and I said, "Bless your heart," because I wouldn't ever want that shit. Yeah, I, 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 no thanks. And, right. and you know, everybody's grabbing at you. Yeah, you know, they're just grabbing at you, grabbing at you. So you know what? I I can't blame the family or or, or James himself sometimes, you know, for putting his hand up and just being, you know what? But sometimes saying nothing or, or doing nothing is the worst thing to do, but I understand yeah. the reaction, though. You know what I mean? Cause it, yeah. And everybody's up their ass all the time. It's like, I'd walk around. I think, listen, when I see people walk around with, with wires and shit hanging out of their head and their headphones on, I want to whoop their ass, because like, <laughs> you, you, like you look like an idiot. I have this shit. Pull your damn shit out. Let's, you know, you be bopping around, but honestly, if I was that guy, I'd have plugs. I'd have three sets of bows on, and and never take the some bitches off. On right? you know how how the hell is the guy focused? It, it's right. pretty, it's pretty intense. It rattled Kyle. I, I think you know. I mean that whole show, just, man. Just to everything people around. Are, yeah, yeah. You know, even even people in the autograph line. You know, when the guy gets up and walks away, you know they're screaming everything you can ever imagine. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know? Uh, it's insane that we don't realize these guys. If James walks from the front of the semi to the back through the doors that anybody can see, they just start yelling or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. uh, it's insane. Hey, uh, we had a good debate last week on that 2012 or the 2011 YZ450F. Um, I think the perception of it is worse than the reality is. What do you and Kyle and what do you think about that machine and how is it? And, and you know, I mean, there's no secret James is trying to maybe ride something different next year. A lot of riders aren't happy with the bike. What do you think? You're you're street well, shooter. No, no, absolutely. First of all, I, I'm 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 an old goon, so I've I've never been some hot shot racer. You know, I've ridden a little bit, popped a few wheelies. That's about it. So, but here here's my whole deal, and, and this is I'm, I'm going to broaden the spectrum just a little bit. Sure. This whole this whole act is the biggest finger pointing show, and I think <laughs> this is what I struggle with. It's the biggest finger pointing deal I've ever seen in my life. Right. The motor guy is pointing at the rider going, this moron can't ride my motor, you know, yeah. to try and save his ass. Right. And then the suspension guy is going, oh, this guy's a rock star. He don't know how to feel nothing. I can't set this up. And then, and then the rider's going, oh, this suspension guy's a clown. And then, you know what I mean? So it never, it's a big circle jerk. Yeah. And, and, and so when you run out of, the, the, when the circle starts caving in and, and everybody runs out of jerking room, 
Now we gotta now we gotta travel across the freaking map and and call out Japan and say, all right, fucking bike ain't no good. That's bike shit. Right. Now 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 I'll tell you, I, back in the day, uh, you know, I was a pretty big snow skier, and I can tell you that, you know, there were sometimes I'd put on some Rozzies, you know, shaped skis, and I went from a C skier to an A minus skier. They just fit me. Mm-hmm. So I, I buy into the fact that one you know, a certain bike or, or, or frame or chassis or suspension guy or whatever, you know, is going to fit you a little bit better. i tell you what, last year, uh, Kyle was going to ride, uh, when he, before he went through the outdoors, he, right. he had extinguished the valley thing, and he had a bunch of, he had a bunch of time in the 450, a little bit of Supercross, right. outdoor testing. Right. He liked the bike. Mm-hmm. He really liked the bike. We, he was going to ride that Yamaha. Jim Lewis, same program, they were going. And, and through a few, a few news, uh, with a zero support, zero, zero support from Yamaha, none, you know, uh, not that, you know, it was asked, but we didn't even go there, whatever. We're just going to write a check and let's rock and roll. That's what we're riding. Yeah. And, and, and through a couple of avenues, he got Honda support. Right. And, and Honda's Honda. I'm a Honda guy. Every generator I have is a, is a Honda. Uh, you know, if, if, if they made a work truck, all my work trucks would be Hondas. Um, but they make, they make a truck. Know, it's called the Ridgeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the for the commuter with the briefcase, yeah, no, I need something I can carry at least a box of nails in. I'm kidding. But, uh, so, but they, uh, you know, so Kyle was gonna. He he likes the bike, and he was not really stoked about getting on the Honda at the time because he didn't have a real good experience when the brand new chassis came out in '09. Right. Um. You know, but went on it, and Lewis got it figured out, and 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 Kyle ended up getting some halfway decent results when his head wasn't up his ass. So, you know, he did. You know, it was all right, but from that, you know, he likes the bike, and yep. and and I don't see it. I mean, he rode here at the Supercar. I, I don't see it myself. But like I said, let's face it: if you're not doing good as a rider, you got to blame somebody. If your if your yep. suspension doesn't work, you got to blame somebody. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, when the circle keeps closing in, yeah. Well, then then you got to dig a little deeper and go, oh yeah. You know, God, I don't know, Dunlop, Bridgestone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just, I'm just not that way. And like I said, I'm old school. I'm barbaric. I raised Kyle on, on, on nothing for a reason. You know, that was the guy yelling at Cole Gress saying, stop sending shit. You're ruining my kid. <laughs> you know, just give him some dirt bikes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can run his ass into the ground. I didn't change any tires. Fleck used to call Gress and go, hey, does this idiot know that he's got a tire deal? Because he never orders any. Kyle rode the stock shit bald, and I said, I ain't can't. I got time for this shit. Be right. Shut up. <laughs> and now, now I got to hear, oh, I need the 762 with the fluffy compound. I need the, you know, arc switchy back lever and, and the, a grippier seat so I don't have to hang on tight so my ass will fly back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys are a bunch of VJs, man. This is stupid. Uh, Kenny, next year you should hire Mark. So when your riders come in and ask for some changes, you go speak to that guy first. Uh, I'll tell, I, I tell you what, <laughs> from a team manager standpoint, I, I got to be honest. It, it, let's face it. The whole thing, it, it ain't the real world. That whole dirt bike thing, it, it ain't the real world. Right. I would have I an agree. application yeah. for Walmart, Wendy's, and McDonald's sitting on my desk if I was Kenny Watson. <laughs> and when they came in and that bike was still running, and I'd spent a million bucks, or, you know, I old heart, carry heart, and all that, and blowing all pinks, like, you know, going on there. Yeah, I'd hand that son of a bitch application. Go, well, I guess what, son? Here's 525. And, 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 you know, go on your way. I already uh, filled the app out for you. Just sign your name and send it in because, let's face it, it's a privilege. It's Tedesco, so I'm going to tell you something. Kyle, don't, or Kyle don't want to come to work for me. Right. Even if that dude don't want to race dirt bikes, I guarantee you, he don't want to come to work for me. <laughs> He's been there. He's been no, to my job. You no. know, I mean, I'm an idiot. You know, so <laughs> he, he doesn't want that. But, I, 
I just think there's too much finger pointing. Shut the hell up. Deal with what you have. Work your balls off. And, and you know, if your bike ain't that great, maybe you need to work a little harder. Maybe you need to be a little better, you know. And, and not mm-hmm. saying that the bike's perfect or it's not, you know. It, it's so hard. I mean, I guess if James Stewart says it's shit, you know, maybe for James Stewart it is. I mean, but that guy wants to go faster than hell maybe a motorcycle's capable of. Dude, that guy's crazy. He's gnarly. I do agree that some of James's issues for sure. He does things that the bike can't keep up with. Oh, there, 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 there's no doubt. And I'm not sure... You know, uh, I would throw Jim Lewis's hat in the ring, but, you know, that's me. I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a big fan. But, you know, I, I just, I, honestly, I mean, I, was he ever really stoked on his collie? He probably no. felt like that thing was holding him back, and, hell, he was smoking everybody but Ricky, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just, like I said, I, I'm, I think the bike's okay. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, from what I gather, I mean, Kyle's never, you know, called me up going, of course, I don't think he's going to say it to me. He might say it to you behind closed doors, but he's never going to call me and say, I can't win because this bike sucks. He knows better. Because, yeah, clearly. Hell, I used to work on his stuff back in the day, and he could, you know, he could go from 30th and, and, and catch Barsha and those guys. Which, which, hey, listen, how about Barsha? How about Barsha? I know. Yeah. I'm t- hey, how about him? How about yeah. Barsha? What, tell me about him. Listen, yeah. I, listen, I, I, want to, listen I got course. I got a Barsha story. I got a Barsha story. And when that kid come off of uh, Little Bikes and, and he just went on, I think he was on 125, maybe 250S, I think 125. And we were down at uh, Minio's, the place where you leave your wallet and your life savings at the gate and then get to ride for five minutes. We were down there. Yeah. And we were at a mutual, uh, it was after the first or second day of practice, and, and we were at, it was, uh, I can't remember, but whatever. It was, we were at a mutual friend's uh, for dinner. Uh, his mom was there. And, and, and himself and, and the kids and whatever, you know, we're cooking, a couple glasses of wine and all that. And I says, I says to old Barsha, I says, hey. And, and, and we race, and we're good, you know, it's, it's all good. He look crazy, but he's right. passionate, and I like that. Yeah. He's passionate, and, and I really like that. And I said to him, I said, hey, Justin, I said, uh, I said, I said, and he just gotten on the big bike, and these kids get off the 80s, and they're, they're ringing them out, then they get on the big bike, and the wheels are a little bigger, the motor's a little stronger, and they ride them the same way. And then they crash their brains out, and then they learn to respect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then they work their way back up. Well, of course, old Barsha, he's out there going crazy, wide open, scrubbing shit upside down. He's revving the bike so far, it's shutting off in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, hey, have you had a big weed yet? Like, have you really weeded up big? And he's like, nope. I said, yeah, I kind of figured that, you know, by how you're still riding. I said, yeah, a lot of times, you know, we're talking. Well, and, and I said to him, I said, yeah, I said, Usually, you know, you'll have a big weed and, and uh, you know, you'll step back a little bit and respect it. He looks right at me straight in the face, which most of these kids won't do because they're cowards. And he looks me straight in the face and he says, yeah. He goes, if I crash my brains out, I'm going to get right back up and ride that effing thing the same way I stopped riding it. <laughs> you know, or the way I left off or whatever. And I looked at him and said, right answer. Well, old mama Barsha overheard, like, maybe bits and pieces of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, she's in my ass. She's chewing my ass, and I'm like, you know, and Justin's actually calmed her down and said, hey, my, it's all right, you know, right. and she just thought somebody was chewing on him, because same thing, I think a lot of guys chewed on him, because he's bashing into everybody, yeah. but you know what, even from the racing standpoint, that's badass, dude, he don't care, he don't care, you yeah. got, he goes out there to race for himself, yeah. and doesn't care about anybody's championship, because because the whole team thing and, and pull over uh, so I can go buy you, dude, that's, a, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, and, and so for me, man, I'm, a, I, I'm not a fan, I don't want to say, but I dig it. 
Like, I'd hire that guy on my job site. If he ever wants to pour some concrete, <laughs> I'm in, you know. That guy's in. So it, yeah, I just, the passion, you know, is, is badass. And yeah. I, I dig it. We got, you know, we got I, a call I really for you. Do. We got a call for you. Uh, Taylor, you there? Yeah. You got a call, uh, you got a question for Mark Pellegrino. Yeah, I just want to hear your opinion about Christoph Forcell. Oh, uh, listen, uh, love that guy. I don't ever read any, I, I, I shouldn't say never, but hardly ever do I read any. I used to read Cycle News back in the day when, uh, for who the hell knows what. I was in Michigan, it was snowing, so I had nothing to do. But uh, uh, I read an article, and, and of course he gets called out all the time, you know, French idiot and wine ass and all this stuff. And, and I think you could question his fitness a little bit. Uh, you know, and that's his own fault because it, it's, I think it's kind of showed a few times, but rider wise, the dude's badass. But the one thing I like about him is I read this interview and I don't, I don't know which one it was in trans world motocross, who the hell knows a racer at whatever magazine, but they were asking questions about him not riding here and all this. And, and maybe a little bit like about the moto concepts, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was very candid, just lays it out there. You know, uh, it goes on the, the French radio and says, you know, I got off the bike because I didn't want to die. And, and I, my, my thing goes back to this, honesty, and I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, so I, I like the guy. I, you know, other than, you know, all the French guys come over here and steal all our wives. You know, I was telling Byrne and, and Reed and them, hey, you know, I can't, you know, I'd like to bring my wife. You guys got to stay away, all you foreigners. You know, you come yeah. over here, steal our women, and then go home. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I know? mean, I'm Canadian. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know. Now that I've, now that I've just met you here at Millville, yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm, I think my wife's safe around you. She wants you. She can have you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, would you uh, let him pour concrete for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, old Porcel, I don't think he'd last. He don't have a, he don't, uh, you know, he's he a French guy. They don't have that kind of heart. He is not a concrete pour. Kind of right. He'd never make it. Taylor. But I, I like him, honestly, for me, like I said, and I just think he, he tells it the way – he tells it the way he feels it is, whether it's true or not, you know what I mean, or, or mm-hmm. it's right, or everybody's going to have their opinion on it. He lays it out there, and at least you know where you're at with the guy. If you suck and he hates it, you're going to know it. And I think then you can move forward. I mean, that's my deal, so I like him. I like him. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. All right. Hey, Mark, so what is going on for 2012? What do you know? Uh, What's happening? Absolutely. Well, let's see. I got like a 1,000 yards to pour net. Oh, you, oh, you're not. I got You're talking dirt bikes still. Uh, dirt bikes. Honestly, uh, absolutely nothing. I think uh, Kyle's going to sneak in some uh, uh, technique training. I'm not going to give away all the secrets, but he'll, he's going to go somewhere where he can, he can learn how to turn a little better with the rear wheel, I think, for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let some things unfold because let, let's lay out the situation. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a row of guys, and you're going to fall in that row somewhere, so right. you've got to wait for the first eight or ten dominoes to fall into place. And then, you know, the scraps and shit that are laying on the floor, you get to pick them up. That's how it works. So, right. so you know, it, it's a, you know, I don't think Kyle's on anybody's A-list right now going, oh, he's my guy for that sixth-place finish over there on the BTO bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kenny. Right? Yeah. Kenny will agree, he says. Uh, uh, hey, I'm, listen, I think I might give Butler that million bucks for Kyle's sixth place just so Kenny Watson's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so someone did give Regal a million or Forrest a million bucks. That's nice. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I just, hope so. Yeah, just, just so I can, just so Butler can call up Kenny and and pull some of his ninjutsu shit on you and and, and do his deal. How about instead know? of give me the million bucks, how about just buy back that freaking concept hauler that we bought from that fucking crook that we bought it from? 
Oh, yeah. Old old Kevin Boyle. Hey, them things are the way to go. You guys still got that thing? Yeah, you want to buy it? No, no, I'm long. I'm long over all that stuff. Uh, Hell no. I I, I drive a little, well, I got a work truck, but I drive a damn compact car. I'm over that shit. A little hybrid. All right. Hey, uh, we're going to wrap it up, Mark. Hey, wait, wait. Mark said he has some people to throw under the bus. Uh, okay. No, no, no. I was just getting you revved. I'm trying to get the ratings up. At least get people to dial in. You wow. know. Well, you gotta give me. A, okay, I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit. Okay. So in Steel City, I'm underneath the tent with the clown hat in the corner, like I'm supposed to be, <laughs> and I get this shake on my shoulder, and I turn around, and there is Big Daddy Chad Lanza. <laughs> wow. Which is for those who don't know, that would be Mr. Valley Construction. Right. right. And and so so of course. Uh, uh, Roger from Answer over there, you know, he knows God. He, he's got binoculars out, and he's thinking, here, here it comes. These guys are going to throw each other on the ground, you know, and here it comes. Yeah, and, yeah. and, of course, we, you know, we uh, uh, exchange uh, conversation, and, hell, we ended up talking for at least an hour and, and, and just hanging out and, and whatever. And, and so it was actually, like I said, pr- pretty comical because I could see as we walked through the pits talking and we stood on the hill watching for a little while talking. You can tell all the – Prima Donna, you know, a little, you know, put two and two into 60 people, uh, you know, watching, you know, and just waiting. They're like, ooh, what's this? What's that? You know, and, and uh, had some cool conversation with him. And, okay. and and that's the biggest myth. And, Steve, I told you at, at Millville, I mean, we're good. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like I said, there, there's two types of people. Some people, two and two equals four, and the majority, two and two equals 80. So, you, you know, I mean, and, 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 you know, that's just people wanting to be a part of something. So, that that was kind of neat. It was it was good to see him, and you know that, that whole you know that whole deal was unfortunate the way it unfolded back in the day. But I don't you know I I did some wrong things, but the same token, I said what I said, and it is what it is. And right, you hey, know, you think Kyle it, will ever ride for that team again? Uh, you know I don't know actually. I, I honestly I, I it wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't I don't want to say that that wouldn't be an option. Chad always liked Kyle, and and uh, hell I saw Throttle come by after Steel City, Kyle. And, Throwing, throwing his diaper on the ground there in the first corner and, and, and actually put a pretty good ride in. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, it was un, for him. Where Kyle's at right now, uh, his head and, 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 and just racing the last couple or whatever, it's the best I've seen him ride in a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Throttle kind of give him a little smile on those guys. So I, I don't think there's any hey, if, huge uh, hard feelings. You know, like Kyle, I, said, I think people make that shit. You know, you got to have something to talk about. If Kyle Chisholm you know I mean? can ride at Chad Reed's house, I'll believe anything can happen to any people who are one-time pissed at each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, those guys are, you know, it, it's kind of crazy, you know. A lot of the, the ego thing, I mean, I, I don't know if these guys got small units or what the problem is, because I, I don't Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. The, the whole small man, I, I, I don't get it. And I told Reed underneath it and, and Byrne, I can't remember who the other old guy was sitting in there, and, and I said, you know, you guys, you guys are, are gnarly. And, of course, you know, they all flare their chests out, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. Don't, don't get all excited. The, the speed on the dirt bike thing, eh, whatever. Honestly, you know, right. I, I, you know whatever. I'm a dairy farmer. Yeah, whatever. That shit, I, I'm not buying into it. You know, and, and uh, yeah, that ain't no big deal. I think these guys, the seasoned guys, Byrne and, and Reed and Stewie and, and these guys, the gnarly part to me is keeping your head on straight, and being able to compete at the highest level for a long period of time and make 5 or $6 over an 8-year, 10-year yeah. span. Yeah. You know what I mean? And keeping your head on straight, I think, is the gnarliest, gnarliest 
thing that, that that's the hardest thing to do. And, and I, I give them all credit, uh, not saying that they actually really have their head on straight, but they've somehow made, you know, kept their, kept their shit together and, and, and done well and gotten results. And that's what I have respect, you know, for, well, I don't know if I get carried away. That's what I think is, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what I think. They deserve a pat on the back for How's that? Right. Uh, you know, well, you hey. know. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, listen, as like I said, I, I'm pumped. My my name was, I've made it in life. My name came behind Emig, 16-time AMA, Eli Tomac, dad trained, mountain bike champion, you know, Damon Brown. Dude, I, I have officially made it in life. My name landed nice. in the same sentence. I like it's it. Some, you know, 0.1% uh, hot shots of the world, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I am stoked. I wouldn't go that far. Fucking give yourself a break. Don't don't pat yourself too hard, dude. You're still that you're still that dairy farmer. A bunch of guys that I pay and they need me to pay them. They'll all give me love. So I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'll buy my love. I got no problem with that. All you're right. a good man. Mark. So, Thanks for coming on okay, the show. Okay, boy. Buddy. I, I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Bye. All right, later, buddy. Mark Regal. Mark Pellegrino. Sorry, coming on. Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Stepfather. Mark Regal Pellegrino. Stepfather to uh, Kyle Regal. Always a good time. Hey, is this Moser's mom? Yes. Oh, you're finally here. What do you mean I'm finally here? I've been on it's fin- like 45 minutes. I meant yeah, finally on the show. Next time, lady. I meant I meant finally on the show. Oh, okay. What's so, up? So I bet you have a bunch of questions you want to ask about him. Um, no, not really. When's he coming back on Twitter? Um, 29 days. And when? And when's the, When was it out? When was it up? Do we know? Oh, no, I don't know. But, um, you know, he's not shaving his facial hair either. <laughs> and you, uh, you should see it. So he's got this random kind of, like, puberty going on hair. And then his lip is, like, blondish, but it's scarred from hitting a handlebar off of a motorcycle. Um, yeah, it's gross, and he needs a haircut. Well, we certainly miss him. Uh, hopefully, he oh, does I well bet you do. With with Andrew Short's injuries and stuff, hopefully he does well. So, yes, yes, I've I've seen all the stuff we've sent Andrew uh, a bell, uh, wiener soap. Um, what else? Okay. Well, hey, uh, sure. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, th- thanks. Uh, thanks for the update. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And tell him. Tell him we wish him well. That's it. That's it. God, how boring is this? We're on a tight schedule, Mrs. Moser. Oh no, and it's Mama Moser. Mama Moser. Mrs. Moser is uh, Corey's wife. Oh, okay. Mama Moser. Right. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Mrs. Moser would be Aaron. I call her Mary, and. Okay, all right. And with that, uh, thanks for listening to the Public Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Thank you, Mama Moser, for calling in with that all-important update. We're going to take a commercial break and come back with our next guest, Damon. If you guys aren't listening, the beast from the east. Damon and Bradshaw will be on dude. next. Uh, thanks, everybody. I See thought I was talking to God when I talked to him, dude. I was like, oh, my God, Damon Bradshaw's on the phone. Hey, this is Michael S. You're listening to the Public Mech Show with Kenny Watson and the other guy. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOSports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you all at the same time.
Please take precautions. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOsports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code, M-A-T-T-H-E-S, and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathis-sized discount. BTOsports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show, and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOsports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders, over $799. Works Connection has been around 22 years, providing top quality protection for your bikes, which includes our quick adjust clutch perches, work stands, and skid plates. We're proud sponsors of the rock star Makita Suzuki, as well as Hardin Huntington, and many other teams competing on the highest level. From Steve Lansom in 1990 to Ryan Dungey in 2011, we've got you covered with top-notch products made right here in the U.S. of A. Check out our website at worksconnection.com. And when you order, enter Pulp MX for a 20% off discount. As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sleeker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Pollen, Travis Pastrana, Davey Millsaps, and 2008 MX1 world champ, David Philipparts. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at hgv.com. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where proudly everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything. From your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. 
the result of design, experience, and factory rider feedback. Fly Racing Helmets, Racewear, and Protective Products continue to push the boundaries of innovation and technology, fit, function, and finish. Worn and endorsed by pros Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, and Team BTO Sports BBMX riders Michael Byrne and Jason Thomas, Fly Racing designs products for the serious racer and rider. The difference is in the details. For more information, visit flyracing.com to view its entire range of exciting products or follow Fly Racing on Facebook and Twitter. The next time you need to get your bike dialed, think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago, and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learned from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. Race fans, LiveFast presents round two of the Nuclear Fallout series. The LiveFast Cup, fueled by Monster Energy, taking place September 23rd through 25th at the Exit 28 Motorsports Park, just east of Reno, Nevada. Come watch the country's top pros as they duke it out for a $20,000 pro purse. Amateur races all three days. Best whip contest along with the bikini contest and a dash for cash. Hurry down to your northern Nevada Walmart for free ticket vouchers by stocking up on these participating products while supplies last. Monster Energy, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, Barefoot Wines, Budweiser, and Muscle Milk. All details at LiveFast.com. That's L-I-V, Fast. Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Hi, this is Michael Lessie, factory Red Bull KTM rider. I depend on Free Gun to keep my junk clean, and so should you. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X Games star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com.
Van Hagar coming at you. Yeah. Fucking lame, yeah! Van Halen, 5150, Yay, yeah, so you. lame, Van Halen. Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com, X-Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets. Thanks, AGV, last week. They gave away a helmet right on the show. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks, That was awesome. Guys. Orcs Connection, Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, and Kicker. Thank you, everybody, for coming on. Uh, had a big Kawasaki thing this week, Kenny. Very excited about the show's possibilities. Um... Next year, so we're hoping to, to do something to out with them. They got some cool ideas. Dude, Kawasaki is stepping coming up, up next. To... Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw is coming on. Hey, Kawasaki, the reason he's coming on, huh? Coming huh. up to talk about Kawasaki. Kawasaki okay. is stepping up their program all the way around. You know, um, their their marketing department is really coming around, um, and they uh, they're finally people in the motorcycle industry are finally getting it. They're trying to get away from that win-win Honda mentality that you got to win to sell bikes. And I think Kawasaki is doing an awesome, 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 awesome program with their race team and in their marketing department. So Boys go by, go by your Kawasaki dealer. Check out the new 2012s. Um, every motorcycle they make from a second second guest of yours tonight, Dame Retcha, second guy you got. The beast, second yeah. Pro, second phone poem we've had. This time, I actually got through, but he went to his voicemail. Okay. I'll, I'll try again. Okay, yeah. Give him a call back. I will. Check it out. One of the reasons why I asked Damon to come on the show is, uh, first of all, it was an honor to call the guy. Like, I called him. It was amazing. It was more amazing than getting slapped in the face by my dad. When, that uh, is the sound of an ice-cold Red Bull being cracked open. All right, when Steve starts fucking stroking me off here with Fleetwood Mac and Paul Inslee. That is the sound of an ice-cold Red Bull being cracked open. You weren't happy with the Halo, so I thought you could do your intro over No, a, no. Uh, well, anyways, when, when I thought about Damon Bradshaw coming on the show, yeah, dude, I was like, growing up, Bradshaw was like the guy. Like, dude, right. like when I first started to come to the, go to the races and work in the industry, like I would see that guy like walking through the pits. Look how he is in my phone. Look how I am in my phone. <laughs> Damon fucking Bradshaw. I see how he dude, like, in my phone. dude, he was the guy. Like, right. dude, like I would look at him and go, "Wow, that's Damon Bradshaw." I got It's like if you seen Brad Pitt. I like, got yeah. I was. I'll tell you what. Right. I met Brad Pitt at my race shop one time because Jesse Rook built choppers for him, uh -huh. and he came with his kids and was hanging out at my shop. And I was on my computer, and he walked in my office, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I wasn't paying attention, and I looked up, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And I looked down, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was Brad Pitt." Yeah, yeah. That was Brad Pitt. I was tripping, but. <laughs> The, the feeling I had when I seen Damon Bradshaw, it was overwhelmed the Brad Pitt. And then I got to talk to Damon Bradshaw on the phone, calling him. And the whole time, matter of fact, t Ivan Tedesco and Tommy Hahn were in my office when I was talking to him. And, dude, Ivan was like, dude, that's why I was number eight. That's why I was number eight as an amateur. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. So we were all, like, just tripping. They're like, was that really Bradshaw? Like, dude, this is the impact that Damon Bradshaw had. Like, Damon Bradshaw is the reason why there's, you know, Jeremy McGrath. Yeah. And, you know, you got Jeremy McGrath, you got Chad Reed, you got all these other guys. The reason why their writing style is the way it is, he was the Bradshaw, guy. Dude. Bradshaw was the guy to cross over to bring that new life, the new style, the new aggressiveness. Yeah. And, dude, um, he had a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new, but just. Kenny's corner tonight. I have Bradshaw. Do you, okay. have, do you have something? No. Uh, yeah, uh, I could come uh, up okay. with something. Yeah, it might have been before your time, but. But, dude, check it out. So, I, t I had the idea, so I called. 
I got a hold of Damon, and we talked for a little bit. And uh, a lot of people don't know, but Damon is going to go for a, a, a little comeback. And it's not like a comeback to try to win a championship or to race AMA, you know, mo- you know, Monster Energy Supercross. He's riding for fun and fun only. He's been doing some vet races up in Idaho and riding really, really well. And he just said, hey, you know what? Maybe I could give this thing a shot, and maybe, you know, if I'm up to it and my body feels good and, my, and I got the right equipment, maybe I could go out and try to qualify for, you know, the Monster Cup. So I don't know if he's really committed to that, but that's what he's going. Saying that. Right. Um, saying that, we got a voicemail again. So Saying that, on October 1st. And Bradshaw might not be on the show tonight. October 1st at Boulder City Motocross Park. This is cool. We've talked about this. There's a, a race coming up put on by Boulder City MX. It's presented by them. It's called the Vet Cup. And it's October 1st in Vegas. So far, the lineup of riders they have, Sebastian Tortelli, Doug Dubach, Jeff Matasevich, Chuck Sun, Rich Taylor, Jeff Willow, and Rusty Holland. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have some question marks next to some other guys. Yeah. Some top, top guys. What about Dogger? What's happening with Dogger? Dogger's a question mark. Okay. He hasn't confirmed. But these right. are guys that are confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Other guys that haven't confirmed are, uh, there's, I don't even want to say their names. I'll say a couple. Phil Lawrence, Kurt Nicole. Maybe Nathan Ramsey, maybe some other guys. Right. But it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome event. If you live in Las Vegas, or you live in Southern California, you want to come up for the weekend. These guys are going to be riding for money, and they're going to be going for it. There's a plus thirty, a plus forty, and a plus fifty class. And what they're doing is they're going to take the top five out of every class and do a dash for cash. But there's going to be a vet pro that's a thirty. There's going to be a, a plus forty and a plus fifty. So you can see guys that are just retired. Guys that have been retired for ten years, and guys that have retired for twenty years. You know, so come on out if you're in the area. Once again, it's at the Boulder City MX Motocross Park. Okay, it's off I-95. Just follow the signs towards Needle, and you cannot miss it. It is going to be one of the biggest events to go down for the vets besides the Vet World Championships. And what they're yeah, trying the to do. The lineup you have is bigger than the World Vets. Right exactly. Now. And what yeah. we're trying to do is build this into a big vet race every year and make it an annual. So, like I said, if you're in town, check it out. Go to the Boulder City Motocross website. Check it out. So, Hopefully right. we got the beast from the east on the line. Yeah, we do. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's go, go to our next guest, 1989-125 East Coast Supercross champion and all-around badass, Damon Bradshaw. Damon. Hey, man. How are you guys doing? What's up, man? Hey, this is Steve Mathis, and uh, and with me is Kenny Watson. You're live on the air. Thanks for doing the show. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's good good to talk to you again. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh it's been a while, actually, since I lined up on a full gate, so I'm looking forward to it. What uh, what kind of got your passion back to uh, to riding again? I know you're super busy in the monster stuff, monster truck stuff, but what kind of got you going a little bit? Um, you know, I've I've wanted to, you know, 2009 I rode a lot, and then I just got busy with the truck stuff, and even during the summer, you know, we were back and forth over to Europe, and so it was just it was hard to when I got home from that, to have the time to get going riding again. And this year I didn't do Europe, and so it opened up some time for me. And I've been wanting to uh, put together, you know, some stuff with, with KTM and with the local dealer, and it just hasn't been the right situation until this year. A, a friend of mine um, picked up the KTM dealership, and so we got we got things put together, and you know, I'm having fun. I mean, I just have uh, been riding, got at least, four days a week and, and sometimes five and riding on the weekends. So wow, it's just trying to, I'm trying to rush myself back into shape. If you could, you know, pretty much by just spending time on the motorcycle and there's uh, we have, fortunately we have a lot of good riding in Idaho. So I'm just uh, mainly trying to get back into shape. It takes longer every time you start back riding, but you know, and then you want to stay healthy. So it, it's tough. Uh, and then how do you liking the adjustment to the KTM? You're riding a 350, I think I read. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it it really wasn't an adjustment, I guess, and probably the reason it wasn't was because I had been, you know, a year or even better since I'd ridden. So right, right. once I got on the bike and the first day, I I felt like no different, you know, like I was either on a Yamaha or Honda or whatever. But I, I enjoy riding the bike. It's um, you know, it's it's not a 450, but it's definitely not a 250F either, and right. so it's just that much better than a 250F that it that I really like it. I mean, I love horsepower. And so to ride this thing, you're not quite as lazy as you are when you're riding a 450. So, and, and, you know, probably, I don't know, I would, I would say early on in 2012, the new 450 will be out. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll have one of those as well. So it's, it'll be, uh, it'll be nice. Cause I won't be quite as lazy. You know, you get on a 450, <laughs> man, you can, you can be a lazy guy. Yeah. So is that like the Fernet story when, when Bradshaw would ask Fernet, remember when Fernet asked him how he could go faster? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically it. Yeah, that's pretty much what Damon's saying right now. Is just, uh, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you remember that when you told that guy that when you were on the Manchester team? Um, Maybe Steve would refresh your memory. I don't, but I, I I wouldn't doubt it if it was some smart aleck remark. Yeah, I'm sure it probably did say it. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy, Canadian buddy at the time, I was a mechanic. Jason Fournette got a fill-in ride with Manchester that year on the twenty fives. Oh, okay, okay. And he was asking you about like, hey man, I'm really struggling, and I'm really like, what do I got to do? And my bike's not that good. And you were just like. Just gas it, man. Just ride it. Just, just turn it harder. Turn it harder, dude. Just ride it till it hurts. You, were like, you said to him, you got to go faster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, hey, so uh, uh, the Boulder City event, it, it looks to be uh, quite a lineup of guys. Like, uh, it seems to be it's going to be a real, real cool race. I, I'm sure. You know, I got to thinking about it. It's funny. I was just at the down at my buddy's shop a little bit ago getting a, getting him to put a tire on the rim for me and, and he was going, well, well, you know, he's asking me, how, how old are you? And I said, well, I said, I get, I get to ride the, at least the plus 30. And he goes, you can't make the 40 yet. And I go, I go, absolutely not. He goes, you don't want to try to use that and ride the 40? I said, heck no, man. I want to ride with, uh, and, I, and, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be fast guys in every class, so it really isn't going to matter. You know, there's, it's, it's one of those that. things, I, I think, when I'm out riding, I really don't feel any different than I did 10 years ago. I'm sure that... If I bounce off the ground, I'm not going to bounce as well as I used to. But I, you just you wonder, and I've said this before, and I've even maybe said it on your show. But it's like, when are you going to go riding? And you just go, man, it's gone. Yeah, I, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Right, right. Um, you know, it's funny people don't realize that. Are you one year older than McGrath, or same age? Like you guys are basically no. He's, he's younger. He's a Damon. year older than me. That's Damon. it. Yeah, Damon that's younger. it. People yeah. Like, that blows people's minds when you say that because you know, um, just people don't realize that how early you 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 retired. It was uh, yeah, it was yeah, exactly. And I know, uh, I know Jeremy's been riding. I have a friend here that I ride with regular, and he uh, raced against him and with him down at Powder Mountain, and said you know he was still yeah. just still riding as good as ever and as smooth, and and so it's. It's cool to see some of those guys ride. You know, you think about, um, you know, going and doing some of this vet stuff, and you think it'll just be on a whole different, um, you know, playing field. And <laughs> hey, mindset, let me tell you something, it, it really won't be. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I still, it won't be any different than me if lining up with those guys versus lining up at, you know, Mount Morris or, or Anaheim. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So, when I was at Mammoth, um, and the vet race was going down, and Jeremy and Rhino had a battle of battles. And Rhino was still thinking it was still City. And Jeremy <laughs> was, like, in front of him. And MC told me after, he's like, man, man, I got kids. 
I got I got a family I got to provide for. Like, and and Rhino was just going nuts. Like, he was just like I thought he was gonna kill me. And I just said, you know what? Go ahead. You can have this one. Like, this. yeah, and and you know that that hasn't changed. I mean, he was he, he was that way in the day when you're racing against him, and and, and I'm sure. And I, I think about that, you know, I'm out riding and, you know, you're trying to get back into shape and really you're going faster sometimes than your body's really ready to go, whether your upper body strength is there. And and I was racing with, with Cole, the kid I said that was, um, you know, riding with Jeremy down at Paddle Mountain, and I was racing with him. And it's, uh, you know, you, you get to the point to where your upper body's not quite there, but you're going fast and you got to tell yourself, hey, it, it's going to come, you know, give it time, the, you know, the endurance will be there. And so you just got to go to the truck and, and rest a little bit, but I, I still have a hard time telling myself that, you know, you you don't want to get hurt or you you don't want to do this or yeah, exactly. You have you know you have a wife and you have a family that you do have to provide for. But man, when it comes to racing, there's a lot of that stuff that goes out the window. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call in if you have a question for uh, Damon Bradshaw, and uh, and he'll uh, do the best to answer it. Hey Damon, I talked to uh, I, Jeff Emmix, our other guest on the show tonight, and uh, I I, t- I hit. Uh, throw up about coming to the race and he's like really like he was all into it and then he's like who's coming and I read the whole list off and then I go oh yeah and Bradshaw's coming he's like wait Damon's coming and he's like oh man he's like <laughs> he, you know he, should, he, he still rides great man I was when I was down at Ricky's uh, school down in Daytona yeah yeah you yeah. know I, I hadn't been riding and they all wanted me to ride and I go you know that's the last place that I'm going to ride first and I haven't been on a bike in a while I was riding with you guys I said yeah I promise I'll ride next year. When I come down, I'll be ready. So that's another one of those deals, you know, that I wanted to start riding and get back into shape because those guys got out there and were battling. You know, Stanton was riding and Fro was riding and uh, Ricky was riding. And even though I think Ricky was probably a little heavier than he was when he was in his prime, but it really didn't matter. You know, yeah, he yeah. still he still was just blistering fast. You know, when, when Fro, Fro came up and he said, hey, you know what, I'd really like to do it, but, you know, he has a – some issues that were a reason, you know, legal issues why he can't race for money and all this stuff. Yeah. Anymore. So yeah, he was like, well, maybe I'll come and maybe I'll come, maybe I'll come and announce it. And I said, we'd love to have you. Yeah. So maybe frozen. <laughs> <not too>. so, <laughs> he is doing a great job at that, by the yeah, way, you know, it's funny. Me and him were walking. Uh, I, I told him this when I signed down at Carmichael it was kind of an old story, but yeah. we were walking through the MGM, uh, the year that I started, uh, with monster jam. And it was the year he started with, uh, the supercross stuff and we're walking walking out of there and he goes you know he goes did you ever think a guy you know like myself obviously with his you know speech problems sometimes would be doing this yeah yeah and I'm like I'm like dude you'll do you'll do great at it and I think he does awesome you know I I, I don't catch it a lot but I do occasionally I think he's doing a great job it's funny uh, you know Roy Jansen's involved um, not so much in supercross anymore but with the outdoor nationals uh-huh. and, and uh, he just he's a good guy and me and Wygant go up to him every week, and we're like, just give us another Bradshaw story. Tell us again, Roy. Yeah, you know what's <laughs> weird? He definitely has, has oh, some good ones. No, I, I talk to Roy on a, on a regular basis. We, uh, we, you know, he helps me out with, yeah. with some things on the consulting side. But, yeah, I have a, have a lot of respect for Roy, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny because you go back to some of those stories, and I was telling Kenny, you know, we used to just be like two bulls in a china shop on a weekend at, yeah. a, at an outdoor national or a supercraft <laughs> years ago. Yeah, he, he's funny. He, he's got them all in his memory bank, and he just laughs. And you know, I'm sure at the time he wasn't laughing, but now it's it's pretty funny. Um, oh yeah. Hey, your your uh, U.S. Open grudge rash match against the chicken a few years ago. You uh, <laughs> you handled them pretty good. What looking back though, did you like it? Did you think it was a fun experience? 
Um, it was, and it was one of those things that motivated me to, to start writing again and, and take the time. And so, you know, the challenge for a month and like two weeks was because it was like the unknown. I, I really had no idea um, how well Chicken was riding or what he was right. doing or whatever. Yeah. And I knew that he still rode some, but, you know, I don't live in California. And I, don't, I, I talked to Dr. D a little bit, but it wasn't really about that. So I was racing the unknown. So I was working my butt off and riding arena cross and riding supercross. And, and uh, I just think I was definitely better prepared than he was. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we, I, I was a little worried um, about one of us being – you know, a lot better than the other, vice yeah. versa, whether it was me or him, right. and it not being the show that we want, how we wanted it to come across. So I was concerned about that, and you know, when we got down there and after we rode press day, you know, it was like, well, there there is definitely a difference, and you know, how can we make this interesting for the fans? And then uh, then afterwards, after the first night, I was walking back to the room, and there was a bunch of people in the bar there, and and. Uh, so I, I walked in, they were talking. They go, man, they go, you still ride well. They go, but you suck as an actor. <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And they said, well, we could see you the whole time when you went outside the building and you were, you know, yeah. checking up. So when you come back in the building, you guys are racing. Yeah, yeah. And I go, I was for sure that the cameras were not out there. I, I thought I had watched enough racing that the cameras weren't out there. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I said, you know, I said, I just, I wanted to, to make it fun and, but, then again, so I asked everybody in there. There was, I don't know, probably 10 people we were all talking about. I go, so what do you think I should do? They go, well, you should either get stuck in the gate or you should either just treat it like a race and just go for it. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about him, just go for it. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get stuck in the gate or do something like that. I said, because that'll end up, that'll turn around and bite me. I said, right, I'll just, right. I'm just going to treat it like a race. So I told, uh, I told Todd that that's what I was planning on doing. And he goes, well, he goes, we probably should change the amount of laps we're going to run. He goes, because, you know, but whatever. It was yeah. it was a fun event, and it was kind of one of them deals where everybody really wanted us to talk trash, which he, he kind of knocked his mouth right. off a little bit in the beginning. But it was like, you know what, I just think we'll, we'll deal with it on the track. And then I felt so bad I really couldn't run my mouth. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a cool idea. I applaud those guys for doing it. it was Maybe the execution wasn't there. Just because yeah. chicken wasn't, you know, as active or as good as you. Let's put, let's face it that way. But I, I love the idea. Great idea. No, it was. It was awesome, and it was, it was kind of cool. I mean, you never thought that long after that we'd be sitting in a press conference, you know, and then having, you know, Reed and a couple of other guys. I'm not really sure over there that day, but but yeah. me and chicken. So it was, it was cool. I, I enjoyed doing it. It was fun to to ride in there and. I think the only other time I rode in that building was when I did the White Brothers thing. Yeah. And that was, you know, a long time ago. And just I was probably more prepared for that event with Chicken than I was that one. It was a last-minute deal and didn't get to ride the bike before. But uh, it's, it's a cool event. I'm, I, uh, I'd like to do something similar to it again, you know. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. You're, uh, you're just mad about that four-stroke event because the super team of Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis beat you. Oh, that's right. Yes, beating David Bradshaw. It was hard. It was it was hard for me to pitboard my guy and not wave you on at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, um, but uh, hey, we got a call here on the line for you. Uh, okay. Nick, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Nick, you got a question for uh, Damon Bradshaw? Yeah, first I'll say just a huge fan, man. Been a big fan for a long time. Grown uh, up here in Indiana, so a lot of a lot of good races at Redbud and seeing you at Troy too. So. Uh, and uh, some of the supercrosses, but uh, I had a question about uh, all the younger. I probably was like ten or twelve, and uh, 
I gave you a drawing. I think I gave it to your mechanic, Brian, of a, like a drawing of you that I made. And I don't know if you ever got it or uh, Nick, it was Nick, like a color Nick. drawing. Nick, this is a 1992. He's not going to remember if you had a drawing. <laughs> well, for, for, first of all, thanks for your, your comments there on being a fan, and I, I appreciate you to continue to follow. But, you know, we over the years we do get a lot of stuff like that, and I my wife has been really good at keeping a lot of that stuff. So in order to pinpoint that particular one would be very hard, but uh, I was, you know, me and my wife were together then, so more than likely it is somewhere in the archives, and if you gave it to Lennis, I more than likely got it. But uh, yeah. but I, I appreciate it, and, and, you know, she she keeps saying one of these days she's going to make me, you know, build a room where she can put all of this stuff up, and I'm like, God, I don't know if I want to want to do that. Do I, you, I went to Stanton's house one time, and yeah. he had a room like that, and we talked about it, and it was. It was, it was just awesome, but... He goes, man. He goes, it takes a lot to heat this place in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> do you so, uh, do you have a lot of your stuff, Damon? Gear, uh, bikes, uh, trophies, um, any of that? You no, know, like... no, no motorcycles, and just I, you know, and I kind of that's one thing I, I dislike about, I guess, you know, the portion of my career. I wouldn't go back and do anything different, but uh, some of the motorcycles, you know, I had the opportunities to do it, and. I was young and didn't. You just took it for granted, you know. And if it wouldn't have been for my wife being part of my life early on, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have as much as I do now because I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't grasp it. You know, I was just racing, and that's all I. That's all I could think about. I mean, it's very similar to to going to Europe these days with you know with uh, with Monster Jam. I I love going there now. I love going and doing events mm-hmm. there, and I'm actually going to try to go uh, to Germany later on this year and and do some races over there. So, and I, I enjoy going back there. So it's like keeping all my stuff. You just, you take it for granted, you know, and I kind of hate that, but my wife still has a lot of the gear, a lot of the number plates. And every time I give away a Jersey, I pretty much have to sneak it and tell whoever I give it to. Don't, don't ever just don't need to be online. If my wife finds it, it's going to be my ass. So. Hey, Damon, do you, do you ever, do you ever, do they ever do monster trucks in Japan? Because when I went to Japan, like all thanks, they want to talk thanks, about, thanks Nick. All they want to talk right, about was you. Damon Thanks. Bradshaw, and I know okay, that you man, were, see you. Thank you. I know that you were like you were like royalty in Japan. Like the, well, the, the, I have, I mentioned that to them, and they have been working on uh, some stuff over there for sure. I mean, they've already pre-tripped um, a lot of the cities that mm-hmm. we potentially may go to. I think a, a lot of their buildings that um, they worry about is a lot of the parking garages are underneath a lot of the stadiums. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. when you. <laughs> You got ten thousand pounds yeah. slamming down on the floor from thirty feet in the air. It's uh, but no, I would love to, and I and I have mentioned that to him. I said, you know, I think those people are racing. Period. I mean, I just remember being in that stand, those those, those stadiums, how you know loud those people were, and how they just treated us like kings. You know, being over there. So I'd love to go back. That's one place that when I was younger that I enjoyed going, and I guess it was probably just on how we were treated and, and accepted when we were there. I, uh, Plus you won. <laughs> yeah, I saw a race. Yeah, exactly. I have a race thanks to uh, this guy on Vital MX, T-Blazer. You're on a Manch- you're on a Honda, and you won. You won this, uh, this race, uh, you know, 90, fall of 96. You were um, off of Yamaha then, so your magic was still there in Japan. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. I, I, that particular year, um, I, I came back, I think, and then that's when I did. Uh, the Yamaha deal before, you know, 97 or whatever. I think it was 96. So, right, yeah. you said it was in 96. Yeah, fall of 96, but, yeah. The... Yeah, so I came back. Just kind of another another quick story. But, uh, 
you know, the Yamaha guys who were working on bikes, trying to get bikes going. And I had ridden the Honda over in, over in Europe, and it was, you know, relatively a stock bike with suspension. And the 96 Honda was, right. was, a, was a great bike. And so we were testing one day, and, you know, the bike just wasn't where we wanted it to be. And, you know, they were telling me that, you know, the dyno says this and the dyno's that. And I'm like, well, it's just, you know, the seat of the pants fill. It's just not there. It's not, it's not what I'm looking for yet. And, and so I would refer to that Honda and they got so aggravated at me for referring to it <laughs> of being comfortable to ride and, yeah. and just tractable power was, uh, so they went to press circuit and, and brought one out the next day, like one of their test bikes. Right. And so within a few laps, you know, I was able to go faster on it than I was my race bike, which was good for testing because we, you know, eventually made the bike considerably better. But it was, uh, and the bike that they brought, the thing wasn't even jetted, you know, and they wouldn't even jet the thing. They go, you just ride it. <laughs> All right, so we'll, so, but it, but it helped our program, you know, it, it, made, right. it made them realize, you know, what I was talking about. And obviously I never, never wanted to do that. Shoot, I spent uh, most of my life at Yamaha. Unfortunately, the 97 Honda, that the one that you wrote, <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> it was definitely a sight different. I, I would have, uh, yeah. but, but you know, it was that challenge thing. Nobody wanted to ride it. And, you know, Jeremy had been very successful, obviously, in the years before that on a Honda and knew that big change was coming. But, yeah. you know, it didn't really matter in the mud. It, they all worked the same in the mud. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, you know who has a mint Bradshaw number 4 Axle jersey that I've been trying to get out of him for years? Ugh. Jason Thomas, still hanging in his room. I've, <laughs> I've offered him everything I have because I got a Lachine, I got a Rollerball, Carmichael. He won't take, he will not let go of that Bradshaw I wouldn't either jersey. if I had one. I know. Hey, we yeah, I I have pretty pretty dead gum good collection too. My younger brother back in the day, he I was racing or whatever, and right. he was gathering those things up. And I I have them, and I have a. What's your address, Damon? Uh, what's your address here? <laughs> <laughs> I have a a, a Hannah hundred. Oh, that nice. that Freddie from him. I don't know if you guys remember Freddie, but he was a uh, referee in Florida, and he gave it to me at a like at a I, actually on the starting line one day, if I remember correctly, he gave me. <laughs> Hannah's 100 jersey, and I have a Lachine jersey and a Johnson. So I have a, I have a pretty good collection myself. You got any zebra? You got any zebra gear left? Um, the Fox stuff. Man, I don't know. I'd have to ask the wife that. Um, <laughs> she probably does. Hey, do you remember when James wore that stuff when they broke it out and they made that your replica gear for him for the Vegas race? That yeah, was, I was there. That was a race race. Yeah, the Fox guys brought me in for that. It was it was cool. You know, it was neat to see those guys, and then um, which. It seems like some of those colors are still floating around that the guys are wearing. It's neat to see that retro stuff. Our uh, our lines are lit up here for Damon Bradshaw. Let's get to uh, Jeff. You there? Yeah, I'm here, man. You got a question for uh, Damon Bradshaw? Yeah, I just want to say first, it's an honor to be able to you know, ask him a question. I'm actually a friend of Jimmy Woolridge. My dad helped bring him back a long time ago to try making a run back at racing, but. Uh, I've been having a lot of uh, sleepless nights trying to figure out what happened in L.A. back in 92. <laughs> I'm still going to therapy for it, man. I, uh, <laughs> was me, me too. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, what happened? I mean, was it just, you know, just a moment or was it the bomb? Um, it, it was, man. I just I just rode terrible, you know. I just couldn't. Uh, and, and most of the time I'd always done well under pressure and had dealt with tons of pressure. And I put more on my than anybody at Yamaha or any sponsor ever could. And that particular night, I just couldn't get it together. You know, I, I rode bad, and, and uh, there's really nothing else, you know, a guy could say. I mean, it was definitely a changing, you know, portion of my career and tried to, 
to shake it and go on, and you always will look back at that, damn, you know, I was just so close, but... Well, I Jeff, guess it's one of those things you say, you know, shit happens. Jeff, he's not going to tell you this, but he tore his knee up at Red Bud. He was jacked up. They moved the race. <laughs> they moved the race from, um, I don't know what date to, to June because of the LA riots. It was during the daytime. There we go. I got yeah, that. They're, they're, that was for sure. I, I, the knee was whatever, but I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it slowed me down. There was yes, definitely a lot of riders that didn't want to see me win the championship, and and uh, they were a few of the guys that made it tough on me that night, but. You know, I was racing. You know, Stanton was at the right place at the right time. And it is it is sad when you, you look at the point system that you can win. I don't know. I won nine or ten nine, supercrosses yeah. that year and still lost the championship by whatever points. But, you know, I think it was Indianapolis that I lost, you know, 25 points right there from just a crash. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, Jeff. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Taylon, you there? Yeah. Got a question for uh, Damon? Sure do. Um, I'm a little young, but my dad was a huge Damon Bradshaw fan, and he had a couple of Fox movies. And one of them had you and Doug Henry and maybe Dowd at the Sand Dunes. Uh-huh. And you popped yourself in the face with the tire iron. <laughs> I, is that the last time you ever changed your own tire? Or Oh, no, I've did several since then, but every time I change one, I think about that. It's It's funny you bring that up. I was riding on Sunday. And I always, I always run like 13, 14 pounds of air because I just, I don't want to deal with flats. Right. And so all these guys I'm riding with, they're all, we run 12, we run 12 pounds, you know? And I go, I, I, I'm going to try it. So I did. Well, I ripped the valve stem out of the, out of the rear, rear tire. And so I go and get a tube and we're changing the tire and a buddy of mine's helping me and we're sliding under the edge of the disc and, and uh, I and I told that story, you know, and he remembered it as well. And I and and uh, we were sitting there, and one of them freaking slipped out and flipped, and it didn't hit me, didn't hit him, but yeah, funny story. But no, I remember like it was yesterday. That, yeah, I just remember that. It was way funny. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah, hey, you know, we really had to slow mo it, you know, where it popped me in the face. Hey, that's funny. I was talking to Damon today when I was talking to him. I go, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to change a tire, but I think I'm just going to take it down to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I did, too. Um, I cleaned the wheel all up real nice, and I took it down there, and they threw it on the machine. Uh, Steve, you there? <laughs> Steve, Hello? You Steve, you there? Yeah, what's up, man? Not much. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. You have a question for uh, for Damon? Oh, I got a question for you guys. Uh, at this Vet Cup thing, what's it going to take to uh, to get a Mathis uh, Watson showdown at the vet race. Yeah, we want to see you guys come. We're gonna do a Wilbur race or something. What do you want? What do you, what do you want us to do? No, dude, you know, I'll call down. I'll get you some heavy springs or something. Put mm-hmm. put some some stiff suspension on there for you guys. And, so what are you uh, trying to say? I'm fat. Well, just hinting at that. But uh, let's, uh, a- let's see a, let's <laughs> see a Watson Mathis showdown. That's what I want to see. Um, worst, yeah, yeah. worst case, gives you guys some something to talk about on the show on Monday. It's going to be hard for me to ride watching uh, if Bradshaw and Lachine and all these guys line up on the gate. It's going to be hard for me to ride because I'll be very excited watching these guys race. Yeah. So, um, all right. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Hey, thinking about calling Ronnie, too, and you said that I'm going to make sure I call him before we go to the race. Because- yeah. Yeah, he hasn't committed. He hasn't, like, uh, he hasn't confirmed, but he's. He got his 2012. He told me it's all oh, done up. Yeah, he, so he. he yeah. Yeah, because the guy that's uh, working with Damon on doing the race, he's saying that he hasn't confirmed Damon yet. I mean, hey, the I'll, machine. Call, I'll call him and I'll call him and try to so, push him along a little bit because I think, well, wasn't the last time, but I 
we were racing at Adelanto one time, and you know, me and Ronnie were were pretty close. We were we were kids, or when I was I was a fair amount younger than Ronnie. But uh, anyways, and then we ended up racing against one another, and somehow or another we ran into one another at Adelanto one day, and that was maybe one of the last few times we raced against one another. Yeah, you're known to do that with guys, even though that I, guy. I don't know how it happens. I really don't <laughs> try to. It just seems to happen. Yeah, but. like the story you told me about the guy at the track on the line was telling you, man, just just don't <laughs> smash into me. You're like, yeah, don't worry. Then what happened? <laughs> the beast took like, down. Just keep that thing off of me, will you? <laughs> oh. And then, god dang, how did I just going up the inside? <laughs> just going up the inside. Uh, hey, tell Take it to Roy, dude. Tell it to Roy. <laughs> That's right. Hey, um, uh, now if this if everything goes well for you and you're feeling good. I read an interview where you didn't even you didn't discount showing up for the Monster Energy Cup. No, we're we're talking about it and trying to trying to make it work. I, I would love to, you know, if it was a full Sam Boyd Supercross like you know it is there for the final, I wouldn't even think about it. Right. But um, you know, with it being based on a on an outdoor you know platform, it was it, it interested me. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, those guys are in a whole different league these days, but. I would love to be able to go down and, and, and race with them, and when it being on an outdoor deal, I, I think I could uh, think I could still still go fast enough to get in there. Yeah, that'd be that. That'd be pretty cool for hey, sure. Hey, Damon, do you think fans. if you went lined up at an outdoor national, do you think you could you could score some some decent points? Um, you know, I've I've thought about it last several years, and to go to you know some of my more favorite tracks, and obviously Mount Morris was one of those, and every year when I get my schedule I'm always at an event you know in Europe or whatever but I, I would still love to to go back there you know to, to train and be in good shape and, and just go and ride and and see how it goes you know and when you come out of there and you know you're healthy and it was fun then it would all be worth it be so you've seen it. how Dowdy did at Southwick right yeah yeah that sucker he's but Southwick's like that though everybody knows that man you yeah, go there and, yeah. and Dowdy was one of those guys way back in the day before he was you know, he was the junkyard dog, not John, just John Dowd, but guys would pass you there you never even heard of and did not know, and it was like, golly, can I just figure out where he's going so fast, you know? But that's neat to see, see him uh, still still out there and going fast. And so, what, he was top ten, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, ninth or eighth or something. Uh, yeah, he rode good. Um, hey, one of, I, one of the guys I had on my show one time was Jake Weimer, and talking about uh, Damon Bradshaw and uh, – going up the inside. Weimer told a story, and I don't know if you remember it, but when you were riding arena cross, Yamaha days, uh, Jake Weimer in Idaho showed up at a race on, on, a, on a KX-105 or something, and he was so fast. Uh, he was a fast amateur. They put him in the pro class, and I guess he hole shot with you on the line. <laughs> and, and, and he hole shot, and I don't – he said that you were threatening to break his leg if, if he kept getting in his way. In his way. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Well, I do. I do remember threatening several of them. Was he riding a green bike? Yeah, yeah. He probably was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't remember it distinctly, but right, I'm, right. I'm pretty sure I told him. And uh, <laughs> great story, great story. Weimer's I, like, I was so scared of him. I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I said that to. Uh, let's see what I was. Oh, it was '97. For whatever reason, yeah. the freaking Yamaha guys were wanting to run into me in practice. And I and I actually think it was Wyndham and and uh, and let's see Ezra Lusk. Uh-huh. And so you know, racing moment, man. It was in practice, and I remember going by there, going by the the tent, and and telling them that yeah. if I got the opportunity, that I was going to break their legs. <laughs> and you know, I'm a huge Wyndham fan. I I'd love right. to watch Kevin ride, and still I will always say it if. 
if he wants to, he can go faster than anybody if he wants to. And, uh, but anyways, it was funny. It was a racing moment. And later on, we, we laughed about it. You know, I just said, man, a guy that I looked up to forever as a kid, now he's telling me he's going to break my legs. (laughs) Hey, what happened, what happened in your arena cross career? It looks like it went full circle for you there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Man, I, I don't know. That, that was kind of one of those deals that, that sucked. I was really having fun racing it. And, you know, my plan was the following year was to add a rider and then the third year add another rider and right. kind of have a little team and see how it goes. But I knew going into all of it, you know, worst case scenario is I get hurt. And unfortunately, yeah. that's, that's, that's what happened. But um, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of that was fun racing. Were you racing against uh, Demuth? Was Demuth yeah. your guy then? Sheriff. Yep, yep. He was he was on point that year for sure, man. It was uh it took me a while to, to get things figured out. I mean arena cross racing is a whole different deal, you know. I mean it's totally different than supercross and, and uh it just took me a little bit of time to get it figured out, but that was that was what made it so much fun and then to see the progression of, you know, how the, the season was, was ironing out. I mean I got in better shape and before that season started I wasn't able to ride for a couple of months prior to the very first event, I had hurt my back. And so I was in the moment of getting ready to buy, you know, the bus and the, the trailer and, you know, hire a mechanic and all these sponsors. And here I was laying in the bed mm-hmm. with my back, not knowing if I was going to be able to ride at all. And so I just went for it. And fortunately, I worked through the deal with my back and things got better. And, you know, then we started getting a handle on the series and, you know, yeah, your first week. I think your first weekend you missed two out of the four events, and then like the next weekend did a little better, and then soon you were winning and winning a lot of them. Yeah, so. the first night, the first night I didn't qualify for either class. Yeah, and I I had had some I had some new boots, and I was falling and tripping over hay bales and couldn't find the rear brake, and I was yeah, like, yeah. man, what have I got myself into? <laughs> so the next night I went to good buddy at Alpine Star and said, I need some different, I need some boots for tomorrow night. I said, and this is the deal. I have a big contract with CD, but I've got to tape these boots up, but I need some boots until these guys can make me some boots. And so I did. And then the next night I was, I think I was on the box in one class and just under the box on, on the other class. And then got things worked out with CD and got boots that I needed. And then, you know, Unfortunately, I got hurt later on. Hey, can, uh, we got you for a little bit longer. Or you got to go, or uh, no, man, I'm good. Okay, we got a few hey, what more about questions. what? Let me ask you a question. When Wyatt, when Wyatt was working on your bike, did he say, "Hey, because uh, uh, Wyatt worked for me at Plano Honda for Ivan Tedesco when Ivan Tedesco was a rookie, and he just set Ivan's bike up, and he would say, uh-huh. "This is how Stanton would run it. This is how Stanton would run it." I wondered if no, he ever threw that on he you. He didn't do. He didn't do that to me. <laughs> I was <laughs> wondering if you would. Be I out did. I did have. Lennis one time tell me something about Bob how Hannah. Hannah or Ricky Johnson would do things, and I and I told him as soon as he got it out of his mouth, well, I'm not Bob Hannah and I'm not Ricky Johnson. <laughs> and, I'm uh, Damon, so we'll probably do things a little different. Hey. But no, Wyatt was Wyatt was a great mechanic. I mean, I had that year, you know, and that year Yamaha's obviously had a very good 250 and and uh, two stroke, and that was probably the best 250 two stroke that I've ever ridden. I mean, honestly, Pro Circuit right. built the motor, and uh, I think Factor Connection did the suspension, and then Wyatt did the tuning, but it was just unbelievable. I mean, I the first bike that Pro Circuit built for me, I had to have them detune it to make it work for Arena Cross because it was just it was too much. I mean, it was like a motor that you would have ran at Unadilla with knee-deep dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, Wyatt, Wyatt told me that that was probably one of the funnest years 
of being a mechanic, just being on the road and working and being with you. Like, he really, really enjoyed himself because he came to work with me, like, a couple years after that. And oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he said yeah, he no, really it was. Time. It honestly was. I mean, I, I truly think that when I retired um, the first time, I, I was at the point to where I was like, all right, I've either got to buy an airplane, hire a pilot so I can go, you know, in and out of this stuff at my will because just the, the, the whole hotel and airplane thing was just driving me crazy. And, or either buy a bus and stay on the road. Right. And I just, I never got around to doing either one. And I'm very confident that if I would have bought a motorhome and went out on the road like I did when I ran across it, I would have raced for, for many more years. Yeah. And it was, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it was like, you know, at any time I could go in that thing and shut the door and it was like being at home. And it was your, you know, you could get away from everybody and when the races were over, if we wanted to drive down the road, we did. If we didn't, we can't. We stayed there. So it, it, it was, it was, it was some of the most fun racing right up against when uh, we did the Manchester Honda team. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun doing that. And, and as well as my early years at Yamaha when it was more, I say more as a, a family based atmosphere in, in the beginning was out when I was at Yamaha and things just grew so corporate and, and you had to be so careful of what you said and what you told somebody you did the week before at home, whether it was yeah. uh, with water skiing or whatever. And when all that stuff changed, man, it just, it took me by storm because I was always an honest guy, you know, and when I'd talk to McCarty or talk to my mechanic, it was real life stuff because you've spent more time with those people than you did, than you did your family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, You're right. You never really got along with Lunas that much, did you? Um, you know, we did at times, yeah. and uh, and and we didn't at times. But you know, for for the most part, um, you know, Brian was definitely the best guy when it comes to motivating a rider. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to being a mechanic, he definitely, I think, at you know certain places there at Yamaha, we had you know guys for suspension, we had motor guys, we had this many guys, so. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their take on the bike, you know, that had a part of the bike. But when it came to training and staying focused and being motivated, there there wasn't a better guy. Uh, speaking of airplanes, uh, Mark, you there? Mark? Uh, uh, Mike? Mike? Oh, that's our call screener for you. He's challenged <laughs> sometimes. Mike, what's up? No you got, problem. You got a question for Damon? Yes, Damon. Hey, Damon. Uh, Mike, just a huge fan, a uh, huge influence in my life, and um Way back when, and I, I know you're a pilot right now. I um, I fly for Delta, and I'm just curious about um, what your flying uh, career is like right now. Do you fly with um, Bob or? Where um, you're, uh, you know, I haven't, and I I uh, appreciate the comments there, but I haven't flown with um, Bob in quite a while. We used to do a ton of flying together, but you know, as we all well know, marriage comes along and kids, and you know, yeah. just time of going different directions. But I still see him occasionally, and. Uh, and I don't fly near what I used to fly. I, just, I have so many interests, um, you know, in life, whether it's hunting or yeah. fishing or riding a Harley, and now it's riding a motorcycle and just, you know, hanging out with the family, going to football games. And so all of that stuff consumes, as you guys well know, a lot of your time. And so yeah. um, I still have my Super Cub and, and still fly Super it Cub, some, okay. but, but not nearly yeah. enough. Well, that's cool, man. It's only you know you're a huge life and uh well right on i appreciate it good luck with your flying career all right man i appreciate you thank you hey mike if i ever got a problem with delta can i just call you yeah you sure can i've called before you guys uh 
Rick Carmichael's not a big fan of Delta, but... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Continental United guy, but it'd be nice to know. I, about. Spend, I spend my fair time on Delta. I have a buddy that's, uh, that's here that I ride Harleys with that's a Delta pilot as well out of uh, Minneapolis. Well, we, we do our best. <laughs> right on, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks Mike. Uh, oh, we lost that caller. Um, Damon, so what... Um, how do you feel about the, uh, the the series going on right now? How how much do you keep up to date with it? How much do you know uh, what's going on? Do you watch it at all? I I, I honestly don't watch it a lot. I, I I don't watch TV at all. I mean, very rarely does oh. my wife get me up to the TV room to to watch some show. But I just like I said, I have so many things I enjoy doing. But I um, people keep me up to date a little bit. Yeah. You know, I know kind of what's going on, and then. I knew when uh, you know when Reed had his get off and kind of turned his season around, and I was I was a you know a, a Reed fan this year in the outdoor series just because I know he's you know he's not as young as some of those guys, and then uh, that he that he has his own team, and I know how that can change a guy when uh, very similar to my arena cross team, obviously on a lot smaller scale, but yeah. what it means when you have that and you win. You know, that feeling that, yeah. you know what, this is mine. It's nobody else's. And, you know, I choose to go testing if we want to go testing or, or whatever it might be. And so I was bummed when he had that get off. Um, you know, I knew that it would, would change things a little bit for him. And, you know, whether he'll be able to shake that or, or not, you know, in yeah. the years to come. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a uh, it was a it was a series changing moment for the guy, no doubt about it. Um, and hey, the Western Power Sports Fly Racing, they're sponsors of our show, and uh, they've been there for you for a while now, and it's a cool relationship you got going on with them, huh? They have, they they really do. They're um, you know, I ride at their track some, and and obviously they're close to a local company, and that's that's one thing I've I've enjoyed about the KTM's. I mean, the the deal has been uh, you know a little bit of help from KTM and. A lot of help from the the dealership here in town. It's Carl Cycles, and then along with with Western Power and those guys. So, being local companies like that, it just means that much more to to be a part of it. And you know, my goal in this thing is to is to have people go to those companies that I'm affiliated with and want to buy that product for you know whether it's come from talking to me or or seeing me ride with it or seeing me ride the bike. And so that's. That's my goal, and, and I, I enjoy it, and I know that uh, that those guys appreciate it as well. And I'm looking forward to this fall just being able to do a ton of off-road riding because it's about to start raining around this area. And, again, like I said, we have probably some of the best riding in the world here. Hey, Damon, what what uh, what number are you going to run when you race? Do you know yet? Uh, 45. Yeah. So, yeah, so hopefully nobody else is going to have that, and if they are, I would ho- hopefully they'll put an X on there. You'll break their leg. Um, <laughs> I don't think. What's the guy with number forty-five right now? Uh, Stroop. No, Stru- no. Oh. The Stru- other guy. 45? No, the guy that was on the guy that uh, freeze. I think Stroopy is. Oh, 45. freeze is forty-five. No, freeze, freeze is forty-five. Freeze. That uh, was last year. Hey, last call for uh, Damon Bradshaw. Vern, you there? Yes, sir. I am. Awesome. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for holding for so long, buddy. Appreciate it. You got a question for Damon? Yeah, absolutely, Damon. Been a huge fan of yours. First time I saw you was out at. Glenn Helen in a CMC race in 1988 when you were just oh, wow. turning pro, and I oh, just man. remember uh, what a badass image that you had. To be frankly you know, honest, it was like so cool that this young kid was willing to bang bars with the established pros of the day, which nobody did—the Johnsons, the Wards, the Lachines. And oh all. yeah. Uh, I want to see what you thought about that because uh, in today you really don't see too many of the lights riders. 
uh, racing with the big guys. I mean, we saw Ken Roxon do it, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And now Barsha, right. I mean, he's had tremendous success. But uh, do you think uh, racing with the big guys at such a young age helped you at all? Um, you know, it was just it was just me, and I, I wanted to win. And and obviously, anything you could do when you're racing against those guys was just uh, was a major accomplishment. And so I always just looked at it as I had nothing to lose. And I wanted to win, and whatever that took was kind of that one track mind. I mean, obviously, I won a, I won a bunch of races, and you know, and obviously wasn't as uh, fortunate when it came to championships. But that was my thing. I mean, when I went on the race, when I went on the racetrack, I I rode as hard as I could ride, and 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 to win. But I I I do notice that, and I hear that from a lot of fans that are motocross fans or supercross fans, and I'm not real sure you know why it's that way i mean i've even heard uh people say that you know some of these riders the sponsors are not so concerned about some sponsors obviously not all of them but right. are not so concerned about the results they're concerned that they're there and they're seeing their sponsor go around the racetrack or whatever and i'm just thinking man how how can you have that type of train of thought when you're going to the race on the weekends and and how these from what I else understand is, you know, if the guy gets hurt, he goes home, he's not getting paid. Well, when I was riding, you know, the injury clauses were gone, and so you let it hang out. If you got hurt, that was just a racing deal, and you went home, you got healed up, and you came back. You know, you, you still continued to get paid as, as an athlete. And so I, I don't know if that's changed for all the riders, but I've heard that comment, and it's had to have changed the sport. You know, when you get guys that go, you know, I'm – making good money now, but if I get hurt, I'm not going to get paid, so why do I take those extra chances? Mm-hmm. Hey, Vern, you sound like a, like an older guy. Does, does Barsha, and, and I'm, I wasn't around in Damon's heyday, um, but doesn't Barsha remind you of a young Bradshaw in a way? Absolutely, 100%. I was, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure how Damon would feel about that. <laughs> well, just no. like, you know, Damon, and again, you, you're not up on all the races you said, but, you know, there was an incident at Re- at Unadilla, Barsha jumped into the 450 class to ride, and mm-hmm. and Dungey was a little upset at him going out there and racing with them. And Barsha was basically like, "Hey, too bad, I'm here to race." You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, I I've heard that um, you know several times, and and it it makes me feel good that that people you know say that. And it was you know back in the day, people would uh, would compare me to to Bob at times, and right. you know it. it it felt obviously, you know, he was a, a great, great rider in his time, and and wanted to win and would let it hang out, and that's was kind of the way I looked at things. You know, I wasn't as fortunate, obviously, with as Bob was when the championship stuff. But it's neat to see guys let it hang out like that, and then when when the race is over, they did everything they could possibly do. They didn't accept, you know, third or fourth place, or when they got eighth, they were happy that they rode the wheels off of it. You know, and so. I, I've always wondered when that would leave my mind to where I can go to a race and I'd be happy if, you know, I wasn't one of the, the fastest guys there, but it's still, it's still there. It's yeah, still there. Yeah. Damon, well, I, I got another quick question for you before you go. Um, your legacy is huge, as we all know, and, and even this last year, uh, David Villeman became team manager and he put a poster on the wall of you riding a WR500 and his comment was, you think you have a bad bike. <laughs> How bad was that bike, really? Uh, you know, the the motor on the bike was 
was good, and it would detune itself as it got hot throughout the moto, which was a good thing because by that time it had wore you out, so you needed it to probably slow down. But I just think the the geometry of the bike. I mean, it was it was brutal. I mean, the the uh, the Kawasaki 500 was a great bike. The Honda was a good bike. I think the Cowie was probably the best. But it was one of those things that I knew going in, and I think I probably had this more than once in my career that I knew that my motorcycle was not the best. You know, whether Honda was having a great year or they had great bikes or Kawasaki or whatever, I went into a lot of those years that I was able to win races that I don't think my bike was probably the best, but that gave me that much more motivation to win and, you know, to be able to do what I was able to do on that 500 or WR 500 with a huge tank. It was basically the same bike that Glover rode, but his tank just wasn't as fat as the one I had, and his was yellow, and mine had blue stripes on it. Um, so, uh, you know, it was just uh, it was definitely behind yeah. behind time, but it was a heck of an experience, and I'm glad that uh, that I got to do it. I mean, those guys worked their butt off to make that bike the best, and that's that's what we had to work with, and that's what we went racing with. Hey, Vern, did you ever hear the uh, podcast that Damon and I did uh, maybe a couple years ago now? Uh, absolutely. But, yeah. Yep. I just want to say you, you sound like a fan, and so that's recommended listening for anybody. One of the things you told me, Damon, in that in that thing, of one of the reasons you quit, you stopped going, you stopped hating everybody at the races. I just love that line. You were like, ah, I started. I you stopped know what my hating. favorite line is? What? When he was at Hangtown with the Dirt Diggers, and they were just testing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And they <laughs> said, hey, this one. hey, well, so Damon, what can we do to make the track better? And you said, put a close sign on the front gate. <laughs> Just crushing them, I'm sure. Just absolutely crushing Dude, them. Dude, and they still haven't put a for- they haven't put a close sign on it. Still. God, I know, but it's better now than it was then, and I think it was better then than it was the years before that. Because I remember seeing photos and Doctor D telling me about it, and it's definitely yeah. definitely a lot better place now. It is. It is for sure. Thanks, Vern. Okay, hey Massett, you need to do a podcast on yourself one day because you got some pretty good stories. Yourself, <laughs> you don't know. Let him blow up himself. He's already done it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, he's already right. talking thanks about how rad time, he is great, great talking with you Damon thanks for yes sir thank you uh, we talk about summer cross and we can talk uh, about beating Bradshaw he's, he's, he's talks, open he talks and, about himself the whole um, time it's awesome hey uh, Damon thank you for coming on the show tonight uh, really appreciate it I'm looking forward yeah, man, to this vet race and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you ride more and uh, you know hopefully uh, good luck with all that I think it's awesome yeah I'm you know I'm, I'm really excited about uh, the event that you know I'm coming down there to do in, in Vegas and and hopefully, uh, you know, it'll be cool that obviously a lot of people that come out of California that are, you know, motocross fans, I hope to uh, hope to see those guys there. And, you know, it's going to bring back lots of old memories. I mean, I spent some time at this track in, uh, in the mini bike days. So yeah, it's going to be cool. It, it's going to be neat. It's been, that hasn't been that many years ago, but it's been a few. Yeah, right on. Well, thank, <laughs> thanks for coming on the so, show. Yeah, I, I hope yeah. to, I hope it's a good turnout and look forward to racing. Cool. Thank you, Damon. Thank you, guys. Talk to you. See you, Damon. Damon Bradshaw, everybody, uh, in my phone as Daving, Damon Effing Bradshaw. So, hey, with that, we're going to come up with Jeff M.A. coming up next on the Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. First, we're going to do our round of commercials. Please listen. Please buy from every one of our sponsors. We would appreciate it. Hey, you know who I thought for what? sure would have called in? Who? Gentlemen. Oh, Nash. Yeah. I thought for sure Nash. Yeah, Nash, uh, he has to be busy or tied up in a closet or something because, yeah. yeah, there's no I way. Mean, now I'm kind of worried about him. You know, it's 9-11, yeah. the anniversary yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These colors don't run, Kenny. No, they don't. These colors don't run. Uh, with that, thanks for listening. Uh, see you in about eight minutes.
This is Mark Pellegrino. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, and you're hearing Kenny Watson with the little man's disease and that other idiot. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOSports.com, featuring Kenny Watson and that other guy. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOSports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code M-A-T-T-H-E-S and any order over 100 bucks gets a Mathesize discount. BTOSports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOSports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over $799. Works Connection has been around 22 years, providing top quality protection for your bikes, which includes our quick adjust clutch perches, work stands, and skid plates. We're proud sponsors of the rock star Makita Suzuki, as well as Hardin Huntington, and many other teams competing on the highest level. From Steve Lansom in 1990 to Ryan Dungey in 2011, we've got you covered with top-notch products made right here in the U.S. of A. Check out our website at worksconnection.com. And when you order, enter Pulp MX for a 20% off discount. As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sleeker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Pollen, Travis Pastrana, Davey Millsaps, and 2008 MX1 World Champ, David Philipparts. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at agv.com. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything. From your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. 
Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. The result of design experience at Factory Rider Feedback. Fly racing helmets, racewear, and protective products continue to push the boundaries of innovation and technology, fit, function, and finish. Worn and endorsed by pros Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, and Team BTO Sports BBMX riders Michael Byrne and Jason Thomas, Fly Racing designs products for the serious racer and rider. The difference is in the details. For more information, visit flyracing.com to view its entire range of exciting products or follow Fly Racing on Facebook and Twitter. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The next time you need to get your bike dialed, think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago, and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learned from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. If you live your life loud, then Kicker audio components are for you. Kicker has been behind the sport of Supercross and Motocross for a long time now and is a personal sponsor of some of the biggest names the sport has ever seen. Names like Jeremy McGrath, Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed, and others rely on Kicker for all of their needs. Kicker's been around a long time and is known to bring their best into each and every product they make. Whether it's speakers, amplifiers, subwoofers, or any other product, we have you covered. Check us out on the web at kicker.com and remember, live it loud. Race fans, Live Fast presents round two of the Nuclear Fallout Series. The Live Fast Cup, fueled by Monster Energy, taking place September 23rd through 25th at the Exit 28 Motorsports Park, just east of Reno, Nevada. Come watch the country's top pros as they duke it out for a $20,000 pro purse. Amateur races all three days. Best whip contest along with the bikini contest and a dash for cash. Hurry down to your northern Nevada Walmart for free ticket vouchers by stocking up on these participating products while supplies last. Monster Energy, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, Barefoot Wines, Budweiser, and Muscle Milk. All details at livefast.com. That's L-I-V-Fast.com. Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Michael Essie, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Hi, this is Michael Essie, factory Red Bull KTM rider. I depend on Freegun to keep my junk clean, and so should you. 
Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and ex-game star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun. Get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Welcome back. Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Hey, coming at you. Coming at you. Hey, David Bailey, if you're listening, dude, if you're listening, David Bailey, call Mathis back, bro. <laughs> Another hater that doesn't like Steve Mathis. David, Not please true. call Steve. Hey, coming up next on the show, it's Van Halen over and over and over again. What a song. What an album. What an incredible album. 1986, 5150, coming at you. Uh, that was Damon Bradshaw, uh, JGR, MX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Worth Connection, Vivint, Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, Free Gun, Kicker. They're all on board. BTOsports.com. Thank you. Uh, Xcode 2011 saves you 30% on goggles. So uh, you can check them out on the web. Um, also, uh, 20% off Works Connection order if you type in PulpMX on their website. You can save 20% on a Works Connection order. Kenny's team uses Works Connection. So why don't you? Kenny's team, yeah, the team that uh, Damon was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was funny. Uh, let's go to our next guest on the phone, none other than multi-time AMA national and Supercross champion, Jeff Emig. Emig, what's up? All right, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank, yeah, Thank bro. you, buddy. Thanks, yeah, bro. Thanks for coming on. Um, hey, before we get too far into this, give us your best Damon Bradshaw story. He was just on. I'm not going to tell you my best one, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, man, the best Bradshaw story. Well, I mean, everybody, I don't know if everybody knows that that's where the the term Huckabuck came from, but we were at, uh, we were at the Yamaha test track one day, and um, can I cuss on this show? Because yes. yeah. I got to for, uh, for the um, historical accuracy. Uh, of the comment, but so we're out at the test track one day and we're trying to skim the whoops. Uh, I mean, he was on a 250 and, right. and, uh, they're doing the suspension testing and he comes in and he's like, man, the fucking thing just won't work, man. This and that fucking thing's huckabucking. <laughs> and John R who was our suspension guy at the time and Keith and Bob and Butler and Lunas and everybody, Doug Dubach, Randy Lawrence, we're all looking at each other like, what did you just say? Like, <laughs> can you define what a huckabuck is for us? So that's, yeah. That was, that was the story. a good one. I know when I had him on the uh, podcast, full-length podcast, he told me the only teammate he ever liked was Dubok. So I believe, uh, Fro, that means that he wasn't a fan of yours when <laughs> he was racing you. Nah, his, his phone must have cut out for a second. Because <laughs> I'm sure he would have said Dubok and Emig. And Emig, yeah, exactly. Um, hey, Jeff, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Paula National just wrapped up. What an epic season I was thinking to myself today when I was writing a column, uh, a Supercross and outdoors. I mean, and you were there to call everything. And uh, 
Wow, what a what a season, man! You just never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I was there for every lap, wasn't I? Yeah. I mean, I was I was physically there for every lap, I guess. Yeah, I, I see. Um, I, I missed uh, I missed St. Louis, so I can't make the same claim. But St. Louis, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis man, I don't even remember St. Louis. Yeah, I don't I even know. who I won this year. What was St. Louis? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Dude, I don't even know. Uh, I'm thinking St. Louis a couple years ago. I remember. Yeah, uh, that was when the little uh, Poto broke his leg, but or '96 when the streak stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what do you think of the outdoors itself? Uh, Ryan Villapoto came through. I thought he'd be much more careful than what he was. But, hey. You mean on the final race? or Yeah, or there yeah. The end? in the first moto, just in the whole day at Paula. I was like, wow, mm. RV's, uh, RV's getting after it. Yeah, there, there definitely were some times that, uh, especially when he landed off that big double and his hand came off. Uh, I, I mean, that yeah. did just ended it right there. Uh, but... As a racer, the 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 safest way that you're going to ride is when you're completely in the moment and you're in the zone and you're engaged. And why not just just go for it? You know, go for the jugular. Just, I mean, who knows what's going to happen the second moto? What if he had laid up and got a fifth or whatever, you know, fourth, yeah. third, and then the second moto, you know, shit happens and he needs more points. You know, you put the hammer down. You know, it's like Bill Belichick, man. You're just you're just throttling away. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know when some team's going to make a fourth quarter comeback, and you need to put up 42 on the board to win this thing. Just go for it. You know, you got to keep you got to keep the pressure on your competitor. Uh, you know, as long as you feel like you're in your zone and you're not redlining. Yeah. Um, and especially as confident and as I mean, the guy is fantastic right now. And for us, it looked like he was on the ragged edge. But I can tell, I mean, I know there's times where you're riding like that and it may look that way, but that's, you know, as a rider, that's the best way to be. He's probably having a blast out there. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, getting in the guy's heads was when Fro lined up at Troy, Ohio, when it was people were dropping just walking to the starting gate and Fro showed up on the line in black gear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the shift didn't have anything else left in the warehouse. No, <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, believe it or not, um, that jersey w- was the coolest jersey that I had. Now I busted it out a couple years ago or whenever at uh, Unadilla, and the thing is, by today's standards, the thing's like a sweater. Yeah, and it's a thin cotton jersey, but compared to the fabrics and the ventilation, everything that the riders have now. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to hear their shit at all. <laughs> like, right, I was talking to right. Tickle, man, it's been the hottest season of the year. Dude, yeah, yeah wear the sweater I was wearing in 97. Yeah, I've got a, you know what I mean? I've got a Lachine jersey from 94 when he came, came back at number 100, and the cuffs are about six inches long and <laughs> super tight on the wrists and the, the collar yeah, is super they're all, tight. Yeah, they're all knit. Yeah, and, like, yeah so. Um, but give, me, uh, g- give us your biggest surprise in the 450 Nationals this year, be it rider, be it race, uh, biggest surprise uh, of the summer? I think it was Villapoto's pass on Dungey at the, at the Steel City. Steel City, yeah. That was pretty surprising. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, obviously, Reed's crash is a go-to in the highlight reel right. and all of that, but I didn't expect that pass to happen, and, mm-hmm. and it, uh, it was so pivotal. You know, Dungey, like I kept saying, Dungey needed to win the last four. He had to go out, and each step of the way, 
he had to be better. And Dungey really didn't, he didn't make a bad choice. He just made a slight mistake, like a slight delay. Right. And that was very definitive of how Villapoto races and where his confidence was at. Man, one turn to go through traffic, so I can still win this. Yeah. You know, you just never give up. And it was a really, it was uh, it was a big moment. It was a great lesson for all the young racers. And, um, Same. you know, that, Same. it was that was a memorable moment for me. Same question, 250 class. Biggest surprise. Uh, biggest surprise. Yeah, wow. something you didn't expect um, happening. Uh, obviously, Dino was you know one of the favorites going in, along with Rattray, and uh, maybe maybe Baggett's early season. The biggest, yeah. the biggest surprise was that Geico uh, failed to win a race. Right, right. Failed to win a moto or an overall. Their their uh, real slump that they were in. That was I didn't expect that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. I didn't either. Um, you know, and Mitch just rolled. Pro Circuit team just rolled through the summer. Um, hey, I was talking to to RV after the win, and I said, "Hey, how key was that 2012 450 to get on?" And obviously, the results spoke for themselves. And he uh, he gave it a lot of credit. Talked about it. He actually brought your name up into it, Fro, and said, uh, "You know, we knew what the bike was doing." Um, from what the Japanese guys and Jeff Emig was telling us. So, um, uh, and obviously you have close ties with Kawasaki, but what do you think of that bike? And what do you think of, the, of them team switching to it and that the obvious uh, improvement that happened? Huh. Yeah, I mean, the, all of the uh, vignettes and the TV commercials, all we did, I mean, that was directed towards the, consum- towards the yeah. consumer. Little did I know that it was... <laughs> That it would go the other way and make Filippoto and Weimer want to ride it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that no, tells you right there, Frank. The bike is awesome. I mean, you know, every now and then, you know, every decade or so, you get on a bike where they just seem to to hit it right. I personally feel that the thing is awesome. Um, that's why it was great to do uh, all of the video stuff that we did. Yeah. Um, because, I, I mean, you're, you know, you guys are seeing – a little bit of what we did, you know, yeah. because there's so much other footage on the, you know, on the cutting room floor. Uh, but I mean, it was in depth and they said, look, we're going to, we're going to show everyone exactly. And it was like, here's last year's, this is this year's, yeah. here's what we didn't like about it. Here's what we did differently. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that stuff that we filmed, but, but, um, you know, but, um, nobody has even seen. And so for the consumer, this really is a type of bike that they can jump right on and feel pretty good about it. You know, uh, and uh, that that doesn't happen too often. I mean, uh, for you, you know, like in my career, I can really only recall the '98 uh, KX250 being of that. Uh, you know, to have that sort of uh, yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, that sort know? of impact to to it. Um, if you have a question, well, it was the '78 RM50. No, <laughs> uh, that thing was a rocket ship. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you got a question for Jeff Emig uh, on the Pulp Mech Show. Um, actually, we, we did get a tweet that said, you were not at every lap of every race. You were not at the first two laps at Southwick. <laughs> so uh, you were you We heard it. We didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, which, Wygant gets a kick out of to this day when people uh, get on him about that. But other than that. That, that was all Wygant's call. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, um, hey, when that went down, we just looked at each other and rolled our eyes like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Right, what could you so, do, right? Yeah. It was a lot like that, uh, like that power outage they had out here in Southern California last week, uh-huh. where there was like a series of, of you know, um, you know, um, uh, mistakes that went wrong, and it's mm-hmm. like, and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, rather yeah. forgettable. Um, hey, what do you think of the? Uh, we're second. We're two years into Paula now. Uh, thoughts on uh, going to Paula? Thoughts on the track facility? All that? Uh, what, what's your, what? What are you thinking? I was obviously a little bit skeptical when when the deal was first signed, mm-hmm. like most local people were, because you're going, okay, here's this, you know, average sort of track on the side of a mountain. Um, but they have blown me away at the amount of effort that, that they put into it. And it's even great because I look at it like, and this is given the, the individuals that own and run the track are so motivated. You go out there on a Saturday and every track is loaded. There's people set up with vending areas and, yeah. and I mean, it's mega. That's great for the sport, you know, yeah. because this last housing boom took up a lot of the free riding land that we have. Mm-hmm. So the more tracks that we can get open, the more tracks that are big tracks like that, uh, the better it is for the industry. Yeah, I uh, I wish the sightlines were a little better for like a viewer like myself, like a guy who just covers the races. But other than that, I think I think it's been a success. I, I, obviously, the crowds have been huge, you know. And um, uh, sure, Glen Helen Hills are nice, but this uh, I like the track. I like the way it goes. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I think that the, that the hills that they have there um, are actually uh, actually pretty cool. I mean, that Lucas Oil jump, that big you know right handed uh, tabletop up there by the DC area. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, no. You know? it's, it seems pretty good. Um, so, Motocross the Nations this weekend, I guess you're going. I am not going. Oh, you're not? not a, no, no, not as, the moment. As, as of right now, no. Oh, the word so, on the street was that you were going. So, that was a brief. Yeah. Well, hey, we did that podcast uh, um, last week or whatever uh, about the Motocross the Nations. So, I, I know some people heard this already, but can you talk about that event and, and what it means to you? I mean, you, you – uh, you certainly were there for the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. Yeah, um, after we did that show, I listened to the uh, Jeff Ward segment, oh, yeah. and that was awesome. I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, I used to have Cinesolo gear, and I wanted the all white stuff with the blue letters and the like, you know, right, the right. whole Jeff Ward kit, you know. So uh, for me, you know, little kid in a candy store listening to all that, and you know, he had a pretty incredible run seven and uh, yeah. at the Motocross of Nations, yeah. Yeah, so but the event the event means a lot to you. Sure it does. Yeah, yeah it's um it even does now. And I and, I, and that's why I'm uh you know I was trying to get some stuff going to uh get over there and do uh-huh. some work and to be a part of the event. Uh it doesn't look like that it's going to happen, but yeah, there's another race going by that you know, another motocross of nations that I'm not going to be at and yeah. and so there's um it's a, you know, it's a real special event and uh um, you know, um, I haven't been in a few years even, so kind of bumming me out. I was really look, yeah. looking forward to going, going to France and uh, checking that race out. Yeah, you got Because I think that there's going to be a lot of big stories. I think, you know, that, that I think that you're going to see at least one moto by, um, you know, by, you know, by, um, by, um, uh, Porcel. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Um, is he racing? I think that you're going to, uh, I believe he is, right? Well, you should be writing for France if he's not. You know what? Honestly, is he not writing. Well, they there's. I read today that Mikel Pichon is going to fill in now. What? <laughs> Purcell had, was on the record as saying if he didn't get selected, he didn't want to go. Selected the first time, but Jeez, I don't know if it's true. Or not. At the door, I don't know dude. if that's I guess, true. I guess I just made an assumption, right? I did too. Um, I, I can't believe what I read. I don't know if what I read today was exactly the truth, but um, MX Large is reporting that Pichon is filling in. 
So, hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, anyways, okay. Uh, so that helps the U.S., no doubt about it. Um, hey, uh, uh, Monster Energy Cup, you, uh, you excited about it? You looking forward to it? I think it's going to be a cool race. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, uh, I believe that it's going to be, um, you know, Monster Energy and everyone at Fell, they're putting a huge effort into it. I know on the TV side, we've got a full night of live racing, you know, three, three and a half hours, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, on speed. And so we're going to take the same crew, you know, the whole uh, TV package with Ralph, Aaron, myself, and Mondo and Manhart and everyone uh, involved and, and uh, cover the racing. And it should be interesting. You know, it needed to be something different than what it was being, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the um, uh, U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, that formula really wasn't working. So Fell took a step back. Uh, they got some great ideas together. Um, obviously, guys like Bruce and everybody uh, at Monster Energy um, decided what was best for them. And I think that it's going to be really good for the sport because, you know, Monster puts su- such a huge effort into uh, the Supercross program. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, Kenny, you got to see Fro at the, the Nationals. Just can't go more than five feet. Pictures, autographs. People still Dude, remember. Last week was crazy. People still remember the Fro, no doubt. Dude, he's, a, he's a freaking on TV every week. He's a good-looking <laughs> dude. Of course he's going to get. Take a picture with this guy, and the kid's like, who is it? Yeah. Fro's, Fro's <laughs> always been that guy. Do you just remember when he had the tour bus? Dude, I used to go with Dixon on the bus. Oh, yeah. Dude, it'd be like NSYNC was in the bus. Dude, they'd be lined up outside the bus. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, man. Look at all those people out there. They yeah. want this guy's autograph? Let's not forget Fro was responsible yeah. for you know titles and, and Supercross wins and outdoor wins, Motocross Nations wins. But he also was a pioneer in the bringing the bus. He is the first guy to bring. the, And he didn't have a motor on him. He, no, he had he, a legit bus. Yes, yes. And, uh, no, 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 no. It's a coach, a yeah. motor coach. Yeah, that was not a motor coach. I had a good time. Not an RV. Uh, you had a, you had it covered because you had Dixon driving it, and then Grice was always in that thing. And then during the like, I remember me and Dixon. I stayed back on the what road. What happened to Grice? John Grice. John Grice. He working at Smith still? No, no. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. He's an awesome guy, man. They were, we, had, we had such a good combination of uh, people around. Um, it, 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 it was functional. It did have a bit of fashion to it, you know, so it was a little fashionable for function, but as we've seen now, how important it is for the riders to have their, their place to get away, and especially at a national, it's really important. Shower, you know, get in there, clean up, get some food. You've got your family, everybody, things like that. And that's the thing, too, is that these race trucks, you know, you look at the Geico rig. I mean, how many people are in that truck? Yeah. It's chaos. As a rider, it drove me freaking nuts. You know what the red like thing about? I go about? over there and I look at that situation. No way. No way, man. I, there's no way that I can perform with all those people around. You know, that's funny you, know, you say a, That's funny you say that because I never thought of that. But another legendary rider, Jeff Stanton, brought that exact same point up two weeks ago on a podcast I did with him. He brought that same thing up. He was like, look at all those people there. And I was like, wow. So, you, know what's, you know what's crazy? I, think I feel that it's the responsibility of the rider that if you've got parents there and, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff going on, right, and you're going to, you know, you see them in there and the moms are cooking and you've got different people, people everywhere, you know, but, I mean, you know, uh, you know the, um, uh, you know, the um, uh, pro circuit truck is pretty busy too. Yeah. You know, 
But for me, I could have never, I could have never been like that. So I needed to get away. I want to listen to my music. I want to eat my food. I want to kick my feet up. I want to have the air conditioner going. I want to take a shower. And also what it did for me at the Nationals was that instead of the race being over, uh, you know, especially back in the box band days, but race being over, all you want to do is get in a rental car, get the hell out of there, get back to the hotel and shower, or get to the airport. Right. Once we had the rig, Dixon's barbecuing, we got some Coors Lights on ice, you know, <laughs> got some Zeppelin in playing. The electric, you know, in the electric uh, cooler that that thing had. Um, we got some music going, everyone's hanging out, we're signing autographs, we're visiting with the fans. So I found that I, I wanted to be much more engaged in the whole event right. because of it. Well, this is what my my no. theory with the bus was. I was pumped because we would leave the race, me and Dixon one summer, and after every race, we would fi- we'd hook up with the Warp Tour. And oh, we would pull I know. In. You guys killed it. We would pull in in this freaking tour bus, and they would say, what band are you? And we would say, we're the Fro. And they were like, what band's that? I'm all, we're the band. The band. They're all, what right. band? I'm like, parking this, way. this yeah, is the band. Path, you just pull in. But the rad thing is, the tour would be over. And all the, like, they would tear down the concert, they would do everything, and we would be in this huge parking lot with buses all around. Well, they all had to be somewhere, like, they were leaving like, on a Thursday when we had to go to the race. Me and Dixon would wake up in a parking lot, and there'd be nothing around us but just beer cans and everything from this concert, and we'd wake up, and we'd be the only bus in the parking lot. <laughs> it was I'm awesome. Not, man, I'm, I don't know, I, I can't tell you how happy that is. That makes me that you enjoyed that that much, and hey, I got I, the fun. I never the bill for all the fuel. Yeah, I never. Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. know if I've. I don't know if I've ever told you, but thank you. You know, uh, <laughs> you know the the, the infamous uh, shift racing ad with the girls in a hot tub with Fro after he won the title at no, MGM. I never, I never seen that. Never seen that ad in the no. magazine. No. Somehow. Well, that was the Racer X version, and then the limousine was the uh, was the um, uh, motocross action version. The, yeah. There were two different championship ads. I, right? I was uh, the, the hot tub version somehow, and I didn't know you, and I was pretty much a loser like now. I got invited up to that suite for that photo shoot, me and my buddy Jason Fournette, another Canadian I've never guy. seen that. And we were standing right there when all those photos were being taken. I remember thinking, this is awesome. Like, Phil was up there, and, and Buddy was up there, and, and I was just like, yeah, there's a – hey, Kenny just brought that up on his phone. Hey. Good job, Kenny. Yeah, you like that? That was awesome. I, I just want to... Hey, Fro, I was at little... Fox the other day, dude, and I seen it, and I'm like, dude, that is bitching. And I looked at it. It has Michelle, Lonnie, Jennifer, Monica, and is that Hot Rod in the back pouring the champagne? No, it should be uh, Michelle, a different Michelle. No, no. Oh, two Michelles were in there? Not Michelle, no. not Michelle um, Stevens, the other one. Uh... Dude, that was awesome. That's I told, hey, I was at Fox, and I said, you guys need to do another one of these and do it with Hanson. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would go over well. Yeah, it would be uh, awesome. Steve mm. would have it hanging up in his, his deal. No, I, I, I'm just saying that would be awesome. Uh, Nash, you there? You got a call? You got a question for uh, Nash, Jeff? where have you been all night? Dude, I was at a meeting. I just got in late. I was getting ready to go to bed. I started calling to see did what the you, hell was going on. Did you miss, you, miss the, you missed our last guest, right? Yeah, who was it? You're gonna you're gonna hang yourself, dude. On <laughs> oh, you're gonna hang yourself. But we got Fro on the line. So who was the guest that I missed? Beast from the East. Ah, a major setback. But you got <laughs> Fro. You got Fro. Dude, I got good questions for Fro. Let's Jeff, go. How are you? Spit him out. No, no, no. You only had a one at a one question uh, limit. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a good I got a good single question for you. When you guys used to show up at the Raceway Park and do the Race of Champions. Would you guys be up all night 
and if somebody whole shotted you, would you guys be like, okay, I'll let the guy lead for a while, and now I'm just going to pull the trigger and smoke him down? No, man, those local guys had it wired. But it's not to say that we weren't up all night, but the local <laughs> guys were really good. And that track gets rough as shit, man. And the problem is, is that you're usually racing your teammate, too. So even if the local guys are good for, you know, the first half of the race, you still got your teammate for the, for the second half. Mm-hmm. And I know me being like, you know, the number one guy and all this sort of stuff, you, you know, you had to get it done. But we'd get there early, you know, two or, two or three days early and do the city and go to Broadway shows and Delilah's, and all Delilah's that stuff. Den. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, t- uh, you know, tomorrow morning, got to get up and race. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Okay. I remember uh, as a Canadian, it was, I was very excited when JSR was beating you for most of the race. Until he separated his shoulder. Very exciting time. But that one, that one was, uh, yeah, that was a bit of uh, diplomacy there, letting him have some laps out front. Yes, so exactly. It, he, it, he it did, uh, to help out Canada. <laughs> no, no he's, he's awesome, man. That guy was fast then. And, and there, there is pressure you know, on you. Track was really fun, but, man, that track got rough. I don't care what anybody <laughs> said. Hey, you know what that JSR track. has on all of us? That his mom sunbathes nude, and she's not afraid to pull her top off at our house. No matter who's there. Who is uh, that, Kenny? JSR. Oh, John Sebastian awesome. Wall. He's, you know, French, French awesome. Canadian. The, the mom gets naked. It's awesome. Well, just a top off. Just a, oh, just a top off. It is a little creepy when you're staying at his house. Yeah, and then yeah. his mom has, like, these, these pepperoni nipples. You're like, whoa, put that top back on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Nash, you got any other questions? For Fro, we'll let you ask one more. I guess not. Um, no. Hey, you probably answered this a million times, but that Steel City day where you really dug it out hard, were you able to, like, just shake the jitters and hammer it, or were you, like, just psyching yourself up and be like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I was supposed to do a, a classic commentary with Mathis there last week, but he uh, but he dropped the ball on me. Oh, great. So, Thanks. Thanks. We'll get, we'll get it done, though. We'll get it we done. Will. That, uh Hey, that was a big day for me, and I mean, I'm just interested to hear what what you guys think of it. You know, like what was it like? Um, you know what? For me, my I watched the race in getting ready to hook up with you to do that commentary. I thought that you whole shot both motos and ran away with it, but no, McGrath got by you in the first moto, and I was I couldn't I didn't remember that. Not only did you have a clutch ride, but you stuck it back in on McGrath and motored away. So well, I had to. I know, but, but I forgot the that thing part. that nobody knows. The one thing that nobody knows, you got to ask Jaybone about this sometime. Is you know how it used to be the pro section, right? The grass yeah. section where the big double is. Well, that used to come down, you know, off that drop off, and then make that off camber right hand turn. Well, it used to go from dirt into grass, and in the second practice, beginning of the second practice, I jump in behind MC. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I'm gonna get after it. Well, I go through that rut right behind him, and you make that right-hander come out of this big, long rut. Front wheel comes up, keeps coming up. I loop the bike out, pitch it away, <laughs> tear off the rear fender. And, I'm, and I get up, and I'm on, like, all fours, right? Yeah. And I look up, and I see the bike, and I look to my right, and there's, you know, thousands of fans right there on the fence. Yeah. It was like one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> In the morning practice. <laughs> and I get up and I and I and I see the bike and the fender's gone and I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. I gotta ride this thing all the way back across the track with no rear fender. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Jay Bone and Turner and everybody are on the radios like, what was that? You know? Right. So I get back to the truck and I tell Jay Bone, I said, look, dude, the throttle stuck on this thing. You need to fix it. I don't know what happened, but the throttle stuck on me. <laughs> so he changes the housing, the tube, the cable, the carburetor, everything. And then after the day was done, he said that I, and he tells me this. He says, we were in the truck. He says, I came up and said, hey, look, throttle didn't really stick this morning. I just yeah. I made a mistake and I was, you know. But I made him go through like an hour's worth of stuff. Everyone's freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those moments where it, it kind of broke the ice. And um, well, I was glad you, know, you went. I, I was glad you went for I mean, because I was with Dixon, and he said, "Well, it's either going to be champagne after the second moto, or it's going to be beers." Yeah, you know, champagne. Yeah. It, it was, you know, that that uh, one of the you know when I try to analyze this stuff for future use as far as broadcast or writing or whatever I do mm -hmm. is, you know, one thing is that the only other time that I'd won a title was in 92. And that was a similar situation where it was final day, got to win both motos to win the title. If me and LaRocco tie in points, if we split motos, I mean, he's going to win by a point. And so I had that experience of knowing that it wasn't over till it was over. Mm -hmm. That it can happen. Right. To keep your you, you know keep the race face on, stay in the moment, right? Stay engaged and not give up. Well, when you look back on it, you, I mean, you know, and I can't speak for Jeremy in any way, but you but you kind of look at it and you're going, he coasted into just about every title that he had ever had because he was so good yeah. throughout mm. the beginning and mm. middle of the championship. He would wrap up championships a race or two from the end. Good point. You're right. You know, he always had like a race lead or, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, I, you know, maybe that was, I, I mean, I don't know. But, you, you know, the other thing about that is that a lot of people don't remember is that it was three races from the end was Millville where, where a Jeremy crashed on Friday practice, mm -hmm. um, got hurt, um, and then I won both motors that day. So I had 50 points. Boom. Um, that was big. And, but then mm -hmm. the next race, I believe, was Binghamton, and Jeremy came back and won both motos. Yep. And so, you know, every now and then you get, you know, some of these, uh, you know, some of the fans that aren't particularly on my side, you know, <laughs> and they're MC fans, like, oh, you wouldn't have won that, you know, had it not been for Jeremy. Like, well, he came back and won both motos. So yeah. the way I look at it is we were both pretty square. And yep. so it came uh down to the final day. And I mean, that me, was a, that was legit. It wasn't legit when you came back. No, no, no. I said that rod. You like? Oh no, no. I said that rod at Steel City was totally legit, and you won that thing fair and square, straight up. Hey, were you there? Yeah, I mean, I was not there. No. Okay. But I mean, but that was one of the. You look at all the factors of okay, what ex, what experience helped me in that situation. And it felt a lot like an amateur national where it's like main event day, you know, the final day and like the runoff, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of where I was at. Just, I just kind of stayed in it. And, um, you know, you look at that first moto, I knew that I needed to start. He passed me on the first lap. And I remember specifically going, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> and just literally going around the outside off that single. And it was super rutted afterwards. 
Now they go straight down and make a right over that uh, rhythm section. Mm -hmm. But we made a left-handed sweeper. And I remember coming around the outside and just completely bonsaiing it. Just all or nothing. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks, Nash. And, um, and that's the point that I felt at that moment that I had, uh, you know, in this tug of war that is the championship, mm -hmm. that, that moment to me is when I look back on it is when I felt that, okay, I had that final tug. And okay, this is mine. And then the whole rest of the day, I just had to execute it and stay in front, and I did. And so. you did. Thanks, Nash. Hey, thanks, Emmy. Appreciate it. See you guys. All yep. right. Next call. call. Next call. Oh, by the way, when I was making fun of Tits for getting the name wrong uh, during the Damon Bradshaw segment, it was in fact Tits had it right. It was my fault. Sorry, Tits. Uh, Mark, you there? <sighs> yeah, Mark. This is Mark in Canapolis. Um, I just wanted to ask you about you know Dean Wilson and the you know. Uh, the other Dungy, the guy that won, you know, it's uh, it's practice makes perfect, right? Practice, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, specific, you know, practice that you're advancing and working on your skills, that's, that's a lot of it. But in motocross and supercross, it's all about confidence. You look at Dean Wilson, who wasn't sure that he could win earlier. He, he wasn't convinced that he could win. Now that he can, he's convinced of that, it's like, look, he goes out and executes it, no problem. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm guessing all that comes to seat time, right? Yeah, but it's not. It's not like the guy with the most hours of seat time wins. It's yeah, the guy yeah. Because, I was just you I know, know calling it. I thought that you know Dean Wilson, you know, did it all. He was you know fast as hell uh, through through power or on the racetrack at power. You know, I was just going to give a shout out to all those Charlotte area riders. You know. I run a uh, practice track uh, right outside of Annapolis. You can go to ccmx.com to reach us, man. Uh, hey, no plugs, know, dude. No plugs. no plugs. Yeah. No plugs. No plugs. No plugs. All right. No, no. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you definitely need to practice, and you have to practice, uh, you, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, um, uh, specific things and to try to, get, you know, make yourself better. So and those guys have been doing it. Uh, they've got thousands of hours of that in throughout their career, so that's why they're oh, yeah, the best. And that, that's the thing, man. Like, like I say, you know, there is not a track anywhere around Charlotte. You know, it's an hour to get there, and I'm 15 minutes. And you know, people all right, well, I, back to my track. Next anytime, time I'm back man. there. All right, thanks, yeah, Mark. Next time we're back there, we'll yeah. get the yeah. free uh, free gate fee, right? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, <laughs> Mark was really using the show for for the for the track. Dude, I, he was I, using us. It. That's bullshit, Fro. Hey, Fro, what do you think of the Baggett Wilson thing? Um, any any reason for for Blake to be upset? Uh, uh, what thoughts on that? Well, you got to understand, yeah. Baggett Baggett is Fro's guy, Richie Canyon or fucking Riverside guy, Riverside. neighbor. No, Grand neighbor. Terrace, man, Orangewood, Grand Terrace. Orangewood Court, Grand Terrace. We were neighbors, and I I didn't even realize that they were um, uh, Tom and Leanne uh, lived there when I lived there, so. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Sixty-three. Are you you mean you mean about the final uh, the first moto at yeah, Pala? Or yeah, the, the no, season? yeah, the first moto at Pala. Uh, you know, a little bit of controversy there. Blake wasn't happy with uh, what what happened. That's a new record. He certainly he certainly had a, a bit of a tone during his first he, moto. Yes, he did. Yes, uh, he interview did. with Aaron and seemed a little excessive. I mean, I watched it after the race too. Um. You know, Dean definitely, he, you know, he scrubbed that thing. And, and, and to Blake, it probably looked like he went under him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. To me, it, 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 you know, it didn't look that close where it's like he took his front wheel out and 
quote, you know, was trying to kill him, but hey, I'm not on the bike. Right. Um, you know, he had the opportunity to come back it up and take the win, and he didn't do it. And that's, I think that he should be more disappointed uh, at the overall season and that, you know, there was a lot of positives for him. It right. was a, a ton. He had some races where he just killed everybody. Well, that's not the right um, words to use, sure. but he just dominated. Right. Um, you know, but. Um, uh, question for uh, Jeff M.A. from Premix. Premix, what's up? Uh, not much. Hey, I've got a million picks of uh, Fro from uh, way back in his 80 days at Tonka and uh, and Loretta Lynn, stuff like that. But, hey, I've got a, uh, a stump the tits question that only Watson and Fro will know the answer to, I bet you. All right, can, can I submit it? Yeah, let's hear it. He's on the phone. He don't, okay. He's not listening. Okay. Well, basically, um, here's, here's what it is. Um, in 93 especially, uh, MC and Fro ran a sticker on the top of their helmet. Uh, it was round and Jeff Grafton with the letters JG on it. Jeff Grafton. Yep. And only Fro, only Fro and you, Watson, would know that. So I, I think that. a tits will never know that. So you should put that up there for, for yeah. the stump the tits. You would I know guess. that. I know that. I know. How that. do you know Grafton? I just, I just, uh, I just know me? he's a promising racer. No, and, no, no. I've known, I've known Jeff Grafton since shit since he was like six, seven years old. No, no, I was talking to Steve. I yeah, was talking no, to Steve. Uh, I was around then. I knew that story. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, didn't know Jeff, but yeah. Uh, okay, okay, sorry. I, I didn't think just you two had it, though. I thought a few guys did. Factory no, Trail. I think a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people, a yeah. lot of people, they were like walking through and just giving them to everybody that right. knew him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even if people didn't know him, they still ran him because that was, that was a good dude right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his dad is a good dude too. Premix, you said you had a killer question. That was not a killer question. I thought it was premix. Okay. No, but there's uh, but there's an interesting story to that too. You know, we uh, we were all down in Palm Springs for like during the week, right? And we had all came, Budman, Grafton, Billy Feltz, you know, probably Wiggins, some of the other guys, and we come back from Palm Springs on like a Friday morning, and um, it's like, hey, let's go out to uh, Martinez and. Um, Budman was going down with Jeff and, uh, Mark Carter and Wilson and all these other guys, that whole, uh, San Diego, you know, um, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, uh, the El Cajon group and, uh, me and Feltz were, were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. And I remember Grafton going, you guys aren't going to go. You guys, are, you guys aren't going to show, you, you know, like just kind of calling us out mm-hmm. literally as he's leaving my house, walking out the front door, you guys won't show. You guys are lame. You guys want to show, no, 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 man, we're coming down. We're coming down. We're coming down. Well, we didn't go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we decided to go up to uh, Castillo's Ranch and ride instead. So we went up that night up to the ranch. And then we got the call the next day when we were coming back from the ranch um, after riding on Saturday that uh, Jeff had passed away. And so, wow, so it was a pretty heavy yeah. moment because, you know, we had all spent a lot of time together, you know, right around then. And so right. it, was a, it was a tough thing uh, for Buddy because, you know, uh, Grafton and Buddy Antonez were really, really tight. And Buddy was right there, you know, the whole deal. And so right, right. it was gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I used to see uh, uh, Jeff and, and Budman down there all the time. You know, they were always hanging out together anytime Buddy came down to, down to El Cajon. All right, Premix. Well, Thanks for calling in, bud. Yep, see ya. Uh, Emma, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Always a good time. Always good. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I I, I was going to say something about ShiftMX.com and new gear and Mon V and, 
you know, my Mona V slash Emig, but I guess we're not allowed to. Shift, shift is coming back. Big. Right, shift is coming back. Yeah, I mean, coming back. We are back. Well, okay, yeah. They, Come on, they, you guys came. You you came back with hard, and I love well, the stuff. I I, I really like the Reedy's uh, uh, Vegas gear, and um, uh, looks like you guys are adding a new team to your stable next year. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Be good. Has that been announced? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, there's Kenny, a lot of good stuff Kenny, happening. We got a great product. You know what's what's fun is that uh, you know as I go. You know, shift is back. Well, they never really had left, but there certainly is a big effort now. Mm -hmm. And we've got a new logo, um, a new effort that's involved, um, a whole new plan for what's happening. You know, I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to see some of the mini bike races and the, um, you know, the uh, ride club that we're doing. You know, we're just kind of scratching the surface with that right now. Um, So just a lot of great stuff involved. And it's when you have somebody like Chad Reed, instantly kicking the thing off mm-hmm. um it's like wow everyone gets motivated um and then of course at the x games we had you know uh carrying a bunch of guys um you know in the gear again and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like okay there's this, this you know there's this momentum that uh momentum happening right now and you know it's allowing us to do a lot of fun stuff and a lot of great stuff planned in, you know in the future. So I, uh, I always thought, and I and I said it back then. Yeah, you talk about shift. You guys never did leave. And, and one of the things I always loved was the factory connection gear that I think Grant wore the year that Josh Grant wore for them. Man, I loved that stuff. It was so clean and and nice colors. And but like again, like for some reason it didn't catch on. And, and maybe. Maybe because you didn't have a Chad Reed or something, but this stuff's always looked good, except for, bro. I don't know who was whose job it was to just to do, do do the skulls, the giant skulls on the front. But um, yeah. We'll hey, trial and error. You know, you're trying to uh, make some products. I think that we've got the right formula, the right people in place now. Um, I certainly am excited about it. You know, uh, when I first the first gear that came in, the first of this you know, kind of new shift was the Reed gear. And some people on uh, Twitter were like, oh, I can't believe you're wearing Chad Reed's gear. Yeah. He should be wearing your gear. And it's like, hey, I'm proud to wear it, man. Right, right. That's awesome. And, you know, so is there a chance that there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, some image, uh, replica gear? I'd say so. And oh. then Reed said, hey, straight away, when they do the image replica gear, I'll be proud to wear his stuff too. So yeah, The camo. You know, so camo. White camo. Mutual respect. Yeah. White camel shit Black, stuff. dude. Black. Don't worry. We got so much stuff right. happening for next season. We're going to blow everybody away. It's yeah. awesome. I, I'm, you know, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think, uh, I think stuff looks good and, and good job on it. If, uh, you know, um, for doing everything that you guys have been doing. I think shit, so. I would do anything in my power to be part of that program. You would, huh, That's Kenny? right. Yeah. That's right. Dude. Well, I got some new stuff happening uh, in the works with Fuel TV. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got the Supercross coming up, uh, Monster Energy Cup on speed. Yep. Whole new, uh, hey, all, well, only season of Supercross. But we've, I feel that we have a lot of off-season to get through uh, before we even get to Anaheim 1. So it's like mm-hmm. I feel this is going to be the most entertaining and interesting off-season mm-hmm. that – maybe that we've ever had so last question lots of big names going everywhere you know i know i can't wait to see i know we were talking about some of this stuff earlier in our show it's it's getting interesting last question for you burning building uh flames everywhere two men inside trapped inside only one lives and you have to help him out and it's ralph or wygant who do you rescue from the burning oh, building? that's a fair question who do you rescue from the burning yeah. building bro 
<laughs> Come on. Who do you Dude, rescue? I have the best of both worlds. Seriously. I love it. I love it. I love working with Ralph. I'm going to have dinner with him and his wife. They're out here oh, they're both uh, great a couple people. days from now. They're both great people. Um, I love working with Weege because he's so inside. He's so, you know, motocross. And there's, I, I, you know, I feel what we do is the best of both worlds. So, so who do you they're rescue? Both, that's, uh, like, that's like asking, that's like Fro asking you if your house was on fire, do you rescue five of your dogs or your wife? Pookie, Pookie or the hounds? Uh, which hound? Right. Which hound are we talking see, about? See, you can't answer it either. <laughs> All right, Jeff Remick, thank you for coming Pookie, on the show. Pookie, you got my permission to slap him. Yeah, okay? she, oh, well, she really will. If you tell her, she will. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right, it. slap him now. She's looking, in the nuts. she's looking forward to Paris this weekend. Uh, she's never been to Europe, so I think she's very excited to go. Yeah, um, I wish I was going with you. I know the team's going to do great and uh, that everyone's going to have a good time. It's uh, – going to be a big event so i'll be checking it out on uh what is it mx live tv yeah, i believe something like that oh and by the way one of the fans uh, twittered and said that that pishon thing was a joke and porcel has been announced as as the fill-in so um like i said i wasn't sure about it but it looks like porcel is going to be there for france and they're going to give the usa a run no doubt about it bro thanks for coming on the show buddy oh. i appreciate you uh, getting back to me all right guys thanks Shout me on pull again yep see you see you. yep Jeff Emig, everybody, uh, uh, all-time announcer, all-time great guy, and uh, didn't answer my question, though. You know? Hey, Jeff Emig? I did have somebody – I asked that same question to somebody. Tits, who did I ask that question to? And they answered it greatly. I think it was you. Tedesco or Hanny? And you said you would rescue Hanny because Tedesco's smart enough to figure a way out or something. Yep. That was a very good answer. Of course. So, did you expect anything less from me? Tits, are you awake? Yeah. Dude, you're struggling tonight. I've been watching you. You're I'm struggling. I'm solid, man. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Tits segment now. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. All right, Tits is getting some flack on the internet for these questions. People seem to think that they're all his questions, and he's ignoring all of the fans' questions. Some guy said to me today, uh, how do I submit a question without following Tits? I don't uh, – he can fuck off or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay, Tits. So these are actual questions from actual fans. There's no filter on this. It was in the order that uh, people sent it. All so right, let's go. Let's see what Kenny, what Kenny sucks, and I can do. You have no one to blame but yourself. Right. I love this chest protector. It feels, fits, fits, me, fits me good. <laughs> fits me good. It looks perfect on Solid. you, bro. Thank you. Looks Thank perfect. You. Thank you. You look like you look like David Bailey in the 1986 JTL. Uh, it looks like it was made or for Gogger. you. Or oh, yeah, the Lachine. Yeah. But Lachine was so gnarly, he didn't even wear a chest protector because he said, why do I need a chest protector when I'm out front? I don't know rocks are going to hit me. Yeah, good one. All right, let's go, Tits. What do we got? All right, uh, Spencer Willis last week actually asked how U.S. riders can race for Puerto Rico with the MX designations. Then we go through because this. Because Puerto Rico is a – well, I'm a Canadian. I shouldn't even know this, but – Puerto Rico is a colony of the United States or the U.S. Virgin Islands or something, and therefore you, you get U.S. passports, so then you can do it. You know, back in the day, they had France had a separate entry. Italy had a separate entry to those nations. A few countries had they found some sort of loopholes, and Campus Parker raced for Italy. Billy Lyles raced for Luxembourg inside of Belgium. It's, it's a common – not common, but it's a thing that – that countries can do so. I think you got to hold a racing license in that country. Well, that that's what it back used in the day. But, yeah. but with Puerto Rico, I don't know. I think they just throw it, did throw it in there. I don't. It's think. a colony or a Virgin Island or or it's something. Or they or they have some like Puerto Rican blood in them. 
there is one actual real Puerto Rican rider on the team. Tara Brand. Geiger? No, for real. <laughs> uh, she's Puerto Rican, dude. Tara Geiger is from yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah, she is, though, right? Yeah. She's no, from this Puerto Rico. Is a, this born, is a real guy. She's born there, huh? She's Yeah, she's from Puerto Rico. This I weekend, Jimmy Albertson, Tommy Week, and this Puerto Rican guy are taking on the world. This Puerto Rican guy. Okay. Wait, so that's who's riding for the mm-hmm. Jimmy Albertson who? Tommy Week. Okay, who's that? He's a privateer. Okay. Got like six at Washougal. Number 55. There you go again, acting dumb when you really know the answer. I just love it because I like to get the chat room fired up like I don't know anything. Right. <laughs> hey, I, I wonder who that new team is with, with Shift Gear. I don't know, dude. So whoever they are, they're freaking lucky as hell they to are. be part of that program. They are lucky. Next question. Uh, Cowboy602 wants to know if you have any idea if any writers are talking about retiring this year. They should be. There should be a lot of them if you ask Mark Pellegrino. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that if you're not, if you're not, I mean, Bradshaw said it too. Like, uh, he was totally right about a who, lot of guys. Who, uh, who should retire? Uh, I don't want to say it, but I oh. mean, I like the guy a lot. I don't know, you know. I think he Jeez, might have. A, I was sort of kidding, but you have somebody, dude. I, I don't know. I just think that there's a point in time where you got to say, you know, getting eighths and ninths and tenths is not good when you're up running up front, you know. I know. I mean, I can speak from I can speak for the guys on my team. I know for a fact if Tedesco doesn't have a good year, he'll be, he'll retire next year because he ain't going to go out there to get seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenths. I mean, he needs to be up there, and he knows that he thinks that if he prepares himself ready, he can go in and and do decent. And if he's not going to, if he's getting smoked and he's trying his hardest, uh-huh. and he's not he's not going to go out there and keep riding for you know a few hundred grand every year. It's not worth it to him he, for all the hard work he puts in. Okay. Someday it has to end, right. and he knows that. Okay. Solid. Who all called right. in that you got all mad at? Uh, Sinjin wanted to talk about Jimmy Albertson again. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, we got another super fan with Sinjin. Yeah. Okay, uh, Kurt Copeland asks, or he says, so now with his team gutted and falling down around him, does Goose stay with the sinking Suzuki ship? Uh, tell him to stay tuned. We'll, we'll see what's up. Goose is probably going to Reed's team. Okay. I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, I did. And I wasn't talking about Nick Way retiring either because Nick Way is an ambassador. And that guy, he can do good, and Nick Way still has it. But he hey. he's never been a guy that's made that really super high-end contract for three or four or five years in a row where he's made close to a million dollars. Uh, I, I disagree. You think so? He told me. Never mind. I don't want to tell. Okay, I, maybe I, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, no, Nick, because I, I don't think I Nick think just Nick, told me his what is what he made his best year ever. Yeah. MDK Honda podium supercrosses and podium nationals. Yeah, but I'm talking about for like three, four, five years. Yeah, I don't know. When you make when you make up to a million dollars for those four or five years, and you're and you're making that good money, and then you gotta work your ass off to to ride for. You a really few. think JT should retire? <laughs> Shut up. No. You're an ass. Okay. Hey, is there somebody in the pits, Kenny, besides me, that you think that you know that a lot of people. Just shake their heads at and, mm-hmm. and just like go like yeah. this guy's a douche. Yeah. That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open. That too. But besides that, who? Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, me. Yeah. I, I can tell you for a fact. That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open. I can tell you for a fact next year, there's going to be a lot of those people just shaking their head going, I don't get it. 
I don't get it. Right. How, how these fucking knuckleheads <laughs> put this together. I could promise you there's teams that are going to be going away that spent millions of dollars, and there's teams that are continuing to spend a lot of money that just don't get it. Okay, next, right. next up. Maybe M- Bevo, too. MXSX Planet asks, how much money do you guys estimate a race bike is worth at the gate ready to race? Say Villapoto's KX450 sitting at the gate. 50 grand. You know what? I've, I've been asked this question a whole bunch of times. It's really hard to say because I've always believed, like we used to, at Yamaha, we used to get like pist- pistons, single ring pistons for the 454 stroke. And they'd say, Mathis, this piston is five. <coughs> I'm getting choked up. You all right, dude? I'm just getting really choked up, Kenny. Well, you get a shot of penicillin in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Is that funny? Uh, I mean, I that know. is funny. Thank you, Tiff. I, I always like believe it. that the, the Japanese works companies overcharge for the works parts. It's a way to get the money from America over into Japan without getting taxes. So you're not paying fair value. But, yeah, Piston was $500 and works forks were uh, $30,000 and a shock was <laughs> Tits just hit himself in the head with a phone. <laughs> he just clocked himself in the head with a phone. Hey, stupid. what about what about what about a, a set of foot pegs for oh, twenty thousand dollars? Uncle Jonathan's corn cob pipe. Uh, dummy. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know if you can really say, but if you want to go by what they charge, yeah, uh, what'd you say? I'd say fifty, but probably a hundred if they're yeah. going to do works. Yeah, yeah, hundred hundred thousand dollars, easy, easy. Yeah. So. But you could you could t- you could take a bone stock four fifty off the shelf, like right out of the right out of the showroom floor take it to pc and put 10 grand into the thing and your bike is not maybe going to be as good but you're going to yeah. be pretty freaking you're not close. far off you're going to be pretty freaking close screw though. you denver broncos what's next all right uh matt procell asks if steve had to choose between saving rc or hanny from a towering inferno or eating a bear claw what would you do dude are they serious it's a fucking lame this question. Is just why yeah, it's a, what, a lame this, question. This is what was saying. It matters thing. where the bear claw's from. If <laughs> You're going to get a bear claw next week. If it's babe. from Wenchel's or is yeah. it from the Wally de Volval? Hey, tonight, I might wear nothing else but this chest protector with uh, you. Is that okay? She's very excited. Did you hear Fro? Fro said, uh, did you hear that? Okay, he had your back. Uh, Mosier, what's up? Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, real good, real good. Yeah. Now, now we're stopped being creeped out by your mom. <laughs> hey, easy. She's a nice lady. She's very nice. I felt bad. I'm she, sorry. She's a big fan of the show. She never misses them. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, I feel bad for what happened. We had to move it on, though, dude. We had guests coming on, and we were late on our commercial, and I wasn't quite uh, sure. No, I wasn't quite sure where it was going. Uh, I don't think anybody was. Did she tell you uh, about going to school with Mike Rocco? No. She, she wanted no. us to interview her about you. Is the the vibe I was getting? I didn't, I didn't catch it all. But, Steve was uh, talking about doing a podcast with her. What's the date? Oh boy. <laughs> What's the date you're coming back on Twitter? Thursday, T minus three days. Oh wow! Wow, coming up. Good. Well, yeah. he took off twenty nine yeah. days. Time In flies. honor of Andrew Schwartz' accident. Bitching. <laughs> Kenny, no. did you miss him? Did, uh, did you Did you see Andrew Schwartz this weekend? Yeah, yeah. He's looking looking grizzly. He's got a big beard. Is uh, is he looking good? His yeah. arms look like they were. You no, know, dude, he's got no casts on. He's got a splint on one on his wrist. He's good. Yeah, he's waving a towel. He was he was good. Such a man. You know, for his accident and how gnarly it was when I heard about it, and how gnarly people were saying it was, he he's good. I think he got up pretty pretty lucky. Yeah, I think so. Um, is he signed for next year yet? No. We need to start working on that. 
I think he'll be back at KTM. Yeah, I think he'll go back there. You think so? I think he's going to KTM or Brooks's team. He's going to stay on the 350. I was say. No, had a lot of he will not be, on that he will not be on the 350 next year. <laughs> Mark my words. Who's going to Brooks' team then? Who's left? Uh, Alessi, Porcel, Josh Grant, Josh Grant. I thought Grant was Nico going to Valley. Nah, Grant. That team's going to be a lights team, and I, I think Larry would hire Josh Grant. I really do. Tried to talk to Larry today, but didn't couldn't get through. Imagine that. For that. All right, Moser. Thanks, bud. All right, guys. Have a good night. Uh, say sorry to your mom again, please. Uh, what about that? Say sorry to your mom, please. Say sorry to my mother. Yeah, for cutting her off. Okay, I'll let her know. And see you Thursday. All right, sounds good. Bye. See so you going to Nations. You said Moser, see Thursday? Yeah, when he comes back on Twitter. Oh, okay. O'Rourke. Hey, guys. How are you? What's up, bud? Thanks for the chest protector. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, I hope uh, Watson's enjoying that big number 29 jersey. Yeah, He's got it on right now. I hope Moser doesn't realize that Ivan Tedesco's the OG 29. Yeah, there you go. That's, good. That's a good mm. call right there. I want you to know Mathis has the chest protector on the whole show. He just I told he just told Pookie he just told Pookie that uh, he's gonna wear it tonight and that's all he's gonna go to bed with 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 yeah I'm gonna make sweet love to my <laughs> wife can you, with can you imagine that's an awesome can, mental picture to have can you, yeah <laughs> hey, I'm gonna make sweet love to my wife with nothing but a V500 on that's awesome dude have at <laughs> because you know what the you difference can just, you can just call that Ronnie 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 do you know what the difference is between shame. between a V5000 a V500 and a V1000 nope. do you know the difference Kenny no the 1000 has uh, Covers right here on your arms, on your upper biceps. Is that that one? This? No, that's a V2000. Okay. And then this is a V500. All right, perfect. Thank you. Awesome. What's up, O'Rourke? Hey, I got a question um, about where do either, either you guys go to Red Bar 1995? Uh, yes, I did. I did not. Dude, I, I just watched it on YouTube on the weekend and I saw the fight between. Uh, Jeff DeMint and Amarillo, is that his name? Yeah, Tony Amarillo. Yeah, Tony Amarillo. Steve probably worked for him, too. Dude, no, I didn't. That was, Were they riding for KTMs, cool. yeah. both of them? Yeah, both on KTMs. If you go back and watch that... You know who was working for him? Alan Brown. Alan Brown and, yep. and Paul. And Gloria, yep. Hey, if you go back and watch that, look for the number 35 Honda in the 125 class. That was tuned by me. Who was the rider? Brian Deegan. Oh, the general. I just want to know, like, I mean, that, that sort of makes Wilson's and, and Baggett's incident look pretty sad <laughs> when you see two, two teammates choke-holding each other on the ground in the middle of a moto. Yeah, one, uh, one guy was fired after that weekend, I think, or maybe they both were. <laughs> was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Dement has, honestly, there's a thousand Jeff Dement stories of him being weird and fighting and being... But his hair always looked good. It did, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I also uh, watched Bud's Creek. 2003 Moto One. Ah, uh, what a glorious day! Yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, Moto Two was not so good with the flamethrower. Reed chopped him off off the start. Bad. That was the day they were fighting. If you look, you can see Reed swerve over, cut him off. Timmy goes down the first but, turn. Hey, I tweeted Red Dog, and he told me that he retarded his timing for the second Moto. Yeah, no, I never did anything. Like that. He's flooded the bike so full of gas that when he started it, it was on fire. Oh, dude, it was just a. It was just a. Out and out flamethrower. But Moto 1 was good. Was good. I will admit that was a beating, good day. Beating, beating RC, yes. Good good day. Mm-hmm. It was cool. So, get, um, so Watson's going to hook me up with a, a um, signed Hanson Hart and Hart, Hart and Huntington jersey this, when he comes down to Australia? Uh, of course. If, if, uh, 
were there, you get one. <laughs> that sounded pretty. That sounded pretty, that sounded pretty positive, didn't it? Hey, um, even if yeah, even if whatever happens, yeah, I owe you one, dude. I'll get you one, regardless. From there, or I'm not. If you don't tell me to f off in the meantime, I'll tell you to fuck off right There's now. Guaranteed, Kenny does no. not remember you, or even acknowledge you, or even say anything about you when you meet him in mm. Australia. Probably. I will wear my Paul Pemex shirt, well, and I'll uh, try and get try and get Handy to sign it for you. Yeah, well, that was already tried, and he denied it. So. Yeah. Was that you, O'Rourke, or who was that? No, nah, no, it wasn't me. Or some Aussie, yeah. Uh, guys, Aussie guy came up to him to sign a Pulp Mech shirt last year. He wouldn't sign it. Perfect. Yeah, love it. Understandable. Hey, O'Rourke, uh, your uh, tits is getting even madder at you because you're holding up his news segment. He's fuming. Hey, hey, I think it's a bit of karma. Tits hit himself in the head. He did. With, um, hit himself in the head with a phone. What an idiot. Sure. Hey, O'Rourke, are you married? Do you have a, Do you have a family? Yeah, yeah. All right, I just want to make sure you have a life and you just don't live for this show because <laughs> I was just wondering, man. My, my wife does wonder that time. We are wife and three kids, Kenny, and the, uh, they, yeah, my All wife right. does ask hey, me what, do they, what the do hell's going on with Pop Perfect, perfect. Do the kids speak with an accent, too, like you? No, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, they no. don't, Steve. They have perfect English accents. Mm. Just wondering. All right, thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right, let's finish up the news. You know, tits is fuming. He doesn't like O'Rourke. What? No. They've got into a Twitter fight and they don't, they haven't spoken since. See, he's a screener. He could just blast him off the fucking call. Say he nope. doesn't. To to Tits' credit, he upholds, does the right thing. <laughs> anyway, what? Uh, you're mad at it. You're fighting. You guys don't. No, let's go. I, Come I'm on. Over it. The show's dragging out. I'm shaking out. my go. head that you asked him if. Dude, we almost sat through this two football accent. games. Let's go. Okay. Kenny's getting mad. You know um, what happens then? Mendoza no seventy nines asked. He said. Chad said. I'll be alone again or do something that will blow everyone's mind. What do you think will happen? I don't know. He told that to me after the race. I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. He said, turn the industry upside down. He's such, he an I- he's such an icon. Chad Reed, you're such an icon, bro. Don't know what it means. I, I, love, I honestly think. I, I love that guy, dude. Dude, I could see him on a Honda or on a Yamaha with Rockstar, maybe or maybe not, with a teammate, maybe, maybe not, with Mike Gosler, maybe, maybe not. Let's say if he does hire Goose and he doesn't get another rider, will that actually go through or will he end up saying thanks but no thanks? I think it's a done deal. My source is really good on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thick guy. Really good. Let's okay. just put it like that. Okay. All right. Uh, Blinknack asks, is it possible to go back to a factory team after you've owned your own team, i.e. Bubba? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Sure, when you get tired of writing the checks. Yeah. Okay. Claude Nolan asks uh, for me. A guy to told ask me that last year. A guy told me last year one of the sponsors of Stewart's team. Supercross championship hey. coming season. A guy told me last year <laughs> when Stewart on the team that right before heat race, Stewart was like asking him questions about the team management or about like that next week of testing or something. And the guy's like, "Dude, this is, you got a heat race coming up. Like, you know, like you got to focus on racing." Never mind this other stuff about team ownership. And James was just like, hey, it's my team. I got I to gotta do this kind of stuff. So maybe he wants to get away from that, you know, that responsibility. It's not easy, I'm sure. That's why Osterman's there, and he got team manager of the year. He's an awesome team manager. Team manager of the year. He's awesome. Osterman. He, he earned it. Yep. I think yep. next year, next week he needs to be a, a guest. Uh, well, no show next week. I'm going to Motocross the Nations. Okay. The following week. Following he needs week, to get Ozzy on. on. I'm kind of surprised you didn't try and get him on. I thought Kenny was coming out swinging. A good guest, good show. He did a great job. Mm. I did think he was coming with a little more heavy hitter, a little more heat. You I did, tried. You did yeah. say that 
Everyone we had on had never been on. Before. I know, I know, and I was wrong because okay. the guys I thought I could get for sure, I was going to pull a favor and they were going to do it for me. Would absolutely not do it. Who was that? Two guys that I can't, I can't. I'm not going to re- reveal their names, throw them under the bus, but there are two guys that really do not are not fans of the show. Hmm, interesting. Next question. Okay. Um, Claude Nolan wants your guys' uh, championship picks for the 450 class. For Too early. Year. We don't know who's going where. Too early. I'm not ready to reveal it yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nate McGee wants to know, uh, he says, with Dungey leaving Suzuki, will the rumors of KTM come true? And will we yes. see him riding an orange bike yes. at the Cup? No. Not at the I Cup. I don't think he races the Cup. Kenny? I don't know, but I heard that uh, there might be some truck driver changes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> People are writing in the chat room, Cowie truck driver to LB's team. Oh, yeah, we've been okay. saying that for weeks, ragging on him every every weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, when's Brooks coming? Where are you going? Are you going right there right now, or are you going there next week? Or Yeah, Big B and Brooks go way back. Yeah, but I would think Lauren would uh, Lauren would go with I, yeah, I don't Lawrence's know. guy. Dude, I don't know. Good question. Hey, uh, Small66 asks, why does Kenny hate on Canadians so much? I don't hate Canadians. I just talk shit. I don't hate really anybody, but it's good good radio. Who do you hate? No one. Bob Walker? No. Okay. You were very angry at him one weekend. Yeah, no. I'm hot and cold, dude. It matters if I eat my medicine that day. I guarantee you If I eat my medicine, if I eat my Ritalin, I'm cool. I guarantee you sometimes you hated me, for sure. Recently. True. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next question. I, I there's a crap load more, but I'm only gonna do one more. Um, oh, now you're gonna get people coming down on you. Yeah, again. that's you right. You take my shirt. Yeah. Um, you like it? No, it doesn't. Cochran six seventy six asks: Is forty one thousand dollars a year really that bad for a factory mechanic uh, when you don't have a mortgage, car, car payment, utilities, child? That's what we talked about a couple weeks ago. What, what I made at Yamaha. Well, you gotta remember, I'm taxed on that. It matters where you, you live. You gotta remember, I had to pay rent on that. I had, it, I had an apartment. You, you you probably still have I had a, a car. place to live in a car. I had a car, so car, car insurance. From, I had my deadbeat girlfriend, now my wife, with oh, me. Oh dear me! I had to pay for stuff for her. Did you you can't live off of forty one thousand dollars and live in California? No, thank you. And not only that, they lived. They had their headquarters in Orange County. Their employees, because of the salaries they made, were forced to live an hour, hour and a half away. Yeah, and buy street bikes to come in because they otherwise they had to leave for work at uh, three o'clock in the morning because of traffic. Yet. Yamaha found no problem with this arrangement, so suck it, Yamaha. That's old news, right? What? I just feel like that was a criminally underpaid job. My wife's giving me the look like I shouldn't have said suck it, Yamaha. They, they should have paid more. There's no doubt. You took the job. You, they didn't make you sign on the dotted oh line. Oh, my God. You want to know the story behind that? No. You want to know the story behind Not that? Not really. Okay. You're the one that when they said, hey, this is how much money I, you I, get paid, you still went to you work. You want to know the story behind that? Well, they told you, you something different? Yes. Then why'd you, why don't you just say walk away and say, you know what, this is not what I get. A little late by then. Why? Because I'd already locked into working for him, and I couldn't go anywhere else. It was well, Tim Ferry, too. Fault. Well, there you go. You got the, you got the uh, benefits of working for Timmy. And a lot of benefits to work. There you go. All right, now what? We're done. Dude, are you serious? We're done with, we're done with the segment. Yeah. All yeah. right, let's go. I just, we almost sat here for two football games, bro. That's a long time. Whatever, Paul bro. would not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> And if this was the Moto Show, it would have been over two hours ago. Stump the tits. I got them this week. We got them. Will tits know the Moto?
This is the part where we try to make tits and motocross knowledge a fail and fail miserably. Uh, uh, Kenny, first I will I will ask Kenny, my co-host, if tits will know these questions to these answers, answers to these questions. Kenny, will tits know the rider that Mike Brown battled with to win his only national championship back in 2003? No. Four. 2002. One. 2001. One, you just said three years. 2001. Will tits know the rider that lang- that that Mike Brown battled with? Yes. Tits. Would that be Ryan Hughes? That'd be a big no. Suck okay. it. You said it though. I did. That's why. That's why I thought away. you were saying. Can you Grand please budge L- yourself, Grant Langston? Mm-mm. Can you please budge yourself, Grant <laughs> Langston? Two thousand and one wasn't that long ago. Great battle. That was ten years ago. And these colors don't run. <laughs> okay. Second question. Will Tits know we had a member of Team USA? Look at him. Look rubbing his eyes and stuff. He's so he's so over it. I'm on it. He's not coming back next year. Fine. Let's okay. get, let's finish the show and talk about it after. Who beat Team USA in 1994 to win the Motocross of Nations? Who put an end to the 13-year winning know. streak of Team USA? Do you know? Yeah. Tits. Belgium. Italy. England. England. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not the only who got it from. <laughs> I was going to say because I thought Everett's Okay, won. a couple of older questions. Tits, you're 0 for 2. Here's a, new, here's yeah. a newer one. For you, happened he loves in, to prove people wrong, dude. Happened in your it. hometown. Happened in your hometown, so you might know. Was it when? Uh, who was the last? Who? What was the name of the rider? Who was the very first to win a U.S. Open main event on a 254 stroke? Will he know that answer? He won the second night of the U.S. Open on a 254 stroke. No, but I do. Because fucking guy, we would have won the title if my guy would have passed him. My guy got second. Yeah, that would have been a real tied. That would have been a real tied. What what year was it? Two thousand and eight. Five. Yeah, two thousand seven. Eight. Yeah, eight. Dude, not that long ago. U.S. Open. Did you go to the races? Yes. Uh-uh. You never went to U.S. Open. Uh-uh. You live here and you're a big motor fan. Never went. Yep. I had to pay for the tickets and it wasn't gonna happen. He ain't gonna know. He don't know that. Do yeah. you know? He still races. Put it that way. He's a factory rider. There's a, there's a name in my head, but I have no idea. But it, Weimer, I don't know. Very good. Very it was good. Jake Weimer. Was it it okay. was Jake Weimer. Total guess. No, well, oh, he gives himself, it, he's it, quick to give himself the the, the yeah. The, if, well, the, it wasn't a guess because that was the only name that was coming into my mind, so it was in there for a reason. Because <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so you can suck it. Yeah. One for one for three this week. At least I got one. Hey, don't forget uh, Popomex app, dollar ninety nine app store. Three G's or higher. Yeah, it will not work on an iPod Touch or a 3G or older now, iPhone. Now, Tits, let me ask you this. Should I be mad at SwissCore for designing an app that won't work with, with say, 50% of the population? Yes. It's less than yes. 50%. Yes. Actually. Fuck yes, you should be. You're looking like maybe a quarter percent of the population. Seems to be a quarter. Well, the, the quarter of that percent is very angry with I me. told you about that SwissCore, dude. I yeah, told you. You did. I you warned did. you about yeah, it. Yeah, you did. And you had a reason to flick him off at Daytona. I did, because he screwed up on the apps. Yep. That was for that reason and why. And you knew he was going to screw up on I the apps. I knew he was going to screw up on something, but yep. I just didn't know what it was. Good job, SwissCore. Good job. Kenny knew it ahead of time. Yep. I wish you would have told me. I tried. Yeah, you did. You're right. All right, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment coming up next. Tits is on the phone talking to his wife again, so he will probably won't even cue the music, but let's go with that. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. These are going to be easy, Kenny. These are going to be easy for you. 
Quick answers. Perfect. Let's get them through. Um, no personal calls on work time. <laughs> Sorry. Please. Thank you. That was his wife? Yes, yeah, his wife. That was my wife. She oh, was hey, calling, right on. She was cool. calling right to on. tell me about <laughs> the results of the bachelor pad. Like I have any interest in it whatsoever. Really? Yep. Wow. Although, to be fair, my cousin is actually on the show. I think that's why she was calling. But All right, perfect. All right, let's awesome, go. Awesome, right? Yeah, that's why you're not coming back. <laughs> All right, Kenny, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. 30 <laughs> seconds, 15 seconds or less, uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. Xcode 2011. Save yourself some money on goggles. The goggle of choice, a first moto whole shot winner and leader of three laps, Michael Lessie. Terminator version. Terminator lens version. Uh, Kenny, first question. Metal Militia Valley Team. Is it going to happen next year? Don't know. According to Brian Deegan, it is. Have you heard the rumors about Valley not being around? And yes. And Metal Militia maybe? Pull? Okay. I heard that Valley's not going to be around, but Metal Militia is. Still going to do it? Yeah. Okay. Like the Valley, they'll be like a, a partner. It'll just be the Metal Militia Yamaha team. It'll be Rockstar, Rockstar Metal Yamaha. Militia. Yep. Okay. Next question. Uh, X-Brand Goggle Hero segment. What's James Stewart going to ride next year? I think he's going to ride Suzuki's myself. I don't know. That's just a total guess. 4.1. Another question. X-Brand Goggle Tariff segment. What's Chad Reed going to ride next year? What color? Red. 1.6, Kenny. And that has been the X-Brand Goggle Tariff segment. We're going to get ready to wrap the show up a little bit here, but you can call in for a little while. 702-586-7857 if you have a question for Kenny or I. And we'll see if we can get to it. Uh, we do have voicemails. Let's play some of those. There's a couple questions in. There's a question in it for you, Kenny, that I'd like your opinion on. 702-586-7857. You can again, you can call anytime, and uh, and leave a message. And the best ones make it. So let's hear uh, this week's. Watson, Mathis, the new app is dope. Bring it on. Just listen to your guys' show. Except if you have a 3G or iPod Touch. Hey. Then it's not awesome. The 3GS, to be fair, is a lot better of a phone than the 3G is. There's better processors and junk like that. Although, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure why it won't work with the iPod Touch. Because dude, why don't you just go get a job at freaking Best Buy as like a geek squad or dude, something? Dude, I would go and work at Apple, not at Best Buy. Come on, Well, man. come on, guy. Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Watson. Mathis. We just heard this. Yeah, Don't <laughs> you hit yourself in the head with the phone again? Bring on. <laughs> just listen to your guys' show and not a single mention about Caroli or Oxen's titles. Locked them up this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Kenny's guy. Ken Rocks. Anyway, do that. All right, congratulations to Antonio Caroli. Condolences on his mother passing away. And Ken Roxon wrote a 125. For no good reason, <laughs> went five DNF in the MX2 class, but he clinched the title the week before. So your guy Kenny Rocks won the 250 World Championship. Sweet, glad to know it. And he'll be in America full time next year. Great to take our money and our girls. Sweet, you're Would married. You? You're married, so it doesn't yeah. matter about the girls. But right. hey, sweet, I could care less about who won what over there. All right. All I do care is we go over there and kick. Hey, what's up, the guys? This ass. is Gar 47 MX. AKA Gump from Syracuse, New York. I just posted a post on Vital about Watson, and I was thinking, I remember a story from back in the day of Watson um, 
kind of pulling the robbery maneuver on a local guy's daughter at Unadilla and uh, traded some parts and some other things basically for his daughter. Uh, I was wondering if you cared to elaborate on that story without naming names, because I do know the family, but just curious uh, if you would see to elaborate on that. All right, guys. Kenny, so the caller saying back in the day at Unadilla, you traded some parts for somebody's daughter. That's <laughs> such bullshit. I know. Everyone, what happened? Everyone was trying to, we were, do you remember the night before where you had to stage across the street? Yeah. And then pull in. Sleep the in. You slept yeah. in the van. In the- and, dude, this guy was a privateer guy. And, dude, his truck was stuck. And me and Paul Curry and a couple other guys helped him get out. Okay. And, dude, the guy started talking. He was a full privateer. Yeah. So I gave the dude some tires. Okay. Okay. I didn't trade. Like, the guy was making it sound like. Like he was gonna trade me his daughter or some bullshit for the so, tires, and I gave him the tires. Nothing did. I I didn't. I don't. I know I didn't hook up with the girl. Well, and and it was like there was like was a it big, his daughter? He was older guy and he had a daughter. Yeah, oh. it was his. It was the guy's sister, and it was like sister or daughter. Your story's There was a rider and had his. He, and there was a dad that was a mechanic, and there was a rider. Okay. Was his son. Oh. And then they had a rider's sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember, and I remember. Yeah, they. Well, how's this guy possibly thinking that? You I tri- don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Are you? Sounds like you're being sketchy, dude. For real. Uh, I'm not being sketchy at all. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the story. All right. Dude, we're talking. You know, it's 1998. I don't. I yeah. Mean, dude, There's a lot of chicks. I mean, a lot of chicks. Oh, tons, dude. Right. Tons. That's what I mean. <laughs> I can't even. Like, count how them do you all. even keep track of them? <laughs> yeah. For dude, sure. I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I believe it. But no, I don't think. Uh, okay. It was. It was all good. All right. You guys rock. Later. I was just calling about um, these mouthpieces I see some guys wearing. I, I race with a guy, he's a pretty well-known pro, he's over in Europe racing right now, and I noticed he was wearing a mouthpiece, it kind of reminded me of like a retainer or like something a boxer would wear, but he was saying that it helps reduce concussions or the chances of getting a concussion. I was wondering if you guys know anything about this or any other like top motocross pros wearing these, Um, or is it just another sales gimmick of somebody trying to make money, I mean... Is it another Leah brace, or, you know, do they work? Steve? Uh, they're just uh, mouth guards. Guys wear them. They, is is they there help a lot of money in mouth guards? I don't know. They help concussions, apparently. Uh, football players wear them. Hockey players wear them. Um, LeBron James wears one. Yeah, LeBron James It would have helped Martin Davalos. Why? He lost a tooth. Oh, yeah, he there we go. took a rock to the mouth. Yeah, there we go. So, I don't care if you have a mouthpiece. If you get hit in the mouth, and like you're, you're t- that's just holding it in there until you take the mouth guard out. I think a lot of them do. A lot of those people, like, when they ride, they, they grind their teeth, and they're always, like, you know. And I think it's Can't it's stop. just something to bite down on, and I don't think it's it's better to bite down on a mouthpiece than, uh, you know, than your teeth and your gums. And But, yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Come on. I don't see what the big deal is about making 41 grand a year when you don't have a mortgage. Here's a this guy payment, again just haunting me, car dude. insurance, utilities. Child support. So what, I don't pay utilities so, uh, or car, anything? Yeah, during just, during I, the week, do you just... I just live in a. You, you cease to exist. Yeah, until do I live in a weekend? box and then just go to work <laughs> and then I got regular bills and then I got this girlfriend dragging me down back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I said dragging me down. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Okay, we are good. Big deal, forty-one grand. It can't be too bad. Mathis Watson, what up, Scott from Michigan? Just wanted to say you guys uh, do an awesome job. Keeping us updated on the MX information. Uh, Powell was off the hook, bro, for sure. Villapoto all the way. You guys knew. 
you know. But uh, yeah, bro, keep doing what you do. All right, peace. Right on, peace. Bro. Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, fucking, I was calling to uh, leave some stuff about stump the tits, man. I got you can just let me handle that. That stuff, I'll write all the stuff. You'll be stumping them every time. Like, yeah. you know, this week, just chilling on the porch, thinking about it. And you'd probably stump all of y'all. But uh, anyway, like, I was thinking about who has ridden a 120 race, this is a 125, two-stroke, a 250S, uh, a 252 stroke, and a 454 stroke. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's Stefan Seca. Yeah, he was killing it. Well, then... I thought about it, and I was like, damn, Stewart did too. And uh, as a matter of fact, Stewart won on a KX125. A KX250F did that last race. You know who else did? Can run. No. Larry Ward. Wow, Big Bird, yeah. Didn't you... uh, Kevin Windham? He rode the 250F at uh, that one race last year, the year before? He didn't win, though. He didn't win. Oh, did he say win? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Uh, Mike Brown. I don't think Mike Brown won on the 252-stroke. But Mike Brown's raced them all, too. Yep. Ride the four-stroke, smoked them, and uh, went on to have some wins on this crazy fast KX250. And then I'd say notched a few on this KX450, YZ450, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, you'll have a good show tonight. Um, all right. Voicemails. Done. There you go. Sinjin. Okay, this is my last Dude, we don't care you. about Jimmy Albertson uh, anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's not about that, but give him a nice kiss on the cheek for me when yeah, you see him this weekend, yeah, first dude, of all. I like Top Jim. He's a cool dude. He's a good guy. I hope he yeah. finds a ride next year. Yeah, yeah, same here. But what I was going to call about was... Uh, Kenny's riders, that, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, uh, you wrote a tweet saying that basically, like, you're basically comparing carburetors and two strokes are basically like you both can't win on them. Remember that tweet earlier? Uh, what did I say? You said, I like two strokes as much as the next guy, but they're like carburetors. Oh, and like yeah. People Car- can't win on them. Carburetors, pay phones. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all Wait, of- but I have a question. Michael yeah. Lesky, I mean, he's obviously not losing because of that. No. He's what- riding on a carbureted bike. What I'm saying is that. <sighs> <sighs> oh, shut your fucking You're mouth. You're boring, Kenny Watson. Oh, man. Watson, you need some coffee? Do you need some coffee? No, I need to go home. Kenny needs to get home. No, what I'm saying is that the two strokes are just antiquated, dude. They just have nothing new on them. They're old school. But think of the when we were racing two strokes, Kenny. When was the last time they came out with something new? Like the Yamaha motor has been the same since like '98, and Cowie. They're all the same, and there was nothing coming down new. There was no direct injection. There was no fuel injection for that matter. There was aluminum frames, sure. Um, that's all. They're, look at these. Uh, look at these uh, four strokes and all the cool thing, things that are coming out on them. Hey, Tess, do you hear okay, uh, from the headphones being on so And also, yeah. wait, I'll listen to this. This is how uh, devoted I am to Jimmy. Uh, I'm even buying a Yamaha 450 just because he rides one. I'm not even well, kidding. Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Hey, hey I did that. I would do that for Jimmy if he wanted me to. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Sinjin, have a good night. Hey, but uh, fuck Hanny and fuck uh, Hart Huntington. Peace. Yeah. All right, Sweet. Sinjin. Wow. Um, he just straight said, he told me to F off after he said he wanted to blow some guy. <laughs> Go figure, Sinjin. <laughs> hey, thanks to Eric at EB Suspension tonight whoa, for giving a t-shirt. Whoa, whoa. Thanks for uh, the Circle Jerkies for buying five app, oh, Pop-O-Mex app um, um, codes. Appreciate hey, that. Eric uh, actually texted me he wants to give away another shirt next week as well. Oh, uh, no, thanks, Eric. 
We're no, no show next week. Motocross the Nations. Whatever. Show after week that. after that. Yeah. Uh, I'm gone to the Motocross the Nations this week, so there'll be no show next week. Make sure week. you tell Aversons that he has a, a, a male stalker that wants to blow him. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've met, actually, at the track and stuff, so maybe now, though, it might be a little weird and creepy. Maybe maybe Sinjin can just go grab a hand of grease and just give, take him behind the truck and give him a quick one. Dude, that was creepy right there. That was the creepiest thing I've ever heard on this show. Yeah, it was he straight there. out <laughs> said that he yeah. would do that. That he would blow him. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, that, that's up there for sure. Um, thanks uh, to our sponsors: PTOSports.com, X Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Worst Connection, Vivid Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, Kicker, and Free Gun. Thank you everybody for coming on board. Thanks to Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, Mark Pellegrino. For coming on, Kenny, good job lining those guests up. Yeah, it was do you good. want to do it some more, lining up guests? No. <laughs> That's it? For a while. Until I get bored. Once yeah. a year. Yeah, once a year is not enough. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks with another exciting show. And, uh, and last but not least, I would like to thank. You want to talk about your races? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about these two races coming up real we quick. We should. Monster Energy Cup, September 23rd through the 25th. $10,000 per, per night. Per night now, you guys go out there and get that money. Exit 28, that's the name of the track. So huge dash for cash, a bikini contest, a big best whip contest. That is in Reno, okay? September 23rd, 25th, a couple weeks away. Check it out. Now, this is the big one coming up, October 1st. If you're a fan of the sport, if you're in Vegas, or may even come up here and do it, at Boulder City MX presents the Vet Cup, Vet MX Cup. It's October 1st. The lineup so far. Sebastian Tortelli, Doug Dubach, Jeff Chicken Matasevich, Chuck Sun, Rich Taylor, Jeff Willow, Rusty Holland, and the Beast from the East. If you guys never seen Damon Bradshaw ride or never don't know who he is or whatever, you definitely need to come watch this guy. This is like one of the godfathers of our sport, and uh, he is the real deal. And last but not least, I would thanks, like to thank Sinjin for admitting that he has <laughs> gay tendencies. And you know what? That there's nothing wrong with that, dude. You came out of the closet tonight, and we appreciate that. So you know what? I, I don't have a problem with it. As long as it's not me and you don't put that on me, I'm, we're cool. Thanks to O'Rourke for the chest protector. Yeah, O'Rourke, thanks for the, 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 the jersey. Yeah. And, and once uh, again, I would really like to thank Sinjin for coming out of the closet because I knew you weren't right from the beginning. And it's okay. He's out of the closet. It's fine. It's cool. It's we're cool. Yeah, yeah. We're cool. Nothing I have a couple that. other friends that are gay. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I have no problem good. with no that, doubt. man. So, hey, do your thing, bro. Just practice safe sex, and, and we're all good, brother. And with that, see you guys in two weeks. That is the sound of an ice-cold red bull being cracked open. That is the sound of an ice-cold red bull being cracked open. something I want to get off my chest and it's about that summer when you went away to community college I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine and I did it I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine I, I mean spread man I pulled my butt apart and stuff and I was totally nude and it was weird I I mean you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>